Master, sir? I heard Yoda talking about midichlorians. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. But not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. Remember, Obi-Wan, if the prophecy is true, your apprentice is the only one who can bring the force back into balance. I'm a Jedi. I know I'm better than this. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Hello there. Oh, a bold one. I beat, I beat you to it. I was not be outmatched by you this time. You're a bold one. I am, I am very bold. I'm known for that. General, that. General Reagan. General Reagan. This is Prequel Apologetics. This is the podcast where we reappraise the Star Wars prequels. And uh, we, we look through the entire Star Wars franchise through the lens of the prequels. Mm. How they influence things. How they made things worse. No, how they made things better. <laughs> <laughs> they made everything better. Come on. Yeah, everything better. Come on. Everything better. My name's Seth. This is Reagan. I'm Reagan. General Reagan Kenobi. General Reagan. The bold one. <laughs> the negotiator. The negotiator. Yeah. I'm, that's such a cool part. I'm I'm the hacking, wheezing, <laughs> barely human, dun, dun, central dun, dun. nervous system encased in slab of granite. One shot will make fire rain from your eyes. That's me. <laughs> I, I identify with him. So if you hadn't figured it out, we're covering Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Sith. This is um, the one. This is the one that the, matters. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> this is where the, the ship gets landed. By I, most people's estimate, this is the good prequel. By my estimate, by any sane person's estimate. Whoa! Yeah, this is the good one. This is this one is incredible. I mean, the other ones are good. Most people who don't like the prequels, they like this one. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this came out in two thousand five. Three years after Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. we had Star Wars Clone Wars to kind of fill in the gaps and. This was a long time coming. This was uh This is the this is the heart of the story George wants to tell, I think. Yeah. For oh sure. for sure. You you're setting up the tragedy, you're setting up Anakin was an innocent boy. But everyone's waiting to see Darth Vader in the suit. Yeah. And he teases it till the last scene. Really, the last scene or two. Oh my gosh. That's cool. So What do you uh what do you remember about this film as a child? I was gonna ask you. A young boy. As I was not a child. Boy. I was fifteen. Oh my god. Yep. I was fifteen when this came pimples, out. You have a, like a bad beard. Probably. Ugh. Um, Gosh. Not much has changed. <laughs> 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 um. So I have a sad story. A little bit. Oh no. I have some regrets. Oh no. Around episode three. What did you do? Uh. So we had the tradition. My dad and I would see every Star Wars film. Mm. But this is the first time I didn't do that. Oh. And I went and saw it with my friends opening night. And it was great. It was awesome. But, but later. I, I felt bad about that. And he said, it's okay. You go see with your friends. We'll go see it. We never saw it. We didn't see it. I mean, we watched it together, but we never went to the theater to see it. That's so sad. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> and that's like your defining memory of this movie. No. Like my, the experience. My, my defining memory. No, no, no. That's just. Oh, okay. I was going to start sad and go this happy. This is deeply tragic. <laughs> it's as tragic as the film. <laughs> it is. Honestly. Oh. Um. But my memory of just seeing this, the I was very excited to see how some of the loose ends were tied together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was definitely disappointed in that in some ways. I was disappointed sure. in how Qui-Gon got one line of dialogue. 
commune with him. Yeah. You can. We talking about Yoda. I needed five more scenes about this, please. Uh, I was a little disappointed in that. I was disappointed in how the how how Obi Wan's nefarious line in A New Hope. I don't seem to remember owning a droid. I was really banking on that being explained. It was not. Not even close. He's uh he's uh climbing like like a like the elevator. Banked his head. Yeah. Where are you? What's this droid? R two. Right. Right. R who? Who? I, I was disappointed by C-3PO just getting a mind wipe. It just It felt like all oh, these kind of loosens. It felt tidy to you a little bit? Tight. It wasn't tidy. It was in the Clone Wars episode, we talked about how the General Grievous was, it was an afterthought. That's the word, an afterthought. Yeah. Today, I do not care about that. Yeah. But, okay. But when you, so when you watch this, those, those, those pesky little feelings. Those pesky were... little things stood out to me. Yeah. They didn't make me not like the film. Sure. I still loved it. Sure. Um, and I was also another. Oh, one more thing I didn't like. I remember thinking that Anakin's turn was fast. I remember. Sure. I remember not quite yep. buying it. Yeah. But I also remember Reasonable. being pleasantly surprised that he did not turn for some nefarious reason. It was because you know his love for Padme that turned into greed. I liked that. I liked that they worked in Padme and the and the babies. Sure. And that was the core reason why he turned. Yeah. Instead of just. I don't know. A Jedi, Jedi uh, kick, more yeah. power. Right, exactly. Right. That, which is what I was expecting. Yeah. And so I was pleasantly surprised by that. There's some real motivation to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I came away loving it. I really did. I came away, I remember at the end, walking out of the theater and just feeling, I've seen something. I've seen something. I've experienced something. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I felt that. And I was so excited to get the DVD oh, and watch it again. I was so excited to share it with people. Mm. I got the DVD and I took it to a friend's house and just... We watched it with his parents. But I felt you have to see this. You have oh, to- <laughs> you had to tell the gospel. Of I this did. Movie to everybody, of, of episode three. I did. Nice. So that was, uh, yeah, that was it at the time. And then you know, I, I think, the, the small character arc of my journey with episode three, mm-hmm. I started to, you know, like we said in the first episode, kind of fell out of love with all the prequels. But as I was starting to reappraise them, there was a time where I kind of found the middle to be boring and just mm. I just thought it's a lot of weird talking it's a lot of weird scenes that were clearly we said this in episode two that were clearly just written as dialogue only yeah. not really caring about where it takes place or what the, the screen the stage direction would be there's a scene in this movie where Palpatine and Anakin are standing there's, silently yes it, just, they're walking they're they, walking they stop walking yeah and then Anakin <laughs> it's just yeah. like, there's like nothing <laughs> that starts the conversation and there's another one with Anakin Padme sitting on a couch it's there are a lot of weird things like, like that. making out and you pull right. away and he's like, "Hey, what's wrong?" <laughs> right, right. So I started to sort of see that, yeah, this scene, this movie starts real strong, great action, ends with some great action, and the middle is just kind of eh. But watching it this time with you and for this podcast, I don't know. I kind of got into the drama of those scenes, and I still saw the flaws. I still saw that the scene didn't really begin or end. It just, <laughs> it just was. It just was. It just was. It was the way. Yeah, it was the, the way. Scene. Yeah, right. Uh, but. Watching it this time, I absolutely loved it. I came away yeah. thinking, this is not just the best prequel. This is a this is really a great movie. It's a good movie. And no, it's a great that was my takeaway. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Oh no, great movie. My yeah, takeaway definitely. is this is a great film. George Lucas, he landed the ship. He was flying half a ship. He, he landed he definitely landed it. He landed it, but he contributed something to cinema. Yeah. If I'm gonna be pretentious um, for a second. This is the one that frankly I would recommend to people. Like I I don't think I could recommend one or two. Without watching yeah. one or two, you just said watch it. I could I think people could watch this one. Yeah. Mm. It's really good. Um, so I have three quick stories about this movie. Okay. So I would have been, I think, eight. Keep, keep it out. short. I can't. 
these are incredible memories of my eight life. years old eight years old you know but as you know that this movie is pg-13 it's just a little too dark it's true it's dark there's some my dark brother, stuff yeah some dark stuff my brother's six i'm eight and what if you add those together it works out. Eight plus 16. 14. 16. Good. numbers. Anyway, uh, I was doing a bit there. You, you think you missed it. Anyway. Um, oh, I got it. I got, got it. it. Just loaded. Good. Um, Eight plus 60. Obi-Wan does some intense. Oh, hold on. Just a moment. Atmospherical charts. Intense arithmetic. What he does. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm too young. My parents, you know, go see it that night. The parents who would not let you look at Darth Maul. Yeah, this, this is which is hey, he was scary. Okay, he was scary. I'm with him on this one. I get this it. is this works. Yeah, this is a freaky movie, and I think the babysitter was with us that night because it was probably a late night showing. I remember I didn't see them that night. I wake up, I run to their room. <laughs> I remember, I, I can't honestly. I, I probably fill in these details. But Do you I, remember not being able to go to sleep because you're so excited? I, I probably was. Yeah. I jump, so I jumped in their bed the next morning, and I was like, "What happened? What happened?" Dad's like, "Oh, it was really cool. There's this guy with." six arms and i was like what <laughs> he had a lightsaber in each in each hand you hadn't seen clone wars right yeah and i was like oh my gosh this movie is amazing <laughs> and the next story starts here because i guess i was just young because like it must have been four or five months before it came out on dvd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but then one night my dad's like okay guys you know Let's watch some Star Wars. You know, let's watch, let's watch Return of the Jedi. It's a really good one. Why don't you guys dress up as your favorite Star Wars characters? I think Brian dressed <laughs> up as a Wookiee. I dressed up as probably Obi-Wan, but I remember it being pretty shoddy. I remember it, I remember it being not as good as it could have been. You did not grow your hair for the Padawans. I did not. Learn a braid. There was no braid. It was very embarrassing. Um, the Crawl starts, says episode three, and I'm still kind of like, okay, you know, Return of the Jedi, that was actually the third movie that was released. Maybe they didn't change it. It says Revenge of the Sith, and I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> And it starts to dawn on me that I'm watching this movie. And I'm just like... <gasps> and it was amazing. And basically, obviously, there's a certain character in this film. Spoiler alert. He uh, he goes through some stuff. He has some things happen to him. Do you mean Anakin Skywalker? He is burned horribly. And that scene yeah. was fast-forwarded for me. I did not experience that scene for, many, for a long time. But I do... But it was fast-forwarded so you could see it. But... We definitely were told to look away oh, okay. as well. All right. I do remember, though, probably maybe not during this viewing, but in subsequent viewings, I definitely glimpsed. <laughs> no, here's the thing, though. You took a no, 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 no. I don't think we fast-forwarded. Here's what it was. Because a, a lot of important stuff happens in, the, in these scenes. We can't just not hear them. That's so true. We, we were told to look away. But just hearing the audio, hearing Anakin's screams, yeah. that that messed me up. That was enough. I think, so I, I, th- I think we fast-forwarded General Grievous exploding. We did not. We did not fast forward Anakin's immolation. Really, we heard it. Oh, and I got you. Okay, it was horrifying. I remember one time being bold and like sneaking a peek and just being frankly horrified by it. It was <laughs> a lot, and you know, I, to be honest, I had some friends, you know, uh, who didn't watch it until much later, and I got to show it to them. They they never even seen that scene because that scene for a lot of people was kind of like, especially if you're you know a parent trying to do right by your kid. It's graphic. It's a lot, but I think we talk about this. We talk about this over text. Is that this scene is where kids grow up? <laughs> they should all watch this scene. <laughs> Not this for scene, me, but yeah, this scene is important. This scene, you realize there's a darkness in storytelling that is necessary. It's it's the stakes. Yeah, the character it's made a bad really decision. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then lastly, um, so we we only move on DVD. We move to Galesburg, Illinois, and we buy this cheaper home, and we have a lot of money to remodel it. And our crown jewel, jewel. <laughs> <laughs> our crown jewel in this house was this, was this projection room 100 inch 
um, big projection screen, projector, incredible surround sound. Mm-hmm. Basically, anytime we would ever show somebody the house, we'd always play that first scene from this movie. Mm-hmm. Imagine, so basically... You show them the crawl. <laughs> skip the crawl. <laughs> you know how it starts with just, like, the thundering drums? Yeah. Like, we would crank it up to, like, like plus uh, 10 dB. And this, like, is, this is why you have an ear for sound design. This, you had a good surround sound this, system. Oh, it was incredible. Like, I, you'd feel this. And, like, when the ship goes... Like, you feel them coming. Yeah. And, like, again, 100-inch screen. That's a good impression. You're flying through this throwing through space with Anakin Obi Wan. It's just It's all it looked, one it's all one take. It looked so good. Yeah. And it was really a way my dad showed off this incredible production system he had. But to <laughs> me as a kid it was a it was a chance to relive it every time. Yeah. And it to me it was awesome. It was great. It it yeah, it was incredible. Well tell us about the dark years of hating this film. Or did you did you ever go through that? I don't think that? I ever hated this film. Mm. I think I definitely was like, oh gosh, you know, it has some high points but you know, the Plinkett Review kind of tears this down. We've talked about this Plinkett Reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Letter Media for the uninitiated. Yeah, just um, basically this film was built on shaky ground, and so this film can't be that good. So yeah. if the other two movies were that good, this movie is not that good. Like, oh gosh, there's no real clone armor. Look at his right. face floating. Right. When you say the good suit. prequel, it doesn't mean much. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean that much. And if here's the thing. If you're not invested in the film... The good parts don't land. That's just the truth. So yeah. even if you really like the cool part where Anakin fights Obi Wan or when, you know, they confront Palpatine, like that does not land if you don't love if you don't really invest it in that film. So, but this flying half film. I do remember here's a fourth here's a fourth little memory. I do okay. remember seeing a trailer for this movie, and I was really disappointed that this was not the truth. I remember seeing this. I have not been able to find it, so it obviously does not is not real. <laughs> Palpatine pulls out his lightsaber into double sided lightsaber and just being like, oh my gosh. <laughs> truly, truly wonderful, the mind of a child. It, that would have been awesome, wouldn't it? No. But then it wouldn't have come out of his. I love his lightsaber. It's a great lightsaber. But I remember as a kid being like, double sided lightsaber is the coolest thing. Palpatine obviously has one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway. I have one more story I remembered. So this was a. And then you have to talk. I just want to sneak this in. And then you have to talk about your, your take this time. Mm. But this is a quick story. Um, uh, to the lead up for episode three, you know, I was watching Clone Wars. I was very excited. I was checking out StarWars.com regularly. Mm-hmm. As you do. At, yeah, as I did. Not anymore. <laughs> um, actually, StarWars.com today, the gallery section is great. Yeah. They have good pictures. They have basically one. They they have an image from every shot from every film. Pretty good. I didn't know that. Shoot. I, I'm probably overstating it. It's pretty good, though. It is a good yeah, collection. Yeah, iconic shots, at least. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. about the shot over the shoulder of Padme of Anakin? in there it's probably there <laughs> okay shot number 25c <laughs> yeah um so i'm checking starwars.com and i see some artwork of a character from episode one this is darth maul oh i know with robot legs oh this is artwork on starwars.com of darth maul with robot legs and you're like what and this is the early days of the internet for me anyway and uh i we actually didn't have internet for a long time until i was in high school so I'm kind of feeling it out, I'm feeling out the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm not savvy enough to realize this is either fan art or just a, a concept, a rejected concept just a thing they're sharing. Yeah. I did not get that for whatever reason. This is from the film. This is in the film. That's what this I said. Will appear in that's, the what I, that's what I said. That's what I said. You said that out loud as you're scrolling. <laughs> Stars.com is in the film. Right. So I was disappointed. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm getting two stories mixed up. So I, I think it was clear that was a rejected concept. However... My teenage mind, my imagination went to, they're sharing this for a reason. And the reason is that Darth Maul will be in the film somehow. And then I started to think, Joan Grievous. 
he's not a droid actually mm-hmm. he's he was a man he was an alien he was something he was a creature mm-hmm. he was a being he's a a being. his central nervous system a being where else do i know a being from <laughs> hmm. from the mandalorian the being the being the child <laughs> the child um uh so and grievous's eyes you know they're yellow and they look evil and i thought i've seen that before <laughs> And they're not the same, unfortunately. Grievous was probably some kind of reptilian. He's got these slits. Really sweet eyes. Yeah. They're incredible. But, but again, I, I'm not putting this together. I didn't buy, I didn't have the visual dictionary or something. Either in your mind, you didn't have the visual power in your mind. You know what it was? I just, I wanted it to be true. So I, just, I saw what <laughs> I wanted to see. into existence. Anyway, I was expecting General Grievous to be Darth Maul. Yeah. To be his remains built into a robot. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. That would be cool. Anyway, sorry, I took away, I took away no, your you time. Said, no, you, took, you said something. Well, you said something really interesting there. You saw what you wanted to see. There's a yeah. lot in this movie. I see what I want to see. Um, there's a lot of character arcs and character moments that I've kind of, through my love of Star Wars, have kind of changed. And so watching this film again, um, it's just a film I really enjoyed it. Um, seeing it in newer HD was awesome on Blu-ray. Um, it really worked. You know, I, I every time I watch the Battle of the Fates, just that initial flurry, I get chills. It, I, it just every time, it's mm-hmm. just incredible. Battle of the Heroes, it's called. Sure. Oh, yeah. Did I say Battle of the Fates? Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. Okay, it's similar. It's cool. Similar music, anyway. Uh, <laughs> some importance. Anyway, there are many scenes in here that I've warped in my mind. I've really basically made them a hill to die on. You know, why does Palpatine do this? What does he mean here? Oh, I got you. Okay. And these are things that, watching them again, I started to realize the film does not support these readings. Yeah. But I hold them still. Like I, these are, <laughs> it's my canon. And I, I think for a long time, these were canon. So we'll, we'll get there when we talk. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about them. Mostly later. around Palpatine. Oh, 100%. Okay. Most of all, I'm about Palpatine. Okay. Anyways, this movie's awesome. We got to get into it. We got to start digging into it. I've dug in. Well, I'm ready. I'm, I'm in there. My position. I, was I, about, I built a trench. I was talking about Grievous' eyeballs. Trench, w- trench warfare. <laughs> Film. Okay. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. It's warfare. Lock on to Amar 2. Master, General Grievous's ship is directly ahead. The one crawling with vulture droids. Oh, I see it. Oh, this is going to be easy. So this movie starts... Uh, it has a pretty cool crawl. Uh, and another memory. They released the crawl early. I Did read they the, really? I read the crawl online. I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm going to be honest. It's kind of weird. But the, what I like about the crawl is more. More. Heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. Evil is everywhere. It's just these statements. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I couldn't choose one to start with, so we chose all three of them. <laughs> heroes on both sides. Droid heroes. What, is, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, this is, I don't like this at all. They're usually in Star Wars, they're just random nouns that are capitalized. There are no, they didn't do that there this are time. no caps. Yeah. I mean, he's the only crawl that doesn't have that. I don't like that. They all, yeah, all the others do it. I think the one in two is a Grand Army of the Republic, yeah, is all caps. So cool. Yeah. There's so many things you could have capitalized. Are there no proper nouns in this crawl? Is that what there are it tons. Is? There's Dooku, there's Republic, there's You're Separatists. Right. There's yeah. tons of things you could have done. Two, right. two Jedi Knights dispatched. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Drop the uh, ball, Lucas. Terrible film. Uh, you know, there's a feeling when you're watching a Star Wars film for the first time that you don't really get on subsequent viewings. You read the crawl and you get to the, the ellipses at the end and you feel, what's it going to be? What's, what's going, going on? on? What's going to be? And this is the one. This is a magical feeling. I'm going to be honest. This is probably the best opening of all Star Wars films. I'm going to be honest. It's up there. It's up there. It's- so A New Hope is pretty sweet. Um, I can't think of any other ones that probably get that close to A New Hope. I mean, what are the other ones? Empire Jedi, Strikes- Jedi is very boring. You just fly into the... Empire Strikes Back, launching the probe to Hoth. Two is the the destruction of Nebu- the Nebu ship. Episode one's terrible. This is by far the best. Yeah. So this one... The space battles have been Star Wars have always looked cool. 
What this one does, first of all, the scale is humongous on yeah. this battle. Um, it's one huge unbroken shot, but here's here's the key. And this is what I really love about it. With most space battles, I don't know how to describe this. The lighting is just kind of ambient. It comes from like the stars around them. Mm-hmm. This one, the sun is setting. The sun is the sun is being eclipsed by the planet. And mm-hmm. So you have this beautiful mm-hmm. golden, basically sunset lighting in space, which doesn't make sense. Wow. Yeah. But it looks incredible. Basically, everything is edged. Nice golden light. We'll talk about this later. But there's tons of sunsets in this movie. This is, this mm-hmm. is like clearly the the you know the last day before it's a twilight nightfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. Anyway, this incredible tracking shot, just tracking. It's, it's so imaginative. Like, how did you even begin? And the, to think just all these think beats? of the the very first. So you've got the tilt down that you have from all the claws. The incredible, but that drums just, are, is, is so cool. yeah. That is that so is awesome. cool. Oh, and actually, the first thing you see. As the camera's tilting down from the crawl, you see the sun. You see Coruscant. The sun. You see the you see the eclipse. You. you see a, a flare, yeah. and then as that goes away, you're, you start to connect. It, it just holds on the composition for a second. You see the incredible depth of starter stories everywhere. You see all the way down to the planet. Well, what's so cool about it is that this shot. There's so much storytelling happening. Uh-huh. It pans down. Just one ship. You're like, oh, that's cool. Okay, some Jedi fighters. We're gonna track yeah. them. They they fly along the ship and fly under it, and mm-hmm. it reveals just chaos yeah and you're like right oh my gosh and you're seeing these two these two guys just flying together and you really get this sense of that they are brothers they're totally these jedi and they're they got a mission it's really and it's really cool this this battle's sweet there's so many cool little beats um the clones coming in to reinforce them mm-hmm. being just blown away mm-hmm. and anakin is cool so anakin's obviously the better pilot in this so they're flying yes. basically real quick obi-wan is not bad though their mission is to rescue the chancellor they have to get on general Grievous's ship they have, right. here's the thing, they have General Grievous, they have a Palpatine signal. I'm not sure how they're tracking it, but they have a signal from him. Ankle bracelet, he, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they implant him with something. It's the fob. It's the fob, the fob from the Mandalorian. fob from Mandalorian. Oh, oh my God. It's terrible ruining Star Wars. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they're tracking him. They're tra- they got to get to his ship, um, but there's tons of people in the way, obviously. Um, tons of Starfighters. There's some, there's some missiles being launched. There's just so many cool beats. I don't know how, many, how much time we want to spend on all of them. Well, not too much, but we have to set up. There's... This amazing, hugely important story moment. First of all, Anakin wants to save a clone. Yeah, he is. He, he's still the little boy. They're overrun by droid starfighters. Yeah, right. He's he's still the little boy. He feels nothing but compassion. He wants to help. They're all over me. I'm gonna go help them out. No, no, they are doing that job. Then we can do ours. <laughs> Obi Wan oh. says, "He says they're doing uh, no, no. They're doing our job. We're doing ours. Or something like he that. says you have to let them do their job. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You have to stay focused. You can't win every battle. He's basically. right. Honestly, he's right. He is right. But in that context, so Anakin is so much better pilot than Obi Wan. Maybe could Obi Wan yeah. constantly is like, I'm gonna die. Leave me. Go on. Well, that's My that's the fogging. that's the next beat. Yeah. Obi Wan is attacked. His ship's attacked by a buzz droid. Yeah, and uh, his his droid R four is unceremoniously." It, it, Meets an untimely end. Yeah, the he's got his head ripped the off. The rips off R four's head. Awesome. I thought R four was a, a girl. I don't know why, but wow. rips off her head. Brutal women violence against women on screen. That's not the way I. I, I, did it. I thought it was Obi Wan's, you know, lost love or Aww. something. <laughs> anyway, uh, weird. But the buzz droids are overrunning Obi Wan's ship, and just a note on the ships: Jedi interceptor. Well, no, it's cool. So they're chased by missiles. Yeah, Anakin destroys his. The missiles. Obi Wan is not smart enough. He can't. Can't shake them. The missiles track in front of him and explode. Yeah, and they 
they basically shotgun pellet all these buzz droids. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. Anakin spins. He spins to win. It, it's an incredible trick. Yeah. It's awesome. It, it holds up. It holds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, never let him down. But basically, the buzz droids are overrunning the the Jedi interceptor, which is clear. You really start to see the design for the ships in this film are the closest to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. You really start to see the links between that becomes the Tie interceptor. Uh, the Republic was the Venator class star destroyer. Becomes it's starting star to look destroyer, yeah. a whole lot like star destroyer. Yeah. Because they've got the big, you know, the bridge and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so still more, what, it's still more elegant in this movie. Definitely cool. more elegant. Really the, cool. the red does a lot. Red, the red for the yeah. Republic does a lot. Yeah. Anyway, the, the the real key point of this entire space battle, really, is Obi-Wan is overwhelmed by the, the droids. He says, Anakin, look, it's hopeless. Just yeah. leave me. And he says, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You're my master. I love you. I'm, I'm going to save you. Oh, you awesome. And he does this really cool thing where... He's such a good pilot. He's able to fly parallel to Obi Wan, and he uses the wing of the Jedi interceptor to just push the. Just pushes the. I think you forget he shoots. Does he? Um, before that, Obi Wan's ship to blast him off. It destroys half of Obi Wan's ship. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, I mean, he shoots him off, and like, like his his like side wing just flies off. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's pretty reckless, honestly, okay. but he's a good pilot, so it works out. But he pushes the droids off. Yeah. And he saves Obi-Wan. But that's its key. The, the key thing is Anakin reaches out, saves Obi-Wan, saves his life. Many times coming up. We'll uh, talk about he that. gets, yeah, yeah. But they crash land onto... An set- incredible sequence. Do you yeah. notice the shields are still up? Land <laughs> <laughs> in the, the hangar. It's incredible. It's good. It's good. Uh, there's a really cool part where Obi-Wan does a force jump out of the interceptor as it's crashing and into the, the hangar. <laughs> and then he... he all in one shot, he jumps out, does a flip, ignites his lightsaber, and slashes a couple of battle droids. He lands in a somersault and just goes... <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. It is really cool. And now the tone of this sequence is honestly high adventure. It's yeah. fun. There are lots of jokes. The droids uh, go... And this they is, fall over. I, I, just, I, have to, I have to mention this. We mentioned Ring 3 once before. Uh-huh. Reagan's not a believer. I think, I've, believe. I think I've started to, to bring him over a little bit. But basically, yeah. Ring Theory, just that... The Star Wars prequels were written in such a way <clears throat> as to not only are they referencing the original trilogy, which obviously they are, but they are kind of an inverse of the original trilogy. Um, and just the simplest way I can put it is this whole uh, sequence on Grievous's ship is so reminiscent of Luke, Han, and Leia traveling through the Death Star. It's you're sneaking through and you're sneaking through enemy territory it's in a spaceship yeah. there's an elevator scene yeah. it's all this stuff they talk to r2d2 through the the com it's it's great it's yeah. obviously calling about the death star yeah i'm going to keep mentioning these as we go on Gosh. i'm just setting the stage for no one cares they care okay there will be a secondary link in the description with all these comments <laughs> deleted i'm setting, <laughs> i'm setting the stage for this film is big time uh, referencing a new hope oh sure I mean, that's intelligent connects to it as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. Um, so they they... R, they start getting into the ship. R two levels up in this movie. Oh yeah, he his powers are doubles in the last time R2, we met. R two, this is what I kind of we mentioned before. R two D two is telling the story of Star Wars. He has made himself the hero of the film. Well, kind of. There's. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. R two does something weird in this movie. Okay, we'll get there. Though. Go on. No, it's very later. Anyway, very later. Very later. Basically, this is, the super battle droids storm the hangar. And they have some bizarre ethnic accent, or they sound stupid. What that? That nothing. That nothing. Get they just sound stupid. There's no just, yeah. 
Uh, the Battletoads says that nothing. That nothing. Which is hard because forever <laughs> these have been these are the cool ones, the, the really yeah, intense yeah. ones. But no, they're not. In the Clone Wars, they they have the deeper voices, but mm. um, in this one, they're just goofs. Mm-hmm. They uh, pick up R two. He slathers them in in oil and burns them with his rocket fuel. My parents every time I watched the scene, we just this was this scene was for them. They, they, they cheered every time. They loved it. They R2-D2. loved it. There's something about it. It really. I mean. Today you can tell R2D2 CG, but it's just awesome. And the This character you love continuing surprising you like that. Yeah. yeah. It's a big swing. It's a huge just fan service thing. Yeah. Um, which honestly, you know, that's that's sort of a slippery slope. If you make this character do something that's too cool, it, why you, doesn't he do it in other movies? Right. But this is this is a this is not fan service of like, oh, here's this cool thing you like. It's it's an evolution of something you love. Yeah. You know, which is sure. which is I think good fan service. Sure. You know. Yeah, so basically R2-D2 murders all these super battle droids. Um, Can droids murder droids? Is that perverse? Is that wrong? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Is that morally right? <laughs> Anakin and Obi-Wan are, are they're sneaking through the ship trying to rescue Senator Palpatine. And, uh... They get to the bridge. They do. They, they just walk there. Yeah. How do they get there? There's an elevator. What but, elevator antics? Do you, want, do you want to talk about the elevator scene? Eh. It's pretty good. I like the part where... Oh, yeah, there's some weird bits in it, some, isn't there? There's some good parts. <laughs> they, just, I like when they just walk into the elevator, and they're just kind of... Hanging out. They just kind of sit, and they're ready to ride, and then they hear behind them, Roger Rogers, and they turn around, and they're just all these battle droids. I forget. How did they walk into the elevator without realizing there was always... That's just a film thing, you know. It's perspective. It's, it, the camera couldn't see in them, so they, so they didn't exist. But they walk in. No, and no, I'm telling you, it's just it's, <laughs> a, it's just a conceit of filmmaking. It wouldn't it, make... Yeah. yeah it happens. But it's awesome. They just chop them down. Mm-hmm. Um... But really, you're, what you're getting here in this sequence while they're getting to the bridge to get Palpatine, just kind of the banter, yeah. the brotherly. Here's and the you're thing, setting up the... There's another elevator scene in episode two where mm. it tries to establish their banter. It does not work. This, this scene... This is a better elevator. This is the best elevator scene on cinema, honestly. <laughs> it's good. It's pretty sweet. But it's cool because you start to see how they've changed since episode two. They've been fighting in the Clone Wars for three years. Yeah. Anakin's actually... He's got this... Level-headedness now. He does. He's actually more level-headed than Obi-Wan comes to jokes. He is. Obi-Wan has become comfortable in the theater of war. It's actually really interesting. He's a joke teller. He's a joke teller. He starts to kind of enjoy it. Um, When he he talks to General Grievous here and then later in the film on Utapau, and he's enjoying the battle. He really is. He's kind of... He's He's smiling. He's smiling. It's a good challenge for him. Anakin, he's pretty serious. He's he's that one kid in high school who's just a little too intense. Yeah, he just is. The, just the front row. You're kind of like, dude, a, chill off. It's a maturity. I just feel if he's, feel he's been kind of scarred for, by war. He's seen some yeah. things. Where Obi Wan, he's more comfortable. It's hard though because he's enjoying it too much, but also he's got this distance from it. Where Anakin clearly is taking it very seriously. True. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there's this really weird bit where R two messes up. He's got loose wires or something. He. Anakin. No, no loose wire jokes. I love that. Yeah. Anakin, <laughs> he's just so he's so compassionate. He loves all life forms, even those that aren't life forms. Even the droids. He just he has a love for R2D2. He um gets out of the elevator at one point, comes back in to this hole. He gets back in and Obi-Wan activates his lightsaber, is about to cut down Anakin <laughs> and says, Oh wait, it's you. Oh, it's you. It's like, huh? Huh? <laughs> it's like, who else could it have been? It could have been General can you, not, can you not sense things? Like, it was, it's just a weird moment every time I've been like, hey, huh? the power to use the Force had diminished. They've diminished. It's like a five-foot cone now of <laughs> sensing abilities. <laughs> yeah, so they're in the elevator. They finally get to their destination. They get to the... The music drops out here. They get onto the, the bridge of the ship. Well, not the bridge, I guess. The observation deck of the ship. Of the ship. 
Um, it's the throne room of the throne show. room. <laughs> that's and, what it, uh, looks, that's Pop, what it looks like. He's there. He's showing out. He's watching the battle. He's having a good time. Well, it's, it's clearly a reference to Re- Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You said some very similar chairs. Probably the same chair, actually. It's the same chair. Um, he's, of course, he's strapped in this time. I don't know if, if the Emperor he's, had... He's did the Emperor in. have strapping abilities on his last chair? That is interesting. The chair... They didn't just handcuff him. They they have a chair. Yeah. And they, the chair. It's, it's an elegant. It's an elegant thing. <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, really cool scene. You can kind of hear the echoes of battle as they're walking forward. Mm-hmm. They say, Chancellor, are you all right? Count Dooku. Like, and then basically they turn mm, around. You heard that. Christopher Lee has appeared once more. With two super battle droids. He's Something been, about that I like. He's been escorted. He's a classy man. He can't. He has come alone. Sure. I was just thinking, George Lucas looked at that and he said, hmm, we need something here. Isn't it cool? Is, so, they, so then they, they're about to fight, but Dooku says, your swords, please. They're, your swords. I, I didn't catch that. Your swords, please. We don't want to make a mess of things in front of the Chancellor. Really? Yeah. I remember that line. I never, I, it's your swords, yeah. please. He gives uh, him a, so what? He gives him a chance? He gives him a chance to surrender. Oh, I see. And then they say, we'll take them together. And they do. They actually, they're made, they start fighting, and there's many times where it's clear that the choreography, it's good, but, like, two against one is just hard. Like, like, there's so many openings of, like, just got him right there. Get him. Get yeah. him. But, yeah. anyway, it's a, it's a great little fight. Um, Obi-Wan is incapacitated. Yeah, Obi-Wan is incapacitated. Um, he gets his legs crushed. Kratos yeah. throws him off, yeah. crushes a balcony on top of him. Do you remember how he... Dooku does a sweet move where he... You have more of an eye for this than me, but... I, I did notice this one. Um, he, he kind of force pushes Anakin, I believe, but then he's able to push Obi-Wan behind him as well. I think it's he, like a kick think, and I, a force. I, I think he kicks Anakin and pushes Obi-Wan. Is that what it is? I think so. Okay. Anakin I, goes, but, I, but I remember thinking, was that a force? Force kick? kick? <laughs> yeah, force kick. Could you have like a kickball? Their feet? That's what I saw. Anyway, incredible. It was a sweet move, though. Obi-Wan ricochets off a, off the balcony, falls down, and then kind of crushes him. Like, and it's brutal. Mm-hmm. The The simulation is is pretty uh, unwavering, uh, I guess, like, physics-wise. Like, so it mm-hmm. crushes him. Mm-hmm. And um, so then it's just Dooku versus He's Anakin. He's walking around when they get back. Yeah. <laughs> Dooku and Anakin are fighting. I've been looking forward to this. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Good. Twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> <laughs> they're fighting. His swords, their swords are locked. It's just this, again, the lighting's really dramatic. It looks really cool. And Dooku says, "You have hate, you have anger, but you don't use them." Mm-hmm. I sense. He says first. He says, I, "I sense great fear in you. You have hate, you have anger, you don't use them." That's, is, that's the triple threat. This is something emotions. I don't think I could quite articulate until just now. This is obviously very obvious, though. Um, so Anakin is not scared during this fight. He's not trembling. But there is something uh-huh. wrong with him. There is fear. You know, there's only one or two times in this movie where you see him afraid, afraid of losing Padme, mm-hmm. afraid of losing himself. But fear does not always express itself all the time and just tremble. Like, basically, like, what are fears that you have? But this is, anyway, this is very deep. Huh? Basically, there are things in life I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah. That are just, like, things that I worry about. Dogs. Basically, things that keep me from achieving things I should be doing, uh-huh. you know. Um, as a film person, it stops me from just pursuing the stories I want to do. That's a fear. That is not me actively... My life is not actively reflecting that fear, but every day I'm losing out on things because of that fear. Sure. Fear is his core thing that he's able to pick up on. It's, it's part of what makes Anakin's presence so Okay, so what is the fear? What so is he, serious. What is he scared of here? In this scene, it's definitely not Padme. I think 
Anakin's fear, one, there, there definitely is a fear of loss of Padme. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. It's not as strong yet, though. But definitely is the fear of, I think, not being enough. Not, well, not, not being as good as he thinks he can be. There's definitely a... Because mm-hmm. fear does not just mean a threat. Fear is it's more existential thing in these, in these movies, I think. It's these kind of unbalanced parts of yourself that you're never quite at ease with. Does that make sense? Or am I kind of off base here, you think? No, it makes sense. It does make sense. Um, I just... I don't know if we can re- read You that can't read that at this line. Scene. Basically, yeah. I was using this line as a jumping board to talk about that. I see. You see now. You see, <laughs> you see through the eyes of the Jedi? <laughs> I see. I definitely understand the distinction you're making yeah. from simply being frightened by, you know, a monster. And this core... Yeah. Like, Obi-Wan is not afraid of... He doesn't have fear. This is kind of fear. It's very much... It's kind of closely related to self-doubt. It's kind of that kind of fear. Yeah. Which is, again... A Jedi's destiny is to confront fear. It's a good line. It really is. Not in this film, though. Not in this film. Not unfortunate. It may not even be in episode nine. We don't know. Who knows? Anyway, they keep fighting. There's this incredibly fast scene that you really just can't understand what's happening, but it's cool. Anakin somehow chops off both Obi-Wan's... Oh my gosh. hands. Grab has both lightsabers mm-hmm. in this kind of head-choppy motion game ready to strike. Scissors. Great scissors out of the lightsabers. Palpatine's like, oh, good, good. <sighs> Kill him. And then Count Dooku, now. who is who, isn't on it, he knows this is pal- this is his master, mm-hmm. Sidious. He's like, huh? I feel for him in, in that shot. He's like, huh? I see. Huh? I don't know. Why is he kind of go say, Sith Lord, Sith Lord? Yeah, he, I, <laughs> he had a chance have. there. It could have helped. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe till the last second, you just feel you're enslaved by this person. You're enslaved by this thing. Yeah, and he he cannot. He doesn't have the will to fight back. Anyway, he kills him after after Palpatine says the best line of all, all Star Wars. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Anyway, he cuts him off. Well, hold and... on, hold on, hold on. Um, Palpatine, this is very important. Palpatine says he's too dangerous to be left he's alive. Too dangerous. That comes back later. That comes back later. He's too dangerous to be left alive. And then Anakin immediately feels bad. He says, I should not have done that. It's not the Jedi way. Not the Jedi way. Anakin has learned a lot about civics since episode two he has he has taken on the challenge presented to him by padme yeah he realized i was dumb i didn't know what i was talking about he's learned about civics he cares about the proper channels he talked about the proper channels more than once he says make a motion to the senate without request he says that yeah we'll talk about that when we get to the scene but basically i don't know i i get the sense from him and you you feel that you start to feel that here obviously he feels bad because he murdered someone he should have murdered them but you start to feel there's a he has a good sense of justice. He does. He has an innate sense for justice. And he was just asked to violate that. Correct. What's cool here is there's two things. Well, first of all, it's at a film level. His head being cut off. It just has this really cool... It just, like, it just echoes. Like It's this really cool sizzling mm. slash noise. And it just... Like a I, violin, okay. maybe. Yeah. It's, like this, it's this clear, dramatic moment that wouldn't, you wouldn't have anywhere else. But just... It really works in the scene. Something, something's it's a, it's a discordant yeah. note. You there's know? some creative when Sidious talks later. There's some of that creative, oh yeah, weird sound we'll design going on too. Um, what's really cool though is this is where we see Palpatine really start to reveal his nature to Anakin mm-hmm. um, and how the rest of the movie is going to go. Um, you mentioned it first. He was too dead to just be left alive. Um, it is only natural. You want revenge. He cut off your arm. You want revenge. Um, That's playing it, into Anakin's tendency to rationalize yeah it wasn't the first time remember when we told me about the sand people you know it's just like palpatine is able to again he's not being evil here he's just like yeah 
you want revenge. That's that's fine. I mean, it he's, is evil, but it's not. No, he, so he's not being. He's not tripping you off. Like you're not like. Yeah, oh my right, gosh, right, 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 you're a crazy evil right. person. You're he's, not. You're evil play, incarnate. Yeah, he's playing Anakin like a and like a finely tuned instrument. Yeah, it's just incredible to see him slowly be like tweaking his rational settings because he he does rationalize things like you said. He says, you know, it's natural. He, he hurt you. You hurt him. Mm-hmm. That's not how Jedi would look at things. It's not. That's not correct at all. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. And so, but he, but the, he, I don't. He knows it's wrong. He knows that's it's wrong. Thing. He does have this sense of justice. Yeah, it's cool. There's yeah. He's not. Palpatine has not won him over by any means yet. Because Palpatine asks him to leave Obi Wan. Leave Obi Wan. Leave him behind. And one of the, the best lines in the movie. One of my favorites, anyway. His fate will be the same. His as ours. fate will be the same as ours. Yeah. It, you, you don't got me yet, Chief. You got me yet. <laughs> Hold on. Wait till my wife's dying or not die. Actually, she's not going to die at all. She's going to uh, be fine. Just thinking about the end. I mean, what if... I don't know. We'll get to the end, obviously. Uh, yeah, just we, we such, have to eventually. This is such a tragedy. Just Anakin's <laughs> love for Obi-Wan. It's still there. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, I'm going to be honest. So now they go... It's to by the- this point in the movie where this scene is incredible. Like, there hasn't been a bad moment yet. Mm-hmm. Like the whole battle over Coruscant is just awesome. Yep. I love it. I love it. Like this, the t- the tension, the the speed, the Start action really beats. Strong. It's the, a very strong. The humor, the humor, the humor is good. You know, you, you, it has all these tones. It goes from being funny to being this kind of darker thing. Yeah. It's, it's able to support all those tones, mm-hmm. basically. Um, it's awesome. Basically, they are in the hallways. They get trapped by a ray shield. Typical Roku move. This you know? is so stupid. <laughs> there are some really great moments of watching Palpatine trying to keep up with the Jedi. That's <laughs> He's just sliding down an elevator shaft at one point. That's later. That's but, later, but, but it's funny. that part's funny. But getting trapped in a race shield is just. Why didn't you guys turn this on earlier? They weren't walking in hallways, the they were in elevators earlier. You gotta avoid the hallways. <laughs> avoid the hallways. There's a, there's a cool part, though. Where but if you, if you walk on the sides of the hallways, because the rays are so. It's a smaller cylinder. If you'd walk around just the corner of the hallways, you'd be fine. Or maybe visually the ray shield just does that around the person. I guess maybe, yeah. It's stupid. But there's a cool part here where it's just a little thing. Obi-Wan says, we're smarter than this. Come on. And Anakin is kind of the mature one. Apparently not. Apparently we're not. We're not that good. Just again, showing how much they've changed. No, Anakin says, I say patience. That's, that's, that's the line. That's after this. Isn't it? Okay. It, but it starts with Obi-Wan's kind of exasperated. Yeah. We're smarter than this. It's just kind of the, I mean, the ego sort of the arrogance of the Jedi. It sets up Palpatine. Everything Palpatine says is a lie, but it's tinged with truth. Oh, the Jedi don't want power, but they have become more arrogant. Yeah. It's interesting. It's awesome. And it's, he's just, just, just peppered with evidence for this, the whole film. But anyway, then Obi-Wan says something like, what are we going to do? And Anakin says, I say patience. R2 will come and get but, us. Um, but he's immediately... <laughs> Completely wrong. Yeah, because R2 shows up and he's screaming and kind of runs runs into a wall. And he goes, see, no problem. No problem. <laughs> and then some he, super battle droids show up. And he kicks him. He says, stupid he k- little astro droid. Kicks him. Mm-hmm. He falls over. Oh, it's so sad. Then they get taken to the bridge. And finally we get to meet this ben. General Grievous. With hey, her... we, we, would have, we would have met him earlier because there was a reveal of him earlier. Yeah, but we... we the characters we... are meeting him. Really quickly, General Grievous, let's just talk about him for a little bit. What's, what is there to say? He's a, first of all, it's really cool design. Incredible design. Um, just the organs, you, you kind of see it through, you're like, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, the cape. The, so, yeah, we'll talk, I guess we'll it's talk about It's sort of a, I don't know if this is quite right, but just him, sort of the monster look, the way he stooped over it, calls him mind Dracula, honestly. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. He's got the skull, 
all of the Star Wars, not all, but many, George Lucas uses the motif of a skull mm-hmm. on, on bad guys. Yeah. Star Wars is just... It, I mean, Christopher Lee was old. He's old. Skull. He's a great skull. You, you keep things simple with Star Wars. Bad guys get hurt and mangled. Yeah. E- skull is evil. Death. Yeah. Keep it simple. It's just it's genius. Um, Jungle Beast is really cool. I always liked him a lot. We talked about how in the Clone Wars, the animated 2003 medium. Um, medium. It's a medium. It invented the new medium. <laughs> it was a medium. <laughs> he, uh, he's much cooler. He's taking some pegs down. Yeah. Later on, it's told <laughs> that he is a coward. He always runs. I'm like, yes. huh? Does he? We didn't say that. <laughs> we didn't say that. He's, he's kind of... Actually, it's thought he killed everybody. Which is weird because <laughs> the Clone Wars definitely does... He does... Grievous is way more of a coward. But if Lucas had involvement with that... Anyway, which is weird. I'm not quite sure what happened. It's, in, it's incongruent is yeah, the word. In, 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 exactly. But honestly, I don't mind that much. So really quick, this may not be canon, but I, I just love the story so much. General Grievous was... He's a Kalish. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, a warring um, alien species. Mm-hmm. He's a warlord. There's a civil war happening. He's an incredible fighter. Separatists, separatists recruit him. They, they actually start supporting him in the, in the Civil War. They got, they got some other plans involved. There's one day where they're about to send him off, off world for a mission or something like that. They shoot him down. They, 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 they orchestrate this incident where basically his, his shuttle is destroyed mm. and brought down very precisely, though. Mm-hmm. He's basically dead, but not quite. And it's this really inc- inc- iconic image where he's, he's floating in this green back to vault, basically, mm. that, where mm. he's. It's just the arms and the torso and just everything else is just wires and just the face. And he's just like, basically, the, the, all this, the separatists are just kind of like, well, we got this operation. We can uh, try it out if you want. <laughs> he's just like, basically, hmm. they've, engineered, they've engineered the situation. This incredible fighter. You know, it's obviously a precursor to Vader, this machine and man yeah, coming together. Uh-huh. But it's just a really cool thing because they basically, just like Vader, in less direct ways, basically create the situation to create this, to create this new monster. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Why did they want that? I'm not quite sure. I'm going to be honest. This is cool. Yeah, this is uh, the banking clan. Stan Hill, I think his name was, of the banking clan, mm-hmm. is over this operation. I remember Grievous wakes up, and of course, he's horrified. You know, I think he had been told that he would be augmented. He didn't realize that his entire body would be basically mm-hmm. destroyed. It's only the organs and the eyes, basically, and mm-hmm. the, the, the mind. The spine. Can... What's really cool is there's this detail that, again, probably not canon. Again, so Dooku's close friend was Psycho Dias, the guy who ordered the clone army, mm-hmm. the guy whose name was used. Apparently... This might be just too uh, sci-fi for you. You might not like this, but Dooku transfuses Grievous with Sifidius' blood in, in an ar- arcane attempt to give him the Force. Do not like Does that. not work. <laughs> anyway, just, it's, the Sith are always trying to mess things up. Like, they're always... Mm-hmm. They're doing these evil things to... At least power. it was the Sith. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. So anyway, Grievous was a really cool character. Wait, where did you see this? You, you said there was an image. You just imagined it? So this is a comic. It's a comic. It's a comic. Okay. It might not like be canned, though. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, this is Sounds a very... Sounds cool. I'd, it's, like, I'd like to see that. It's really cool. I think I'll have it at home. I'll bring it sometime. Wait, so you get to see his species? What he looks yeah. like? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's really cool because there's his species. You, They are. They kind of have the skull mask already. So the uh, grievous face is more of a mechanical evolution of it already. Oh, really? It's really cool. He's a really cool character. He just doesn't quite get his due in this film. Which is... Yeah. He's just... We need a baddie. We need a baddie. Baddie of the week. Yeah. Yeah, but he's cool as a kid. It's next level, you know. This first scene, they they, they tease the forearms. They don't show you. He, he, you don't know. He's got basically you don't know. Anyway, really cool scene on the bridge. Um, there's this really funny bantering moment where uh, basically he calls. So general, first of all, there's a lot of information that happens very quickly here. It's very key. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan is called General Kenobi. Yeah. He's called the Negotiator. Yeah. One, that's cool. <laughs> Two. <laughs> So Jedi are generals now. We do, I don't think that was established in episode two. We're being, we're just 
from the Texas Correct. films. It is in the Clone Wars, though. They're in the Clone Wars. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Like, why are Jedi... They're not soldiers. Why are they the ones chosen to lead this battle? Were they even selected? I think it's just a numbers game. Yeah. I mean, anyway, you, you, should they be? It would be? be a waste. Well, should, should they be? No, of course no. not. Anyway, that's a good question. It's like, so General Kenobi, she's like, oh, wow. He is this... He's not just a peacekeeper on this cool mission. He is... It is a reference exactly. to A New Hope. Yeah. Princess Slave, General Kenobi, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This movie's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Next level. Anyway, there's this really stupid bantering where... Grievous says, Anakin, you're too young. He's like, you're too short. And Grievous is, it, to his credit, Grievous is hurt deeply by this insult. Grievous, by the way, is, <laughs> to his credit. Grievous is huge. He's, he's very tall. Yeah. And there's this great moment where it just, it just holds on Grievous' face. And he just goes, <laughs> he's kind of, like a little bit of air leaks out. He's just like, Jedi scum. And he, yeah, he's a Jedi scum. Yeah. Instead of the fact that he's got this, he's got this lightsaber collection. Inside his cape. Inside his cape. His cape is nice. Nice cape. This is the close-up of the pockets of the lightsabers. It's well made. It's, just, it's well made. It looks very well sewn. I want to, I, I would like I that want cape. To, I want to hold that cape. That's a cool, I'm pretty sure, we least in the Lego version, well, he has, it's like a, it's, so it's gray, but it has some darker gray. It has like an insignia on the back, I'm pretty sure, like a, oh. so you don't really see it in the film because yeah, it's always wavy. I remember that. Really cool. Anyway, uh, because of course they don't have the, the he doesn't have the force. Uh, he can't counter this. They get back their lightsabers. R two does a bizarre distraction, which yeah. of course reminiscent episode six. So mm-hmm. ring theory stupid. Hey, um, <laughs> this anyway, is broad strokes. Broad strokes. But any finer <laughs> detail you can't claim now. So ha <laughs> by your argument. Um, we 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 see these basically. Um, Grievous has these bodyguards, the Magna guards. Yes, incredible. They they're they're these awesome. Completely droid, obviously, um, fighters. They have these electro staffs, mm-hmm. huge metal rods of two purple energy mm-hmm. bits at the end. If they lose... They, they have capes like this. Really cool. say that. This is incredible, too. They can lose their head, and they can keep fighting. It yeah. just, yeah. It, it's not quite sure why. It's just a cool little bit. Yeah. But if you think about it, they have this big red circle in the center. I think mm-hmm. that's where you have to actually hit them, and they die. Mm-hmm. Think about what else has, has to get hit in the center. The buzz droids. They have a very similar kind of sleek, big red. I don't know. It's just like you know. There's a similar design there. I think Buzz Droid, Magna Guard. It's cool. The Buzz Droid and the Magna Guard. So up until this point, we have really only seen. Actually, I guess it grows in each film. Uh, episode one Tiny is droids. only the Trade Federation mm-hmm. battle droids. Um, their tank. You only see the Trade Federation's products. Yeah, the product. The product line. The product line. Their yeah. fall catalog we, of we droids. Have, we have the 2019 <laughs> battle droid. That's some improvements. They they talk now. I like that. It's not very well. <laughs> it's not next, well, it's yeah. ne- next year. Um, and then in episode two, you get Genosians. You start to get more stuff. Well, I don't. I don't mean the Genosians. Sure. I mean Creators. droids. Super battle droids. You get Super the battle tanks. droids. You get tanks. You just start to get sort of weirder designs. And then here, it's just basically it's getting more animalistic. Yeah. So that's maybe, cool. Maybe the Magna Guards and the Buzz Droids are the same manufacturer. Maybe that's Probably. the Bacon Clan's droids. They're the same brand. Because we were, you know, we were we were wondering the the ship that General Grievous's flagship is called the Invisible Hand. Yeah. Which is an economics reference, free market kind of thing. <laughs> um, George Lucas is a commie. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I mean, he's obviously. I like, we were talking we were talking about this earlier, but I like the fact that I like the joke that maybe all their battleships have. Accurate, you know, economical economic names, names yeah. like, you know, fixed interest rate, fixed interest rate, mortgage loan. <laughs> I don't know. Inflation was a good one. <laughs> I don't know. The Fed. I don't know. The it's Fed. Too, the Fed. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, I mean, those are cool droids. The Magna. Yeah. Magna they're sweet. I mean, they, they're just your little 
throwaway baddies to make a toy out of and have the Jedi fight. But there's more. But they're cool. They've been given a lot of love. Cool. You know. Well, no, you're right. They are. I think the capes they're meant to signify. This is General Grievous's personal droid staff. Really quick. This is. This right? is. Yeah, hundred percent. This is a great point to talk about. This. So George Lucas is a very unique filmmaker. I this BTS book. Basically, a whole year. He's just generating designs. He says, I need, I need a Joy General. Not, Gar- not writing a script. Not writing a script. He's mm-hmm. finding it as he goes. It's bizarre. The Madden Guards, I'm pretty sure, they were rejected art for Grievous. Okay. And cool. so they were kind of brought together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this incredible incubator of designs, of characters. People just bringing to the table what, they, what they're interested in, what they like. And it's just like, oh, this is cool. Let's use that. It's just mm-hmm. like, that's why, really quickly, the sequel trilogy is not as good. There's not, you can just tell there's not this incubation period. J.J. Abrams, he was very interested in... I'm sorry, I'm going down this now. Whoa. He actually talks about he was having concept art made at the same time of what they were writing in script meanings. Mm. But it's not quite the same, though, because George Lucas would be like, I need this one thing. I need this character. I need this. Right, right. He's constantly iterating, need- constantly figuring things out. And he's not like, oh, yeah, it's a cool thing. He's like, oh, they need to be changed. It's cool. He's always iterating. He's always searching for something. J.J. He, yeah. He's got it in his head. But J.J., I don't think he's doing that. Anyway. Sure, yeah. George would come in and say, okay, I, the, the bad guy this time, the baddie of the week, I want a, I want a droid general. Yeah, droid general. That's what, what I does want. that look like? Yeah. You know. Or he would say, I need the Jedi Starfighter. The Jedi need a ship. What's that? Yeah. Just incredible. Mm-hmm. Whereas JJ, I think, would, I don't know, he didn't, he didn't have the same relationship to the design at all. At all. He's a hack. Oh, I kind of, I have a soft spot for him. But yeah, he's a hack. <laughs> but sure, yeah. That's, that is the greatest strength of the prequels right there. Yeah. So uh, what happens, basically, is... General Grievous realizes he's kind of in a pinch, and he goes, "You know what? Uh, Goodbye. I've got I've got a trump card. <laughs> I get to arrive in space. You guys can't." Yeah. And he throws a staff, the electro staff, yeah, the electro staff through the, the the windshield of the cockpit, and s- suddenly, you know, the 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 atmosphere of the ship is sucked out. He flies out, and there was a yeah, yeah, they were able to seal it somehow. And then he somehow he gets to an escape pod. He climbs. Grievous. Yep. He just time oh, yeah, to he abandon uses ship. Claws boom, boom. To, yeah, yeah, he's so cool. There's something like, about yeah, it. Time to abandon <laughs> ship. It's just, it's, 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 but it's like this hugely cowardly move. Yeah, and yeah. then when he sits in the escape pod, he kind of sits and, and crosses his fingers and he, goes, he sort of laughs and chuckles. You remember? Yeah, that? yeah. Oh, but we skipped the whole part where the ship is is falling. I know, <laughs> it's, but well, it's, uh, well, no. Look, I just want to talk about the escape pod because it's another new hope. <laughs> okay. It's another okay. a new hope reference. Is that, is that a fine detail or a broad stroke? That's both. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's within the broad stroke. There's a droid in a pod. Good job. Uh, <laughs> just, just one, though. Where's the other one? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Grievous' little brother. Also, wouldn't the escape pod go to Coruscant? Why, why would it? Can't survive in deep space. Why can't you just fly to another ship? We actually don't know how Battle of Coruscant was resolved. <laughs> it just kind of was ended. <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyway, the ship is going down. It yeah. breaks in half. We're still flying half a ship. Incredible. Incredible banter. They have to... Let, this is incredible scenes. It's just so bizarre. They have to... Somehow the clones know that it's the good guys in the ship still. They have to land this thing. They have to land this huge... Oh, wait. You, you left something out. Oh, yeah. The, the clones just start shooting. This happened way earlier, I think. But the clones just start shooting at the invisible Oh, yeah. Hand. That was way, way, way earlier. Way before. But, but they, it's, like, it's, it's like ships in like naval warfare. Yeah, they're just fighting at each yeah, other. They're just it's kind of parallel awesome. to each other. It is really cool. But while we were watching it, you said you had a, a good point. You, you said, don't they... I mean, don't they know Palpatine's on that ship? Yeah, that ship is kind of key. Yeah. Yeah, what, what is the plan there? <laughs> I don't know. Admiral Cody is a bloodlust. Yeah. This is a really cool part where when the aliens is like, Mangatize! Mangatize! It just, it just, this, this scene is awesome. There's just so much. When happen. they're crashing? 
before before they actually okay. crash. Anyways, before or after? This is magnets. Magnets help. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, they're crash landing. Also, the, the ship is flying through the atmosphere. Also, here's another detail I really liked. This is very small. There's part where they start murdering all the droids on the ship, mm-hmm. um, in the bridge, but they they don't. You never see them kill any of the Trade Federation people who are flying it. Mm. The beings, the people. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I, I like that detail. It's cool. There's murdering the droids though. The droids are yeah. I mean, who cares? Who cares about them? They're no. toasters. Yeah. So the at this point, the Invisible Hand flagship is plummeting through the atmosphere of Coruscant, and it's burning up as they're plummeting. And Obi-Wan says something like, can you fly this? I mean, I'm, you're a good pilot, but <laughs> dude, what? you're kind of our last hope here. <laughs> and Anakin goes, he says something kind of funny. He says something like, I don't know if I would call this flying or something yeah, like that. I would call this flying. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but anyway, Anakin, he, he rises to the, the challenge. He takes the controls. And he gives Obi-Wan an order. I can't remember what it is, but he says something like, Obi-Wan. Dampen down the flag hatches. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. Um, and then, oh, this is where Obi-Wan says, Eight plus sixty. We're coming in too hot. (laughs) (laughs) Where those numbers mean? I don't know. Who knows? But Anakin is able to land this this really sweet sequence where it he's he's able to land on a runway. It looks like, and you see just it's just oh my god, (laughs) the imagination of Star Wars. For one shot, you get a glimpse a glimpse of Coruscant firefighters. Yeah, they look vaguely like stormtroopers. Yeah, just we'll take you in. What does this firefighter look like in Star Wars? Yeah. Here you go. Hey guys. <laughs> and also, again, how they know. How do they know it's the good guys? It's just it's just funny. I mean, it's fine. Also, there's a moment where their their control tower is brutally destroyed by yeah. this thing as it yeah. flies down. Yeah. Anyway. It kind of switched to slow motion there. Remember it did. That? Or I think it's just the scale of it. Is it either or. I, uh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, it's cool. They land. But I just want to point out, this is a good, a good time to bring up. This is kind of on the filmmaking side. This movie loved, loves wide angles. Mm, sure. It's kind yeah. of episode one, everything's kind of locked down. And in episode two, George starts to embrace the digital zoom. Yeah. And here he says, you know what? I'm, I remembered how to be a filmmaker. He's <laughs> on the wide. He's on the wide lenses. In the computer. In the, the computer. Code that. But basically, just it's a fisheye effect, essentially. Not quite that extreme, but it's used everywhere. And there's this great shot where oh my the ship is traveling towards the camera. It's getting bigger and bigger and more distorted like a fisheye. And the camera kind of flies up into if the cockpit. If that was released in 3D, it would be next pretty, level. pretty good. It'd pretty be incredible. good. But you fly up to the cockpit and you see them all. Oh, gosh. So he, heave a sigh of relief. <sighs> Another happy landing. <laughs> Another happy landing. We did, did we say the quote, we're still playing, flying half a ship? Yeah. We said that. I we said it somewhere else. Obi-Wan's a joker. He's a joker. He gets a movie. lot of good jokes in this movie. It's a weird use of him. His personality is not that well defined, so I think he wanted Anakin to feel different, so I guess Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's kind of the one who gets the brunt of that, because who else is... He's got a sense of humor in four. He does. Sure. He's getting closer. Um, great scene next. They. Uh, I wouldn't call him great. We'll go on. Well, I mean, Anakin and Obi-Wan chatting. Okay, sure. Some banter. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, apparently, you know, Obi-Wan's like, this was, this was all your... This is all your idea. This, this whole operation was your idea. Anakin says that. Oh, that's just true. Yes. The meme. I forgot. Basically, <laughs> basically, Obi-Wan's saying, you're a better Jedi than me. You, uh, just, you've saved me nine, tens, nine, nine times. Obi-Wan says something interesting. He says, I'm, I'm not brave enough for politics. Right, right, yeah. But it's just sort of interesting because later on you see Obi-Wan's very interested in politics and he always has been. He's very... Remember in episode two, Obi-Wan uh, mastered not another lecture on the economics of politics. Exactly. Here's the thing. Should Jedi be involved with politics? Like, Jedi should not be hanging out with politicians. That does not sound right. No. It's you a misuse of them. Yeah. So, Anakin even being allowed to do this is like, huh? <laughs> uh, so, really quickly here, we learn from Mace Windu. They meet up. 
Palpatine says, I can assure you the Senate will keep voting new, new powers unless General Grievous is destroyed. Basically linking the war, the war will continue until General, General Grievous yes. is destroyed. Yes. Uh, not quite sure why that's the case. It's uh, He's the leader. At this point, General Grievous is the leader of the Separatists. That's what it is because Count Dooku's dead. Like a Robert E. Lee situation? Sure. Um, <laughs> because, you know, they don't but know. But Count Dooku just died, though. Like, I mean, that's a pretty big blow, I would think. Right. So they're saying, so they're laser Wasn't folk. Count Dooku in charge? That's what I'm saying. General Grievous is now the one in charge. Nuki, so the Jedi point. are now laser focused but, on Grievous. And this comes up in a scene later, just just this narrow-minded myopic view focused on General Grievous. But that becomes a problem. In the Clone Wars, they say the same thing. And Dooku is very much still alive there. It's just weird. That's just know? bad. That's just, bad. They didn't talk to him. Just bad. They didn't talk to him. Anyway. <laughs> so then um, they're, they're hanging out and we see uh, this, this room. It's just this room is just columns, by the way. It's just all columns. It's not a room. It's a, it's it's like a hall a, of columns. It's like a big wet room. I don't it's know. all <laughs> CG columns. And you can kind of tell that... Well, my interpretation of this scene has always been... They just shot the actors. And George said, I'll design a set later. Yeah. <laughs> not the best. Here's... So, something you need to realize about this movie... It's probably 90% animated. Which is... It's just yeah. crazy when you start to realize the, the animated outweighs the live action... And at a certain point, it's not even fair to just call that green screen. It's just, it is an animated movie. It's an animated film with people in it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not, you have to think about it differently. It is. It's such a auteur thing. I mean, we think about it that way. You know, yeah. it's not just it's green screen. True. It's not just a franchise film. This is doing something different. Avatar is like that too. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. I don't care. It's great. Um, it, it looks good it looks because good. there's fewer green screens. That's cool. Anyway, um, Padme. And I can, oh, and just, I'm sorry, one more thing. Yeah, sure. The CG in this movie holds up so It's way well. better. There's a, you just tell... And a lot of it is. I mean, it's not just better; it holds up. Holds up. A lot right? of it, fast say, is because the lighting. Mm. You have this very edge. You have this very uh, directional golden lighting. Everything just looks good in that. Anyway, yeah, this movie was good. Anyway, they meet, he meets up with Padme, who's mm-hmm. really, hiding in the shadows. Hiding in the shadows. Very obviously, it's, anyone, it's anyone like, can just turn around. Yeah. And be like, hey, are are you guys dating? Huh? <laughs> Secret? Huh? Anyway, they meet up. It's beautiful. It's a cute little thing. You know, I'd heard that maybe you've been killed. It's just this great little moment of a wife. You know, comforting, basically joy, rejoicing to see your husband alive. She's got some news. And actually, they haven't seen each other in probably a long time. Long time. It's been a long time. Anyway, this incredible acting thing here happens, and only as an, as an older man now, I've realized how good it is. Hmm? Uh, says, you know, wonderful news, uh, I'm pregnant. And Anakin just goes to, he goes to like five stages yeah, of grief many, many in one move. Yeah. That is, um, um. What are they? Uh, he doesn't know how to, first of all, I think the first thing he thinks is, we're screwed. We're screwed. Like, yeah. This is going to undo us. Yeah. Which it, it does. So It does. He was, he was right. <laughs> he saw it. Should have listened to his feelings. Then there's like, oh, I can maybe... Tr- maybe abortion? Really quickly. So, hmm. and, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I had a lightsaber. Yeah, I lightsaber. <laughs> Jump it out. Uh, Tauntaun style. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Tauntaun style. Then he would live inside her belly. Oh my gosh. It's... Anyway, he goes through a lot. You can tell the as Pat, Padme is very insecure about how he's going to respond. It just feels so real. She's kind of afraid to tell him. Yeah. Anyway, this is where the movie, where the prequels, just, the dramatic beats really didn't work. This is where it really works. The, the ideas of this film are all attached yeah. to dramatic beats that I understand. The drama in this film works. It's yeah. really good. And so, Anakin eventually, as, a, as any good husband will, you know, lands on, this is great news. This is a blessing. He says, this is the blessing. happiest moment of my life. He is clearly lying. No. Any man who says that, lie. What are you talking about? Sorry. No. No. I, but no, there's something bad here. He's just kind of like, we'll genuine. figure it. He basically, there's a line like there where he basically says, we'll You're figure wrong. it out later. We'll figure it out later. He's he's always like, oh, this is a problem. We'll figure it out later. You know? I guess. I don't think that's quite right. Yeah. 
I think the sin ends with him saying, this baby's a blessing. Yeah. But anyway, he basically has a way of saying, we're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. We'll make it yes. Um, the next scene would be General Griffiths, right? You're flying to Utapel. And music's great. And Grievous... <laughs> so it's a weird ship. It's kind of a weird little ship. Yeah, but he ran to Utapau. Uta, Utapau. Utapau. I said that right Utapau. badly. Utapau. And he... The way he walks out, it just... He's, it, he's been running this whole time. He's been sprinting. It's, it's just this horror beat, basically. You got the music, you got this weird Dracula character, the cape flowing. It's great. He runs past all his friends. Got to have his Well, we see that the separatists are on Utapal. You see one of the... Uh, the big balls from the donut ship that seems to it's, have, it's been enmeshed. It seems to have crash landed in one of the holes of Utapau and become a and it just and it, it, but it sticked out these kind of landing legs everywhere. <laughs> so it's just yeah. It landed. We parked it. Yeah. It anyway, Grievous is like you know, and the guy from Last Jedi shows up. You can't park there. Get right there. Sorry. Every, every day there's just a ticket on it. It's like a, a new a new ticket. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Oh gosh. He's basically like uh, Dooku's dead. <laughs> what are we gonna do? And you know, this is no problem. Count Dooku's loss was a necessary loss. Yes. And uh, soon, I will Gr- Grievous is not in on the secret. He's not. He's yeah. not. No, Palpatine and Sidious are one. Mm-hmm. Um, because Grievous, just to just to remind you, Grievous is the one who captured Senator Palpatine. 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 What a dumb name. It's a great name though. <laughs> Soon I will apprentice far more younger and more powerful. Yes. I wonder if... Far younger and more powerful. Do you think uh, Palpatine was like... Grievous is going, me? Do you know me? Do you think Dooku and Palpatine, like, they would have... They would ha- they'd be hanging out and Palpatine would be like, kind of old. <laughs> Do you think that they, his age was always a thing? The, well, no, there's, there's, a scene, about. there's a scene where they go bowling and Palpatine loves to bowl. He loves it. He, oh it's, my god! Uh, he loves bowling and water opera, <laughs> bubble opera. They're they're bowling, and Dooku gets winded. And he's master. I'll, I'll set this one out. <laughs> and then Sidious realizes. Bowl for me, master. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is a problem. I don't know why I went with bowling. That was good. <laughs> anyway, it's just his age is a problem. Maybe that's why he chose Dooku. Just anyway, who knows? Anyway, it's cool. Well, this is, well. Okay, here's the question. We will talk about this more in the Darth Sidious scene, but is Sidious? planning the entire time is he is he doing a chess game with so anakin is the piece he really wants and he has a, sacrifice he, my, he has my a bishop, bishop darth maul's a bishop yeah. he's got a knight which is dooku is he is that is, it, is that what he's doing i think so okay yeah. over the past 10 years he's been testing him okay yeah all right in the books there was a sense that there was some awareness of what anakin was that he was this mm-hmm. he was the result of their creation we will get in that in the Darth, Darth Sidious scene. I mean, sorry, Plagueis. Darth Plagueis scene. Anyway, going forward, there's this kind of cute. Let me be honest, it's probably one of the weaker scenes. Uh, and Obi Wan is. Oh my gosh, Obi Wan. Padme is brushing her hair. Obi Wan was here. There's, that's a weird beat later. You know what I'm talking about? Very weird. Yeah. Anyway, him. but it's it's a Padme is brushing her hair. It's a cute love scene. But the lines don't make a lot of sense. You know. Has, but the acting's actually really it's good. It's good. Good acting. The right. acting's actually great. Yeah. Um, and just I mean honestly. Couples do this sometimes. I mean, I don't think they talk like that. This is kind of playful banter, joking about, you know, how in love they are. This is funny because it's, he, she's talking about wanting to have this baby, how in love they are. 
I mean, sorry, having this baby. Well, I want to get fix its room by by Naboo with Lake yes. Naboo, and then and he's just like, "You're so beautiful." He's not been listening this entire time, and uh, honestly, I related to that. Yeah, he's like, oh, "You were talking for a long time. I'm gonna hit you with a compliment, make you make this uh, work out." <laughs> That's what I'm saying is, look, the dialogue is questionable. However, the intention in the, the scene is, is real. The scene is real. I, I have been in a moment like that in my life. Uh, me too. But the thing that's cool about it, honestly, is the next scene, you start to feel, this is a little cringy. Uh, this is maybe a moment I didn't want to remember from yeah. my own life. Yeah. Next scene is oh. the sheer terror of oh. my nightmare. Yeah. So I'm just putting those things together I like. There's a weird line where basically he says, I'm so in love with you. And then Pammy's like, so love has blinded you? And Anakin's just like, oh, uh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> just, well, it's not, that's not quite the emotion. He kind of laughs. He goes, huh. Well, I didn't mean that <laughs> It's kind of like they were doing a bit and he didn't yes. have a response. He's like, oh, went too No, it's far. not that. I, anyway, it's just funny. It's, 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 it's good. It's it good. feels real, for sure. They feel like a couple, basically. Yeah. Well, they are a couple. They feel like a real couple. Oh, oh gotcha. Unlike real couple. in the previous film. Where I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Deep <laughs> So, the next scene, is he, has these, he has these nightmares of Padme. And she, the way, the way it's visually done is it's kind of this a... This cloud, this smoke. It's pushing out from it. Like it's close, yeah. but it's going further away. Yeah. He screams. And he wakes up in the middle of the night. And it's a callback to the scene in two, but Padme is laying next to him now. and He's moved up. <laughs> He's really razzled by this. Um, he get he gets up, and there's this cool shot where he's just kind of sitting at the edge of the bed, and he's got his hands on his knees, and all you can really see is the light from his his arm. Yeah, it's glinting. Yeah, it's glinting. It's really cool. Uh, in the book, there's a, literally a line where the BTS George Lucas says, "Hey, you need his light needs to glint there." Really? He's, he 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 adds that. Really? It's, inc- it's incredible. And he knew it. Mean, he uh, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He, there's this lo- there's this weird little moment where this isn't that weird, but I, I noticed it. Where um, Anakin reaches to grab his robe, but his robe is at the foot of the bed. And I thought, they put their clothes there? And then I thought, wait, is that a little table at the edge of the bed? At the end of the bed? Hope chest. Yeah, I don't know. But that's where the robe was. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what they were doing? I mean, Who I'm, knows? Don't yeah, think about it too hard. I would have left on the floor. <laughs> well, it's greater than you. Jedi, they don't do that. He's far more, they, far, they fold their robes with the bed. He's a wiser and greater Jedi than, than me. But uh, anyway... Yeah. There's a great shot of the apartment coming up. Yeah. It's just this wide shot of Epic the apartment. Wide shot. Huh? It's symmetrical. It's well composed. It's symmetrical, and you see the, the nightlights of Coruscant. Yeah. And it's, it is a shot of lamps turning on. And it's somehow that shot is the best, one of the best shots in the film. It's just beautiful. It is. Uh, and the lighting in this next scene is pretty good. Where, I mean, I noticed it for one. You probably have more to say about it. But. Mm. Here's what I picked up on. When Padme comes out and to, they have this kind of weird conversation where she's worried about him. He doesn't want to tell her about the dreams. Um, Padme, essentially Padme is illuminated and he's in darkness. Mm. He's backlit. So mm-hmm. you can see, you see, you see a glow around his hair, but she's, you can see her face perfectly. Yeah. Anyway, just a nice metaphor of this man the is, he's, he's, he's gone. He needs some help. Yeah. <laughs> What's really cool here is basically he tells Padme, you know, you have these visions like, like I had to do with my mom where you die in childbirth. What's really cool is he says that and Padme's immediate line is, and the baby? Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. immediately motherly concern. Yeah. It's just... You like that. I like that a lot. I don't want to comment on any 
broader social issues here, but it's just this incredible, like, it just feels so real. This pro-life film, mm-hmm. what you're saying. Maybe. I mean, if they had an abortion, things would have gone differently in these films. All I'm going to say is abortion was never brought up in Star Wars. <laughs> it was never even an idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would have solved their problems, wouldn't it? A lot of things would have worked out. Anyway. <laughs> Baby comes back as a robot. Oh, my gosh. Well, daddy, why'd you kill me? Anyway. Thankfully, that did not happen. <laughs> it's this really sweet thing where I just I, I buy her immediately, yeah, being like that. Yeah. Just it's really it's really sweet and yeah. tender. And yeah. you know, just as a, and on paper, Padme's pregnancy, this perfect way, you know, Anakin and Padme have been living in secret. They've made this lie work, this kind of compromised foundation. Pregnancy that it rewrites the rules. There's this new thing happening now. They, they will soon. They cannot. They cannot keep doing what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. Um, and now this fear of death. You know, it's just. Every flaw in the relationship is now being brought to the fore. For sure. It's awesome. And really, they are a microcosm of we're trying to hide this thing. We are not what we seem. That goes for the Republic. That goes for Very true. everything. Good point. And yeah, it's, I mean, I'm just saying George Lucas, good writer, sort of. Yeah. In certain ways. Yeah. Padme's this great influence on Anakin, too, as a character. Uh-huh. You know, she obviously loves him, but there's just, there's this darkness in him, and he, she's just always like, "Open up to me, let me help you." It's true. I I there's I like this part where, so he tells her, "Okay, and the dreams were about you," and she, it's like, huh? She she kind of was not expecting that. She definitely was expecting that, and it's very interesting. That kind of breaks her, and she says, "It's just a dream." A dream. She can't but process it's, it's that. It's not. Anyway. It's not. We know. We know. Anakin has premonitions, but I like that a lot. She's. I don't know. It's it's chink in the armor, I guess. It's good. It's good. And um, it's cool because, you know, obviously she can help a lot emotionally, but she says, you know, you know we want help. You know, this close friend of yours is mm-hmm. like, oh, we can't, we can't, no, we can't tell what we want. It's, it's well, a, he doesn't quite, uh, that is kind of, he, it's not quite that he doesn't want to tell Obi-Wan. It's, he, at this point, it is more, we can do this ourselves. Yeah. Which is great. It's just this arrogance. It's just kind of, yeah. That, that's the key immaturity of like, I can handle this myself. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway, really quick, you, you you brought it up these premonitions. So episode two, it was something that he couldn't stop from happening. He didn't cause it though; it just happened, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this film, these are premonitions. If he had never had these premonitions, would have hap- what happened in this film would not have happened. It's true, but the, well, I, is what you're getting at? He only started having them after he learned about the babies. I'm not trying Maybe. to get. I'm not really sure what I'm trying to get. I'm just saying okay. there's a circular nature to these dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Is it a fate thing? Is it Palpatine? What, what do you like, mean circular? Basically, Anakin would not have done what he did if he he did not have this dream. Yeah, okay. The I dream predicts something that only comes true if he had the dream. You know? Well, you don't... Well, it's like we, the Oracle in Matrix when he drops the vase. Well, you don't know that. Well, no. I think... I, no, I think so. Hmm. He... He would have no concern of it, and there's mess in this, in this universe is great. There's no problem. Like pregnancy is just pregnancy. Who cares? I mean, the question is how you react to it. That's the important thing. He said dreams that have not come true before. I dreamed Shh. I would become a Jedi and free the slaves. That, that one didn't happen. Yeah, but that's not giving the dramatic weight, though. Come on. I mean, I don't know how much we're we're given. I yeah, you can read that. But these dreams, these are more vivid than we the first ones we're seeing. These seem clearer. But uh, okay, I just want to say. Let's say, for instance, he has these dreams and he's able to deal with it, he's able to process it, and she still dies in childbirth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it, you're right. There is a way where it works out. Yeah. But it's just the tragedy of these films. His attempt to stop them is what causes them. Absolutely. It's, just, it's, a yeah, great, it's, it's great. It's his response to it that makes it this circular, predestined thing. Yeah. 
Which again, that's a point I brought up in uh, the episode one discussion was the Jedi feared Anakin, and it was that fear that led to everything. Yeah. So it's kind of oh gosh, you have to just learn. You have to learn to confront fear. It's the destiny of a Jedi. This is incredible. The movies are great. The movie might be good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the next scene with these. Oh, you want to keep talking about this with these, this this drama, this relationship. You know, we'll talk about later about the scene with Yoda. Where before the criticism of the Jedi, you really had to mine for them. Like, oh, that's kind of weird, kind of stilted. They make more sure. sense now because they're connected to things I really understand. Yeah. Like, hey, this thing. And again, Padme, they got some good here. This, this is a good thing. The previous two films, it's it's all there, but it's kind of just. It doesn't, doesn't land. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What I was going to say, that's the uncharitable reading. The oh. charitable reading that I was going to say was they're just little thought. Thoughts. Thought viruses. They're just planting. <laughs> Uh, this is going to snake your way, snake yeah. its way into your brain. You're going to remember yeah. in episode three. Yeah. Where this this time. Which, honestly, I like that because at the point in two, two, everything is cloudy. You don't know. There's so much that's unseen and misunderstood History. in episode two. But here, you're starting to see things finally come to the fore. Yeah. And it's, uh, they're stupid. <laughs> Who's stupid? The Jedi? The Jedi are stupid. We'll talk about the scene with Yoda. The next scene is Anakin. Is that the next scene? Goes to. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Council with Yoda. Next, next scene. He basically, he has this kind of confession booth with Yoda in the meditation chamber. Oh, that's interesting. A Catholic confession booth, the lighting. Yeah, like that. It's, abs- it's absolutely. Cool. Very cool. The, uh, there's some great lighting in this scene, too. The, awesome. The blinds. For some some reason, Yoda looks the best ever he's ever looked in this as, as a CG. This was, I guess this was, like a, this was a pickup. So it was yeah. created later. So maybe they, the animators, were just, they were hitting their stride. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's probably because... The, the lighting is also the, yeah. the key. But there's something about him here where Yoda looks kind of scary, actually. Yeah. And he's twitchy. That's greed. That you, see, you just kind of see his ears twitching and yeah. you don't see his mouth. There's, you just see the... Anakin's the same way. It's just kind of eye light. This is the only scene of Anakin Yoda in, the whole, in this whole trilogy. Yes. Which is, you know, maybe that could have been different. <laughs> maybe it should have been different. <laughs> but basically, Yoda is... Yoda's a mysterious kind of scary figure in this scene, which we've never seen before. Which is, frankly, probably how Anakin feels about him a little bit. Yeah. He's coming with him with his yeah. big thing. You know, he says, premonitions, premonitions, you say. Mm-hmm. Basically, Anakin says he's been having these dreams of someone dying. Mm-hmm. Yourself or someone else? Someone close of. to you. Yeah. Someone close to you. Um, the fear of loss is the pathway of the dark side. Mm-hmm. And then, this is why I wind here. Sorry. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Much to say. Basically, yeah, Yoda says, death is a natural part of life. Rejoice for those around you who transform into the force. Mm-hmm. Attachment mm-hmm. is a form of jealousy. The shadow of greed, that is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can tell Anakin's very conflicted here. You know, he, he is in love. This is, a good, this is a good thing. Like, them being in love is a good thing. They're being better for that. I mean, being in love, having a wife, having a child. That's a good thing. Absolutely. You know, um, attachments. Here's the thing, attachments are good, too. They can be good. I mean, come on. Family bonds are all attachments. You okay. atta- uh, here's a question. Are Anakin and Obi-Wan attached? Obviously. Yeah. Obi-Wan says, I love you. Yeah. So attachments are not bad. And it's, it, it, is a, it is a weird hypocrisy. It's just unrealistic standards. It's just, it, yeah, exactly. Unrealistic. Yeah. You know, it's... And it, it's really revealed when... You know, it's What Yoda's saying is not necessarily wrong. I mean, the attachment thing's a bit far. But what he's saying... When a loved one dies, you do have to let go. You have to. Yeah. You, you that is cannot, true. You cannot, you know... 
obsess over them. You cannot obsess and and wallow in grief your whole life. You should not, however, use alchemy to keep them alive forever. <laughs> right, that'd exactly. be wise. But basically, Yoda, because he is this weird monk who's unable to, and again, the ability to use the force is diminished. The ability to even read the room has diminished. <laughs> There's, well, there's half the lighting in the room. That's true. So it's hard to even see. But basically, happening. you come away thinking Yoda's just, I mean, he's not wrong, but he's he, out of touch. He, he's out of touch. He's not seeing what's right in front of him. Let me be honest, as a Christian, this is how I feel when I go to a church that's probably a little bit more traditional. Like, everything they're saying is right. I just wouldn't have said it that way. And I know it's not hmm. speaking to somebody who needs the message. You know what I mean? Like, this is where I got yeah. maybe a fire and brimstone thing. Like, this is like. Preaching to the choir I kind of be, thing? Yeah, like, this, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I think what you're saying is right. The way you're saying it, you're not you're not helping people. Right. And, and the problem with the what he's saying is, yeah. So sure, to use that uh, analogy, Yoda doesn't get that Anakin is actually <laughs> kind of a non-believer. It's not the it's not the right way to put it. Yeah. But he is not able to feel. He's not able to empathize with Anakin. And Yoda is not able to say, "Oh, this is obviously you talking about something you're doing with. This is obviously you talking about someone." Sure. Uh, Yoda, Yoda should have said, "You mean your wife?" You mean your wife? Yeah, I mean, come on, it's very obvious. Uh, but basically, Yoda's not able to empathize with Anakin. Yoda thinks, "I'm just going to regurgitate the dogma. That's enough. the lo- The logic of the do- the logic of the lesson is right. That's all he needs." But people need more than that. People are not just robots. But here's the cool thing about Anakin, though: he is trying. He holds these dogmas tightly. He's not the Jedi way. Yeah, not the code is not yeah. what we do. You can tell he that, that weighs heavy on him. He's constantly reciting it. He constantly is in that world, I think. He definitely it's believes it. It's true. I think he wants to live up to it. And, and he definitely sees that, you know, not all the Jedi try as hard as him. Yeah. Not all the Jedi are bothered by... They have better seats than me. <laughs> Come to your seats. <laughs> and that sets the stage for Palpatine to swoop in and say, uh, Hey, I need your help, son. 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 Anyway, this is just, That's later. I think this is that. This actually, is actually, it's a nice scene. This, this, this yeah. actually this scene, sir. <laughs> Later or now? Oh, really quick. Oh, we, just one more thing about, say about Yoda. Yoda. Train yourself to, to let go of everything you fear to lose. Mourn them, do not. Miss them, do not. Yeah. I remember hearing that the first time and I thought, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I have to mourn you, them. It's okay to I mourn them. them. Yeah. 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 Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. I just remember hearing that line and being like, that's preposterous. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. I, yeah, you can't. Hey, Dad, um, 20 years from now, you're going to die. I'm going to start letting go now. I'm gonna start <laughs> not going to Christmas. You're right. I'm gonna start getting ready for that. Uh, <laughs> it's like, come on, like that's. But here's the thing: it's a good idea if we're talking about, I don't know, material possessions. That's yeah, a good thing. Right. Train yourself to lose your house. You, you don't need that. Uh, anyway, True. bad example. Yeah. But you know that that makes sense. But people, come on, yeah. silly. Right. Um. Anyway, next scene: Palpatine and Anakin hanging out. This is the one where they're, they're just kind of standing. They're standing. Scene starts. Oh hey. <laughs> Palpatine says, I need your help, son. And uh, he basically appoints him to be his personal representation on the Jedi Council. He wants him to be his eyes, ears, and voice for the Republic on the Jedi Council. Very weird. Very weird. Very weird. It's cool because Palpatine, he's kind of taking power from the Jedi here, mm-hmm. which will be a no-no. But he's putting Anakin in the middle of that. So he's, he doesn't see that. It, it stokes Anakin's pride. He's definitely got pride issues. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of it makes him feel valuable, makes him feel good. But again, he's using Anakin as a front. So when when the Jedi obviously hate this, they hate Anakin, mm-hmm. and he feels that hate. You know, it's probably has this great way of just meshing him in this thing he knows won't work. Yeah, and pushing it out there. It's just, he's incredible. Good job. He is, and he he's also playing on that that sense of justice that Anakin has. I think he says something like, 
the Republic is not what it once was, or the Jedi, something like that. But he's planting the seeds for the system is rotten. Because Anakin, there's such an interesting scene later where Padme and Anakin are talking about, you know, do you what would happen if the democracy we thought existed didn't exist anymore? And Palpatine's playing on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's the Jedi's fault, not my fault. Yeah, exactly. I'm fine here. Right, right, right. It's, it's, uh, there's always half-truths. Palpatine's right, yes. Uh, there's something deeply wrong with the Council, with the Republic. Turn out to me. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Right. Oops. <laughs> Should have told you that. Uh, <laughs> next so, scene, I guess, would be... Oh, you have more to say about that? No, I, I'm good. Also, well, the, main, the main thing I wanted to say with that scene, calling him son, just, just you know, really I'm the father, hammering yeah. you on the head with... Anakin needed a dad. He needed parents at all, but he really needed a father to guide him. Obi Wan was not Didn't, that. Obi Wan was not that. Qui Gon could have been that. This character swoops in, says, "I will be that. I'll be that. I'm just evil. I'm just bad. He's the bad father." Also, his office looks way better in this movie. Yeah, it looks really yeah. cool. Their silhouettes just looks good. Um, anyway, next next scene is him on the council announcing this this yeah. decision. Mace Windu in this film, he's kind of an a hole. He's, he's a much jerk. he's much angrier, and I kind of like that. He kind of has a personality. When other films, mm-hmm. he's kind of just been this sto- more stoic. Sure. Anyway. Maybe it's the war has gotten to him. It's cool. Well, sure. And honestly, that anger—I mean—it just contributes more to the hypocrisy. The Jedi. I mean, Come on, you can't—you can't be doing that. You can't that. be angry. You told me not to be angry. Be You're angry. using your anger, sir. I see your brows. Which—which which will uh, come to a point when Mace Windu goes to arrest Palpatine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they say you can be on the council, but you can't be a master, which is kind of the, the way of spitting in Anakin's eye. Which again is right. You should. You wouldn't. That's what I would have done. I mean, but, it's Palpatine. He knows this is going to happen. Palpatine should not have done it, obviously. I guess... Oh, well, the question is, why did the Jedi agree to this if it's such a weird well, thing? here's the bigger question, But right? we, get, we get the answer to that in the next scene. Why are the Jedi even involved playing the war? They're... But what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Why yeah, are, yeah, I, I like that about the Where scene. are the generals? Yeah. So maybe there should be a Senate representative here if they're literally planning the battle. You know, it's like... It's true. It's yeah. weird. Like, why are the Jedi... Like, why is there not, like, a chamber of some general people? Where, where are those guys at? Sure. They're not here. There could have been a clone general. The Jedi cannot be doing what they're doing. They should not be doing it. They can't be. They even, they just can't do it. So. Somehow, the task has fallen to them. I mean, that was the, that was the deal with the devil that Yoda made at the end of 2. Yeah. Uh, there was no coming back from that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, Anakin is very peeved. Really quickly, just to say about this. This, this part is probably, not, it's probably the weakest part of the film, kind of. You have all these scenes of putting the machinations just back to back. They're great. They're just not really broken up at all. You kind of yeah. have all this, this conflict, but it's, it's all happening scene to scene. Yeah. It has really no time it's to breathe. It's just people talking. Exactly. It's really cool what's happening, but yeah, that's probably the weakness of this whole part. Mm-hmm. Um, Obi-Wan in the next scene asks Anakin to spy on Palpatine. Uh, yes, which is, you know... I was wondering, you know, why would the Jedi even agree to this if it's such? It's obviously it's a, it's a misuse of the, of the Chancellor's power. Yeah. Oh, well, here's why. I mean, what's why? To them, it's a great opportunity. But this is thing. this is a great scene. This is even though it's just them walking by a green screen. Obi Wan is clearly what he's asking is wrong. You should not ask someone to spy on a friend, right? <sighs> Obi wants <laughs> Obi Wan says, "I'm on your side," but Anakin great. says. This is treason. This is treason, yeah. And Obi-Wan this says, is, we are at war. war at war, Anakin. I mean... Anakin, in this movie, Anakin more times than not in a lot of scenes, he's right. But Obi-Wan's right too. If you're at war, 
and you think, okay, what's Pal- Palpatine? I should have known this. I should have noticed this ten years ago. But he turns out he's kind of. This is weird. <laughs> this is real strange. He's been in office for a long time. Right. It just in war. Let's be real. In war, there are no rules. It's an existential threat to your survival. What are you going to do? Now the Jedi took the bait, and they will take the bait every time throughout every single time. And using it, using Anakin here. Of course, he's close to him, but they know Anakin is conflicted. They know. Literally, the next scene, Mace says, "It's very dangerous putting them together. I don't trust him." Yeah. But they do. They put him on this mission. They it's did just, it. Yeah. Anyway, just that queerly dumb. Like well, the judges don't have. Well, just to end the scene with Obi Wan, yeah. Anakin says, "How could you ask me of this?" And then Obi Wan, he's been caught in a corner. Basically, he says, uh, "The council is asking you." Yeah. Which is a total cop out, of yeah. course. It's just it's just great because Anakin, I, I don't know, I feel him there. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is what happens when everyone's right. <laughs> It's cool. Like, again, who thought the Star Wars prequels would be this weird state of everybody's right, but uh-huh. there's something wrong in the center of it at all. Yeah. Just, it's cool. It's cool. No one would have done that. George Lucas said many times uh, something that drove him to do the prequels the way he did was, you know, the original trilogy, good and evil is very simple. Yeah. Easily defined. <clears throat> and in the prequels, especially in this film, um, you don't know what good and evil is. Mm-hmm. What is the truth? What is... Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's lying? Yeah. And George Lucas said, you know, Star Wars is a morality play. I have to make it about good and evil. That is core. Here's However, thing. what's what? How do you? What happens when you can't tell? Episode episodes four through six are World War Two. Mm-hmm. Episodes one, two, three are World War One. Shadowy alliances, mm, murky truths. Maybe. Kind of. There's still obviously a moral core to it, but anyway, yeah. Episode three is George Bush. Let's not forget. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I have never understood that. Anyway, who cares? Um, You're right. I got you. Next scene, they're in a gunship. Mace, Yoda, and... Well, there's, there's Shadden. It's very dangerous putting them together. I don't think the boy can handle it. I don't trust him. With all due respect, Master, is he not the Chosen One? Is he not to destroy the Sith and bring balance to the Force? So the prophecy says. A prophecy... That Miss Red could have been. He will not let me down. He never has. I hope right you are. By the way, Bounds of the Force. Destroy the Sith. Connected right there. Yeah. Is he not to destroy the Sith and bring Bounds of the Force? Which I think it was the first time. They were explicitly was connected. Yeah. Explicitly. So it's key. But then key. Yoda cast out on that. <laughs> Mace says. So the prophecy says. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, that was, I did a little voice there. Cold sorry. switch. I do apologize. But anyway, he says, so basically Mace is doubting this pro- is it, It's weird because like we haven't, doubt, the prophecy hasn't been doubted. Again, now it's just assumed that Anakin is the chosen one. Uh, people just know that. But is the prophecy even real? You would have said a prophecy misread, perhaps. Could, anyway, there's just doubt. All of a sudden we're like, mm-hmm. huh? Which definitely lead Obi-Wan to doubt it later. <laughs> you know? Obi-Wan is not there yet, though. Sweet. It get, is get a little scene. You're kind of like Mace. You're kind of a hmm, okay. Yep. Set in the stage. Anyway, um, next scene would be uh, Anakin and Padme hanging out. This scene's cool. I think the war is destroying the principles of the Republic. This, this is another one of those scenes that just kind of begins, and they're, you know, really what it is is the scene should have began mid conversation. However, George did not write the rest of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Um, 
this seems kind of weird. There's a lot of ideas here that don't kind of like make sense. No, I like it a lot. You say your thing. Anyway, I think this war represents this destroy the principles of the Republic, which is awesome. It means this some of this war is cancerous to who Anakin we are. Anakin opens up with the truth, basically. The, the war has warped the Republic and the Jedi Council yeah. beyond recognition. They beyond are, repair, it's frankly. Beyond, beyond repair. Um, it basically sets up this theme of uh, kind of a name only. Yeah. It, is the Republic, it is the Republic in name only. Yeah. He says that, and then Padme says, Padme kind of sees an opening, like, he's getting it, he's getting it, I can tell him. Maybe we're on the wrong side, but he doesn't take to that. But he sees it as a binary. If you're on this side, you're on the separatist side. Separatists yeah. are evil. It's true, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Pavis has this weird line. She says, this war represents a failure to listen. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like, does it? This war was, a, was, a, this, this war was the result of uh, you being, I don't know, your, your people being starved and your people being... A, anyway. I, I see what you're saying. Uh, that's she's, a, she's, that's a, she's naive. That's the key. A, a little bit. Maybe. She's right, but she's naive. I, I don't know. You know? I don't, I don't she's know. She's not... Like, diplomacy would not fix this. There's, there's evil forces at work here. There's evil. Like, <laughs> World War II was not a failure to listen, right? <laughs> Come on. Sure. There's an evil at the core of that. I don't know if naive is the right word. I think she's holding on to... She's, an, I, she's idealistic. Maybe. She's still a little too idealistic, yeah. which is gone later. Yeah. But I, I like the scene. I like the idea that, again, they're both saying... They're both correct. Yeah. But when Anakin hears... Suddenly when... I don't know. Suddenly it's... I think it's the... Padme is implying... It comes down to Palpatine, basically. Padme is implying that somehow Palpatine is wrong. And he connects that with your separatist. Your, that's treason. Yes. You know. And what's really cool here Don't is... Don't talk about my dad. What's really sweet is Anakin's obviously overacting this whole thing. Mm-hmm. This feels very natural. It's clear that he's internally processing this whole spy mission. And Padme's able to tee that out. Homie like you did. Like Sindabu. Which is... Padme is good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, she can quiet the storm inside him. It's true. It's, yeah. It's really sweet. It would have worked out. It would have been great, honestly. <laughs> they could have ruled, ruled the galaxy together. Oh, I would not have said that. Oh, no, I did. <laughs> they could have ruled the homestead. The homestead. <laughs> the moisture fire. Anyway, uh, next scene, Palpatine, Anakin, again in office. There's just a lot of talking. <laughs> it, it, it works, though. I, I gotta say, I, I liked it. This I enjoyed time. this. Uh, also, I just realized Kashyyyk has three Ys. I spelled it only with two. You're, you're a fool. Whoops. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, Palpatine says, you know, they, they found General Grievous. They should select... Oh, shoot, we're in the plague scene now. Oops. <laughs> This is our play scene. This is... Uh... Anyway, this scene originally was just set in an office. Last minute, George Lake, should be an opera. Just incredible last minute change. Yeah, because it... Huge, uh, huge shift, obviously, but it makes I just, this... I just want to say, George Lucas' George Lucas's sequencing is very simple, but it's also very good. And by sequencing, I just mean the way the shots are edited together in such a way that you understand what's going on. You follow what's happening. And it's very simple. He starts with the wide, here's the opera house. And then we go to another shot. Here's the stairs. And you see, here are all these weird people. There's, You're walking that, up. Is that George Lucas? What is this? And you see Anakin running up the stairs. Is that George Lucas and Blueface? Yeah. yeah and Blueface. <laughs> With his daughter? Oh, God. Cultural appropriation. Oh, my gosh. But I'm just... He does... Every single scene he does. Every time you introduce a new location, he just does this. And you get you get to see it. You just get to you see get it. it. And I don't know. You might Some might say it's a rudimentary approach to kind of... Filmmaking, but, but it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. Thousands of things happening. You gotta, thousands of worlds. Right, you got to get it. Yeah, it works every time. Very good. That um, the best scene, probably the best scene that ever happens in is uh, <laughs> the Pavage ruminations. Just like these huge watch shots pushing in. Uh, I thought you were going to say the dark, the Darth Plagueis scene, but yeah, I got oh, you. That yeah. seems great. Anyway, so 
They're just hanging out. They're at the opera. Palpatine's like, by the way, hey, uh, we learned we learned where Grievous is. He's over there. He's setting the trap. And Palpatine's like, you know, yeah. uh, they'd be a fool if they didn't select you for this. You know, it's just kind of this. He's, he's he says pre- clone intelligence Units. has come by the the location of General Grievous. Yeah. Which later Anakin would say they've intercepted a diplomatic pa- packet from the from the Council of Udupal. I don't know. It's quick, quick. It's a very quick line. Yeah, it's, I it's caught it this line. time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but Anakin says, "Oh, great, we can end the war." Great. Yeah. And Palpatine says, "I got some work to do. You know what?" Leave us. <laughs> Leave us. We've got to back you up from that. <laughs> anyway, Anakin says... Oh, sorry. Palpatine says, Jedi want control of the Republic, which is like, huh? He says, I know they don't trust you. They don't trust... Which is something we missed in the last scene. No, it's, oh, I'm sorry. It's the next scene. He's, he's sowing the seed for the next scene with Padme. Sorry, continue. Yes, here's the line. Anakin says to Palpatine, I know they don't trust you. Palpatine mm-hmm. says, or the Senate, or Republic... Democracy. He connects himself to all those things. Yeah. You, you like democracy? Palpatine. Yeah. You know, right. he's, in, he's, rash, he's making this chain of rationalization for Anakin. He's produced to, a propaganda swap, film in the span of five seconds. He's incredible, honestly. <laughs> he's the best man. <laughs> and then there's just, there's just so much happening. I have it all written down. There's just so much happening. Basically, Palpatine starts poking at Jedi a little bit. Like, are they really that good? You know, Anakin starts to think it's binary good and evil. You good know? is a point of view, Anakin. I'd be very worried if... If I was hanging out with Barack Obama or Donald Trump, and they're like, hey, man, get the point of you. I'd be like, huh? Uh, uh, sir? I mean, but let's be real. A lot of people today believe that. More, we live, more relativism. More yeah. relativism. We live in the postmodern world. You know, it's you very, have your truth. It's very seductive. I have my truth. Seductive it view. is, but it's wrong, ultimately. It's a great way of bridging between good and evil. Yeah. The in-between. You know, it's like, well, can we even know? There's a little backslide right. that can happen there. Right. Anyway... Um, he says, all who gain power are afraid to lose it, even the Jedi. The Sith and the Jedi are alike in almost every way. But then Anakin's like, the Sith rely on their, on their passion for power. They think, in other words, only themselves. Palpatine says, and the Jedi don't. He's just, just connecting all these things of mm-hmm. like, they, gosh, they were so selfish. They didn't make me a master. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're petty towards me. Of course, that's, that's him. That's, of course, that's Anakin looking inward too. Mm-hmm. Put that aside. Mm-hmm. He's connecting the council's bitterness, their, their you know, foolishness to that. Gosh, they, they do think inwards. They, they are relying on their passion. They don't right, like me. Right. You know, he's connecting all these things. It's so perfect. Right. Um, so basically, he's Anakin has recognized all these problems. Just just to, just to yeah. say it succinctly, Anakin has recognized all these problems, which are true. Yeah. Jedi Council's problems. But Palpatine is the one who is exacerbating that, really pushing that button. But then Palpatine makes the, the biggest chess move in the entire, entire game, honestly. You ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. Why does he respond with that? You know, Jedi are selfless. Well, the reality is, isn't ultimate selflessness stopping someone from dying? It's true. Yeah, you're right. So this whole story, he's connected it to, as a Jedi, you want to be this? It's true. He connects those things. Yeah, it's incredible. You already catch that waiter, and if if you're Anakin, you're, you're of course you're eating it up. You yeah. know, it's just it's a great connection. So really quick, just to broad see the the story. There's this dark lord of the Sith. He is so powerful, Midichlorians. He's able to, to contort them to create life to protect anybody he wants. But it's ironic, he's unable to to, to save himself. His apprentice kills him in his sleep. Mm-hmm. There are three ways to read the scene. Um, one of them is correct. The other two are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I start to start to be on a hill a little bit here when it comes to Star Wars. Uh-huh. I have decided this is how I, I believe this. Let's hear it. 
there are three ways. One, we're hearing the direct history of, of Sidious. This is literally Sidious is telling the story of him and his master. Mm-hmm. You know, the legend of Darth Sidious, uh, Darth Plagueis is the legend that of Sidious and Palpatine. That is embraced Plagueis. in the novel Darth Plagueis. 100%. And Plagueis, pretty sure in the novelization, a lot of the fans just intuit that to be true as well. You know, then when everybody wanted to see Plagueis in episode nine, sorry, episode seven. He's a well, anyway, interesting figure. They just immediately put in, put some uh, immediacy in there. Mm-hmm. But you start, with, he says, the Sith legend. An old Sith, Sith legend. legend. Yep. Um, so it's like, huh. Maybe that's a, that throws a wrench in this, that This is an ancient thing. Yeah. You know, so this is, this is maybe some bizarre arcane thing Palpatine found. Mm-hmm. Option three, which is the correct reading, is that uh, this is something that as somebody, um, I think I'm pretty good at marrying what I feel like are some <laughs> some two ideas together. <laughs> this is going. Anyway, the way I look at it is, this is, is certainly Sidious and his master he's talking about. This is certainly that. Certainly. Yes. He's just making, he's just making up this story. He's making this a legend. He is, he is putting this in this package that makes makes sense of what happened to him. That's, he's saying this Sith legend. I mean, how would the Jedi, no one knows this legend. This legend doesn't exist. How would they know? This is just, this is ancient knowledge no one knows. And he is packaging it in that way. It, it's true, though, because the way Palpatine tells the story, he says, ironic. Like, just the way he's delivering it, you can tell he's got this connection to it. It's not just okay. like he's, st- I, I think there's a connection there. There has to be. Ian McDermott is so good. He's in this movie. so. He's when he says level. ironic, he's kind of ironic. He's kind of licking the top of his mouth, like, licking uh, his own lip a little bit. The, yeah, going close for that moment, it just proves like this is probably him. I think, and just again, you know, what is happening there? He is recalling a memory. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is. He's like, uh-huh. good point. And then just again, we never get an answer from where Anakin comes from. This is the only scene in the entire prequels that try to give an answer that they mm-hmm. create. They, he create life. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just so cool because then... We just have to remember later Sidious lies even further. How so? Oh, yeah. They, they haven't discovered... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um... All right, I'm with you. Good. <laughs> you convinced me. And again, and again later we get we get the line where Palpatine says, my mentor taught me everything about the Force. He's a mentor. Mm-hmm. Who's the mentor we have? Darth Plagueis. Again, this could be anything, but I think context clues can be there. I say this scene. I'm an expert. I'm a scholar. You love this scene. This scene is this is a scene where level Star Wars levels up. It just has this deep myth, and again, the opera, the music, just makes makes it next level. It says the dark side of the True. pathways to, to many abilities, some considered to be unnatural. You know, if you want this thing that's unnatural, hey, try us out. Where can I learn this? <laughs> where can I learn this? Not from a Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. And again, you can just tell Anakin seduced this when I ask, like, hey, how do you know this? <laughs> what you should know this. It's just weird because before you're kind of like Jedi and Sith. That's something that only Jedi know about. Like, but no, maybe maybe people have a wider knowledge. Of Jedi. It, it seems like the wide galaxy doesn't doesn't know Jedi and Sith. But also, in Palpatine's talking about it, so maybe the ruling class they have like a history class. Where they know the history of the Jedi and the Sith. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's just weird. Like, why does he know this? It's just this. But he doesn't ask because it's this thing he he craves inward. He knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He. Oh my gosh. Basically, Anakin hears exactly what he wants to hear. Exactly. Uh, anyway. So, so Anakin saying Jedi herself was Palpatine telling, telling the story and saying, can't let him become a Jedi. Just insane. Insane chess move. Checkmate. Insane. Yeah, insane. Time for the Wookiees. <sighs> you don't like the Wookiees? By the I, way, I we didn't say this earlier, up. but Yoda says, good relations with the Wookiees I have. Good relations. I'm just wondering what, what, what that, that means. means. Yeah, he's lost love. He hangs on. Uh, yeah, I've no, yeah, that's cool. He, they, he and Chewbacca hug later. Could be a whole film right there. Honestly, Spent yeah. Spent a whole film on that line. Yeah. 
Just just cute. There's a tenderness there. It doesn't never explain, but just you, you think you said it when we watched it, it just feels right. It does. No question. I'm cool about it. Um, so also Luminar Abdulli is in one shot in that scene. Is she? She's in, she's on a, a battleship. She's just I missed that. on the beaches. I just wanted to, to talk about the scene where Yoda decides to go to Kashyyyk. Uh, this, a, you mentioned it. This is where Anakin brings the intel that's, that Palpatine shared with him that, oh yeah, uh, Grievous is on Utapal. Who should we send? And I, I like this because just the psychology of the, the psychological underpinning of the scene. Any rational person, someone who is calm and in control the way the Jedi ought to be, would say, oh, you heard that from Anakin. You you are telling us this. Mm-hmm. The, the man with the connection to Palpatine, you are telling us this. What? How did you come by this intel? I think, you know, a person of sound mind would be able to question that. However, the Jedi, they want to end the war. Here's a question. Well, hold on. Just let me finish Why are they point. holding back that knowledge anyway? Continue. Let me just finish the point. Sure. They pounce on... Oh, God. Gino Grievous is there. Oh, we must go. Go! Fall right into the trap. Yeah. Should, should Jedi be doing that? They shouldn't... I don't know. No, we've answered this question. The Jedi should not be doing this. However, I mean, it's a time of war. The circumstances... They're in an impossible situation. Yeah, exactly. Again, it's weird, though, because Palpatine... It's not like he wouldn't have shared the information eventually. I guess he, him sharing it with Anakin is sharing it with the Council. Anyway, who knows? Weird. Personal representative on the council. Personal representative. <laughs> Messenger boy, I guess. Just, it, that's another great chess move there. Best, one of the best scenes in the movie. Anakin, Obi-Wan, so Obi-Wan gets chosen for this mission. He's a master of more experience. Anakin, Obi-Wan, saying goodbye. They're, they're basically boat side, ship side, you know. And uh, Anakin says, you know, master, I haven't been appreciative of your training. Mm-hmm. I've been arrogant. I've been arrogant. I apologize. I've just been so frustrated with the council. He just, it's a moment of intimacy. It's a real moment where you see them lighten up a little bit yeah. and they, they really open up. Everyone says, you become a far greater Jedi than I could ever hope to be, but be patient. You know, it's just this... You were wise and, and you're wise. you were strong. And watching Anakin's face here, there's, there's a little bit of joy. He looks down. It's this, it's this clear, it's this clear, it's this, yeah. it's this, it's this, it's this approval he relishes at all times. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell if maybe there's a little bit more of that, if there's just more of that sweetness that this could have all been avoided. Well, think of it, compare know? it to their relationship in episode two. Obi-Wan is... Obi-Wan in 2 is jealous of Anakin. There is a competition there. Mm-hmm. That is gone. Yeah. I don't know where it went. And the, the war put it aside. I don't I know. I guess so. Yeah. But that is gone. And Obi-Wan is genuinely sweet to Anakin here. It's a, it's a great scene. Think of the balcony scene in 2 where Anakin uh, confesses to Obi-Wan I'm having bad dreams. And Obi-Wan just kind oh, of... some time. Right. He kind of does the Yoda thing where he just regurg- regurgitates, you know... Yeah. Ma- the Jedi Manual, page 5, you know, dreams pass in time. <laughs> um... I like that. But here he's really sweet to him. He tells Anakin, and he's not being weird like Sid. He's not telling Anakin what he wants to hear. He's telling him something that is just, he's being a genuine friend. Oh, the Jedi, well, I don't really like you. Right, right. It's true. It's a great moment, and it's tinged with sadness because Obi-Wan turns, and Obi-Wan is, to Obi-Wan, it's kind of just another mission. That's how I read it. Because Obi-Wan doesn't say goodbye. He turns to walk away, and Anakin says, Obi-Wan. He doesn't say master. Just an interesting little subtle thing. Anakin almost always calls Obi-Wan master. Mm-hmm. Just again, he's, he's unable to let go of that relationship, the master and apprentice relationship. Uh, he always sees him as a father, but he, he calls him Obi-Wan. Yeah. He says, him. May, the, may the force be with you. You too, my old friend. He, goodbye, he said goodbye. He says goodbye, my old friend. Uh, yeah, it's, tears, it's sad. Emojis. It's so sad. And uh, uh, ring theory time. This is pretty similar to when Luke is pretty upset with Han Solo. Mm-hmm. He gets on, he, 
Han Solo is going to take the money and run. Gotcha. Luke Skywalker says, come on, you'd be, you're great in a fight. Come help us fight the Death Star. Yeah. And Luke's running away. Han Solo says, Luke, may the Force be with you. Yeah. Obi-Wan's running away in the scene. He's, he's, got, he's loaded with cash. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Good Obi-Wan returns triumphantly later. Yeah, it all works out. Yep. It all works there. out. Nice level. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Now, hold on. Anakin saved Obi-Wan in the Separatist fight. The battle, of course, not the way Han Solo saved. Oh my gosh, shut up. I'm done. Oh, come on. It's there. It's all there. Right but, but then the next scene. The next scene, again, is Anakin and Padme hanging out. And this is where in the movie I had this question where I was like, where do, what did you guys, what are they supposed to be doing when they're, at, when they're off the front? Like, there's hanging out with Padme. I feel like this is not right. Like, what would a Jedi be doing? What were they expected to be doing? Just at her apartment. Yeah. This out. is the scene where it's weird cutting these scenes to, together because you end on brothers. Yeah. Goodbye. But then immediately he's like, Anakin doesn't. Obi Wan doesn't trust me. That's what Anakin says. Well, think. Remember how the scene begins? Anakin's sitting on the couch playing the video. That's right. Game. He's got the he's got the dream. Oh shoot. The dream. Hold on. He's got the he, he's playing the video game, but it cuts into yeah. He sees oh. Obi Wan's now in the dream. Yeah. Right. 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 And exactly. Like, is Obi Wan here? So he's on the couch. And Padme comes up. I like this. this is a really sweet little moment. Again, just very true to life. Padme comes up and just kind of, just kind of pats him. Honestly, it, it's really it's a really sweet moment. Hey there, how are you? Yeah, because um, she can kind of tell. You know, he's moody. He's dark. I don't want to deal with you right now, but tell no, you no, no, no. It's just a sweet little, sweet little, little uh, human moment. And Padme says, "Obi Wan came by this morning," and Anakin goes, "Excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting. I wonder if he maybe connects that to like, of course, there's no way Obi-Wan knows, but like, why was he here? Does he know? Remember later, you're with him. He says, Obi-Wan doesn't trust me. But he also says these incredible lines. He says, I'm not the Jedi. I I should be. I I want more. Well, first he says, there's something about this this shot of him in kind of the doorway of the bedroom. And he's just looking down. It just, it's real simple. It's not really a particularly good shot. I just love his performance. And he goes, I'm lost. Yeah. He's, that's right, he does say that. And Pam is like, huh? <laughs> huh? Pam is just like, I'm not ready for this. I'm I'm gonna, I was going to look at baby clothes. <laughs> Can we start working it's, on that? It's a callback to the scene in two. It's the same room, I think, where it's, she's it's packing. Yep. And I don't know. She, it, It's similar but different to that it, scene. It definitely is, yes. Good. Well put. Well put. Astute. <laughs> I thought that might be a chance for you to come in. Anyway... Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying, the Jedi I should, should be. I'm I love saying, that line. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of words here. Sorry. Hold on a second, please. Oh, it's just... Anyway, so Anakin's concerns about Padme dying. They're natural. That is something I'd be worried about. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm worried about that. You would try to prevent that if you could. I would not want that to happen. <laughs> I would pray some... some. I would not pray to Satan. I would not do that. Anyway. Sure. Um, but if someone said, hey... She might die. I got. I could probably help you with that. You would say, I'm listening. Uh, yeah, tell me. But he's the concerns are, natu- concerns are natural, and they're twisted by these Jedi rules, which will make him go to the edges of rationality in order to, to feel good about himself. Which is why he's pursuing the dark side to keep her alive. You know, it's like if you don't even acknowledge attachments, the Jedi rules are kind of out the window here. Mm. That whole that whole playbook is out the window. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. We heard your we, we heard your Doesn't work. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's cool. And then we have Obi Wan. Yeah, I guess this is the Utapau sequence starts. Utapau, he lands on Utapau. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of cheating here. First of all, the, the way it's shot, it's the exact same sequencing as General Grievous landing there. I don't know, it's just good. It's just saying, just so you get it, this is the same planet. 
Did, yeah, don't forget. Yeah, it's it cool. Is. But anyway, um, Obi-Wan lands, and he meets a strange man. Strange man? <laughs> Something has happened to his face. That's just the way he is. It's the way he looks. He was born. That's what happened to his face. Really cool design. I remember seeing that in the trailer and just thinking, oh my gosh, that's... He's evil. What is it? No, he's, he's not. He's nice not guy. evil at all. Nice guy. It's great. Again, just this... this wouldn't say. Appearances can be deceiving. That's yeah. a big thing in this movie in particular. Oh, sure. Um, and I also like the... Big curtsy. The, the Uta... They do. The, the Uta <laughs> Powans, it's another um, symbiotic... With animals. Uh, huh? With animals, they with animals. Well, yes. But first of all, the two indigenous peoples of Utapau are extremely different. They don't look anything alike. They have this kind of social caste, actually. Oh wow! Where are you, is this from Visual Dictionary? Probably, but I mean, you just look at them. It's just look at them. The two Utapau people. I guess I'm not remembering the second. The second okay, person. so the tall. You've got the tall, weird people the, with the lines on their face and the big yeah. collar things, the Sharp crazy teeth. teeth. Yeah, yeah. They kind of have rabbit's teeth, actually. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. You've got that, and then you've got the little grunt workers, mm. who are little—they're they're short, kind of brown aliens, and they have. I, you know, oh, you're them? right. No, yeah. you're totally right. Okay, interesting. And uh, definitely the little ones don't that. speak English, but it's just—it's this thing George Lucas is so taken with the symbiotic relationship with two very different life forms. These are indigenous peoples of the same planet, and they're so different. They come to you, at first glance, you think these things are so weird. They have nothing to do with each other, and yet you know what—they're working together in a society. Also, they're le- they're landing. Landing uh, pads or rib cages, <laughs> just incredible. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> a giant rib cage from some ancient monster, I guess. And they fly around in these birds. It's just it's like a Navarian society because if you're in this huge hole, getting between the whole parts you, of the you hole, need or, some, you need around. something. It's just cool. It's or just, a lizard, giant lizard, or a bird. lizard works. Uh, there's more of an iguana, really. Yeah. But anyway, so Obi Wan lands and he's talking with the ambassador of the Utapounds. And there's a really cool part. Obi-Wan's doing a bit, to use your term. Uh, they both are. The alien says to him, what brings you here? And Obi-Wan says, unfortunately, the war. I've come to refuel. And the alien says, war. There's no war here unless you've brought it with you. And at some point, the alien leans into Obi-Wan, which makes no sense because the way, the logic of the scene is there's a Magna Guard watching them. Yeah. You see that, you're saying, huh. It's just, I don't know. There's no need to lean in and whisper if it's based on the Can't hear you. Yeah, so whatever. Well, they have but, sonic ears, I don't know. But basically, know. the, the, the Utapalan leans in. He says, yes, he's here. General Grievous is here. And then the movie really cheats here if you watch it closely. But basically, the point is that Obi-Wan gets back in the ship and he tells R4, take the ship back. What happens is Obi-Wan... It cuts to a shot of the ship flying up. And you're like, oh, yes. he's leaving. And then you see Obi-Wan going... Well, no, here's what, you, you, there was one shot you left out. Um, well, you didn't leave it out, but the, the shot of the ship flying up, you can see the Magna Guard. The Magna Guard go, walks away and goes, okay, nothing, everything's fine. <laughs> but then you see Obi-Wan in the shadows. So, so Obi-Wan laying, laying next to the ship, like <laughs> well, prone? No, wait. How did, so Obi-Wan's in the ship, uh-huh. and then he's in the shadows. But the Magna Guard's watching the whole time. But we don't see the camera. There was a, a yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a cheat. It's a, it's a cinematic it, cheat. It, it works. It, it works totally fine. It's great. I remember as a kid watching this, I thought the Utapowans were going to betray Obi Wan. Like, yeah, because they're scary. He looking. says, he says, is he bringing additional wars? He wouldn't say. I'm like, oh, this is like a bad thing. He's like, oh, but clearly it's just they need help. I didn't really, realize that now. Right. There's a really cool line though, where Obi Wan says, "If you have warriors, now is the time." That's awesome. Just sort of. 
<laughs> well, he's just like, we don't. <laughs> we have no words. <laughs> We've got some birds. <laughs> it's a birds. We've got some, some short brown people. That's sad, weird. Anyway, uh, anyway. I, I believe the next scene is the... Tactic shop. Animal zoo. Yeah. It's, <laughs> really, it's uh, it's not a zoo. I said it was a zoo. It's, it's actually not. It is a... You call it a taxi shop. That's basically what it is. It's a, it's an animal rental room. Yeah. You have a gift for the sound effects. I'm telling you. You're good. Thank you. You're good. Uh, you are a wiser, greater Jedi than I. Honestly. Thank you. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is a little scene where Obi-Wan's... He's riding. He's riding along on this iguana. And he's going up. Safe. The point of the scene is that he is infiltrating the Trade Federation... Ball, ball ship. I don't know how they, he sneaks on there, but he, he does. The, the iguana is able to crawl up it. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's what it is. The events. And you're hearing, basically, he's going to move, this general is going to move. Basically, it's just a... We're going, people, we're going most far. These people need to survive. You're not safe here anymore. And New Cameron's like, uh, dude, you can't keep us, you can't, you can't keep us, keep us safe. Why are we with you? You know, is the whole point. Mm. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll kill you. <laughs> it's just this weird like, threat. And then they get on the ship. And General Grievous is just like, okay. And um, Obi-Wan springs the trap. Obi-Wan completely reveals himself. I'd... Hello there! Yeah, I, I like that. That's, uh, yeah. And then he says, General Kenobi, you're a bold one. But why, why is he doing this? Why, why does Obi-Wan go through with this? He just wants to kill Grievous? What is it? There's definitely a better way of doing this. Okay. And I'm not sure why. But again, this is kind of the war... Has changed. ...hungry mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. I don't know, he's kind of become Anakin in a way. It's very interesting. It is weird. And then Magna Guards come. You're like, oh my gosh, you're going to die. Obi-Wan's, he's cool. He is not worried. Not worried at all. He, he smashes all of them except one. One of them starts to crawl away. And he just walks up, slashes them. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Obi-Wan is the one who ignites his lightsaber here. He would have to have, yeah. Yeah, which again. But he's fighting the Magna Guards a little bit there. Find the Magna Guards, yeah, that's true. He has this really weird stance where he seems like this. He mm-hmm. has his like, fingers out like a finger gun. I never liked that. It's not a finger gun, it's a peace symbol, actually. That's true, a peace Yeah, oh, wow, it's, I never really symbol. liked it. It's weird. It's like a sight. Just thinking, mm-hmm. what are you doing, dude? You, look, you look ridiculous. It's dumb. I left out something. Uh, just the In the previous films, you know, we were careful to point out the Sith are aggressors. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a great callback to, well, in my mind, it's a callback to Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, war not make one great you know a Jedi is, uses the force for knowledge and defense never for attack yeah he's using it for attack here he destroys some yes traits. but in when, when they fight Count Dooku Obi-Wan I, I watched this closely Obi-Wan is the one who ignites his lightsaber fighting Dooku yeah it's weird shouldn't do that <laughs> it was a mistake yeah a, but honestly, it's he pretty, turns off his lightsaber. Oh, you, but you also, first. you first. You first. Okay, there we go. It's pretty cool. It it's fine. The it's fight a, with Grievous. Movie. I've never loved the fight with Grievous, but it's got some cool moments. Here's the thing. So this fight, you fool. He says. He says. You. Yeah. He says. Back away. I will deal with this Jedi slime myself. <laughs> your move. You fool. <laughs> I have been trained in your Jedi arts. Yeah. By Count Dooku. <laughs> just to say Cape something here. Off. Just to continue the the theme of appearances can be deceiving. I mean, what is a Jedi? Is a Grievous a Jedi? He's got a lightsaber. He's not a Jedi. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, it's it's just the, the, the visual metaphors are yeah, pretty, awesome. pretty rich. Shrugs off the cloak. Comes out. Oh my it turns gosh. Out, Four arms. You know, the, the cloak... Makes him seem more imposing. The cloak gives him shoulders, basically. Yeah, and true. when he takes the close off, you think, oh, you're kind of a little puny kind of a guy. runt. <laughs> and, but then he splits the arms of him. So, the cool, one of the coolest parts of this movie, 
always he's got four boys. Obi Wan does not really seem all that shocked by that. Yeah. Um, well, there's this really <laughs> terrible shot where he, he has the four blades, and it's just a bad direction on George's part. Ewan's just standing there. He's like, huh? And he does he does not react to it at all. Yeah. Um, because he's a droid, he's got he got completely uh, spinny wrists, and it's the coolest thing. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> just. General Grievous splits his arms in half. He has four arms now. Lightsaber in each arm. He starts spinning the lightsabers like like propellers. Like it's propellers. Just, oh lightsabers. gosh, it's incredible. Yeah. And the, the so, visual so that's a, awesome. A wall of lightsabers is coming towards Obi-Wan. He's like, huh? Here's so where the fight breaks down. That is so cool. But how can one man with one blade? Def- so, if it's a, if it's one guy against Darth Maul, two blades. You can you can you can choreograph that. Mm-hmm. How do you choreograph? First of all, four arms in, in the first place. But how do you defend that? You could have. Uh, it's hard. Look, here's here. Done. They could have done it. They could have done it. But this is hard. But it would have. It, it's certainly harder. But then the I think the the real reason is. You've got these other scenes written where you've got this chase sequence. You've got them fighting by General Grievous's spaceship. Got even the odds a little bit. You've got well, no, it's just you gotta. It could have been an incredible fight where Obi Wan is kind of gaining and losing ground bit by bit. Okay, I got one arm off. I got yeah. this other arm, but that would have been you know a, a fifteen. They wanted to do more. That's a good. They could have, it could have been a fifteen minute action sequence on its own. So. The fight slows down real fast after the, the propellers dump. Mm-hmm. Basically. The hands get chopped off quick, so it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. It's definitely disappointing. But um, there, there are other things going on in this movie. We've got to move on. Really quick. Anyway, the clones arrive. He says, army or not, you must realize that you are doomed. And Obi-Wan says, I don't think so. And then pushes him against the thing. Oh, I don't think breaks so. Breaks his lightsabers. And then Grievous gets on this vehicle. It's basically one big wheel, but it has legs. It's got legs. It's incredible. Yeah. It's just so cool. Again, beast versus machine. That this will race. So the next scene is Jedi War Council. Mr. Nu says, I sent a plot to destroy the Jedi. <laughs> he also says, the dark side surrounds the Chancellor. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, you think? Only the two of those things can be connected. Huh? <laughs> huh? Who's he talking to in that so scene? so dumb. Well, it's, it's, it's the scene in the war room where they're all holograms. It's only Mason and, and, and Anakin there. Mm. And it's, it's Keanu Mundi and... And Yoda as as a holograms, and Commander Cody's there too. Commander Cody comes in and says, "Hey, by the way, we've made contact." And then that's, mm. that's where Mace says all these things. Okay, it's just weird. It's this weird scene. Anyway, yeah. it's cool. It's though. a little filler scene. Yeah, don't eat it. Ben Anakin goes to Palpatine to tell him, "Hey, by the way, we were, we got this guy. We're fighting him." This is a big scene. It's a big scene. Let me help you to know the subtleties of the Force. How do you know the ways of the Force? My mentor taught me everything about the Force, even the nature of the dark side. You know the dark side? Anyway, this is just great. Palpatine just says, let me be your mentor. And Anakin's like, huh? He says, I, I know both na- the nature of the Force. What does he say here? Even the nature of the dark side. Uh, a good, a strong, a strong leader, leader needs a wider view. view. Not just the dogmatic arrow of the Jedi. Yeah. 
even my mentor taught me everything about the force even the nature the dark side and do we comment on this but they're both walking at this point there's some credible murals on both sides of them there's some a mural behind demonic there's well no it's not demonic it's it's a mural that is depicting jedi you see oh cool yeah it's an ancient jedi bas relief thing and if you look very closely the art the the art style is very similar to the the interest of the Jedi Temple, you've got some statues. Mm-hmm. Um, some big boys. But then you've got these vertical slabs, and there are four rows of them. And at the face of each of these vertical slabs is another kind of Je- Jedi carving. Looks mm-hmm. very, very similar. Cool. But anyway, this is just some ancient thing. This looks awesome. It's, it's there to tell you, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He knows what's going on. He's been researching his whole life. Which is cool because at first you're like, oh, he just knows some stuff. And then it's like, oh. There's something about that. Something about that is so cool because it's it's the ideals of the republic of a free society doing itself in. Yeah. This man, you know, you could have hidden the history of the Sith, perhaps. Maybe this never wouldn't have happened, but it's a free society. You can't do that. Yeah. This man was yeah. able to learn everything. Which means they can always rise again to a certain degree. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. If evil comes with win. You can't stop it. America's I- doomed. Oh, Oh, well, I kind of let that slip out. Oh, sorry. We're talking about Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Um, <laughs> oops, oops. Edit that out. Maybe. No, we're not going to do that. Anyway, Palpatine says, even the nature of the dark side, and he just stops mid-tracks. His, his mouth <laughs> yeah. opens. Like, yeah. <gasps> like, it, was just, it was just so good saying it, but also he's like, oh, shit. And then Anakin's like, huh? Anakin finally starts he's to like, get suspicious. He's like, what? Yeah. What does he say? He's like, you know the, you know the dark side? Something like that. And it's just kind of like... I've got the scene right here, actually. Do you? I, I do. You watching it? It's paused, but I, I have it. We don't want that. Anyway, they start circling. Anakin the, activates the Oh, he says the dogmatic and narrow view of the Jedi. Exactly. Incredible. Anyway, again, he's not saying good and evil there. He's saying limited and dark right, side is the right, full right, 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 pathways, right. you know. Anakin says, you're the Sith Lord we've been looking for. And Palpatine says, you know, are you going to kill me? He says, I certainly like to. And then... Pulls says, a well, he pulls a lightsaber out. Yeah. You're the Sith Lord. I think before he pulls the lightsaber out, he he says, you can save Padme. That's where, and, Only and through he, me will you have the power to save. And then he's like, what'd you say? No, he says, save your wife from certain death. That's, certain, that's, first of all, that's certain the part. Death. And, he and goes, also, does, do you know, does he know he's married well, to Padme? Well, that's the thing. We don't know that. Yeah. But Maybe he said that's Palpatine was at the wedding. Well, the you know one what? guest at the wedding. So this is the thing that tips... Anakin off. This triggers him. <laughs> Triggered. You're, you're talking about my wife. Huh? Sir, you should not know about that. Sir, what? You yeah, so I, th- I think he, he must... It's funny that, that that's what does it, not the, hey, I'm, I'm a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true to his character. Yeah. So Palpatine certainly does know about his wife. Anakin does not know. He that, knows. Yeah. yeah. But at this point, he goes... Well, Anakin literally says, what did you just what say? You say? <laughs> <laughs> good, good beat. The, the, he, whole, the whole time here, they're in. circling, which is cool. They are. Which... <laughs> Some good direction. It, it is. Honestly, that's good direction. You got you got a dialogue scene, people are talking, you gotta do something. You gotta be circling. But I'm just wondering why why didn't you do that for all these other talky scenes? There's always circling. <laughs> the no, Jack Council is circling. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't do that, but you got some other tricks up your sleeve, right? Like eating a sandwich. Note on, note on the lightsaber here. The tip of the lightsaber is kind of next to Palpatine's face the whole time. Yeah. And you get a really it's very sharp. You get a really good look at there's a point like a sword. It's awesome. It's very cool. I like that. Anyway, it's just an incredible scene because any moment, Anakin just could be like, done, you know. 
Well, he says, would you like to kill would, me? And Annex says, I would like certainly to. like to. And it's 100% calling back to the beginning of the film with Dooku. Yes, I feel you. And it gives you focus. Well, I mean... so stronger. I don't know. So, Palpatine is the one who encouraged Anakin to kill Dooku. He's clearly in a similar situation here. Why isn't Anakin able to say, Hey, you're the one who pushed me to kill Dooku. I'm in a very similar situation. Why doesn't he connect the dots? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, but the interesting part is, the interesting reading is, Anakin still feels bad about what he did. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to hold on to those ideals of justice to you will stand trial. He's also his friend, though, too. Well, there, there's that. There's that. But... He's like, I'm going to turn you over. But within the film, you know, he's already made the mistake of, I've taken a life in my own hands. I've taken justice in my own hands. I'm going to turn you over. I studied civics after Padme made fun of me. That's what I do. I'm doing it. Do this the right way. But the the cool thing is Palpatine is, he has not turned the switch to, I am a cackling evil person. No. He's still the sort of sweet... uh, He says, whenever he has these lines, he says, he says, I can help save Padme. He has his way of he, he always ends a line with a smile. A smile. It's yeah. very funny. But he, he, the interesting part is he tells Anakin, Anakin says something like, "I will turn you into the council," and Palpatine says, "Of course, you of course, must. You, you of must. course, that's the right thing to do." But do you know what they will do? Oh, isn't there a line there? Is it something? Yeah, something like that. I forget. Also, there's a great line here. This is probably the best line of the scene where he says, "Ever since I've known you, you've searched for a life greater than just a Jedi, a life of conscience and significance." Yeah, yeah, it's true. That is true. He it has. Is true. That's 100% true. The Jedi couldn't give him that. No. The Jedi view Anakin... He's dangerous. They, they believe he's the chosen one, but they can't treat him that way. Why is, why is that? They're scared of him. They don't, they don't understand that. I know? guess so. You know. What does that destiny look like? Where Qui-Gon, he's always in service of the living force. He's always just living in the moment. He knows... He is just there to serve, basically. I'm glad you brought that up. We don't really know what the Living Force is. It's all context clues, of course. But Qui-Gon did not mind... Uncertainty. Well, yes, exactly. But I was going to say, he would defy the Council. Yeah. Honestly, he didn't care what the Council said. I mean, it got was to... Was he on the Council? He no, was he... not. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Obi- Remember, Obi-Wan said you would be... That's right. Would be I that. So that's an interesting comparison between Qui-Gon and Anakin. Qui-Gon... I don't care. Qui-Gon says, you know what? I know what's right. I will follow. I will do what I must. Anakin is not that. Anakin wants to be on the council. What we wanted. There's an interesting one earlier we forgot. Uh, Anakin says, I promise you, I did not ask to be put on the council. Obi-Wan says, but it's what you wanted. So it's interesting. Did Obi-Wan warp him a little bit there, you think? So he was teaching. Didn't teach him, hey, don't worry about this. This is not important. I guess you can't can't ascribe that to Obi-Wan, but... Maybe. Maybe so. I mean, we do know that Obi-Wan took the council more seriously than Qui-Gon. But it's interesting. It's very interesting. But anyway, what I wanted to get at was in this uh, comparing Qui-Gon to Anakin, Qui-Gon's following the living force. He's he's following his intuition. He's following something, a different thing. He's in service to a greater thing. He does not care about rules. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith, we see the problem with rules. What are, what are the rules? Uh your problem with rules is sometimes the rules aren't good. Yeah. Sometimes maybe the rules have gone astray. Maybe you're not actually, you know, maybe the democracy is gone. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And Kind of getting ahead to the the big idea of this film, but I just just to point out, really to appreciate what George Lucas did with six films, honestly, it takes some dedication to to realize 
this is a six part thing. Yeah. You have to you really have to engage with all with six films, which is, you know, twelve, thirteen hours of stuff. It's a lot. It is a lot. So I'll have to ask for people to get that in the first part too. It is. Which is why we're here. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was it was a tall order. We apologize for the tall order. But it tastes good. It tastes good if you drink it. I mean General Grievous it was shorter than you expected. You know, right. It's so not, it's not short. This scene ends with Palpatine smiling. And what happens next? The, oh, the next is the chase scene. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. Yeah, not not really an important scene there. That's just kind of setting up. If they up. kill him, it, he has to kill him. At some point, it does set up. This might have been earlier, actually, but it sets up that. Uh, oh, this wasn't earlier scene. There's a, the, a scene Cody. set up with Admiral Cody and Obi Wan. Sorry, Cam, Commander Cody. Um, sets up kind of a little friendship they have. That they are sort of brothers in arms. Yeah. And some banter. Yeah, just a little bit of banter. Be some droids for us, you know. Right. Right. At some point, though, Obi-Wan drops his lightsaber and Cody gives it back to him. It's like, yeah. It falls a long way, too. It's like, oh, hey. It does. Oh, shoot. We didn't even talk about how the clones look different in this movie. Anyway, they look more Stormtroopers. They look awesome. You're right. We didn't mention that. Yeah, the, did. the clone armor has evolved to look more like a Stormtrooper. They Even though I think we both prefer the clone armor in the last movie. Yeah, it's much cooler. They have a little head fin. Well, it's which... cool in different ways. There's like seeing the squeak and awesome Slender clones is awesome, but yeah. seeing the battle hard is also cool. They're it different, is cool. you know. And I like the clone trooper look. Uh, they've redesigned the helmet to where it's sort of halfway. It's got the the knight visor that yeah. you, you, have, you get from Jango Fett, but it also has the teeth from the Stormtrooper. And you start to have these kind of tubes. I've always wondered, what are the tube-looking things on the side of Stormtrooper helmet? Uh, keep our lunch there. No, I think it's I think it's um, some kind of a respirator. It's uh, yeah, air a breather. To, yeah, yeah, I think so. It could filter out toxins or whatever on sure. planet, even yeah. plants. I don't know. Pretty cool. Incredible. Anyway, uh, gotta move on. Basically, Obi Wan kills Grievous. The point. It's a cool, cool scene. Uh, that happens here because Mace Windu is informed of Grievous dying in the next scene. That's true. This is it. Basically, basically. Really cool, somehow, fist fight between Grievous and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan loses his lightsaber. What is your life? Oops. <laughs> I guess not. Lost your life. Anyway, um, Anakin... Oh my gosh. Obi-Wan... Who? ...is getting in a fight with Grievous. A fist fight. Clearly loses that. Falls off the edge. Uh-huh. Holds on. Gets the force. Blasts him. And Grievous' internal re- structure explodes. He forgot something. Fire. Obi-Wan rips off... Gen- Grievous's protective coating, or what would you call it? His exoskeleton rib cage. Yeah. It's not a rib cage. Whoa! He kicks him. <laughs> he so kicks cool. him. Such a cool and sound. Then he, but, but since the he's primal ripped, scream. Since he since Obi Wan has ripped off the the shell or whatever mm-hmm. that exposes the the innards. It's a video. It's very video gamey, but it's cool. I don't care. It's pretty cool. Then Obi Wan says, "Well, did you describe how General Grievous dies? This is, this is what your parents wouldn't let you watch." He was so he's shot in the chest. It catches him Several on fire. Several times, Obi Wan, and there's just molten things dripping, and then his his eyes flame out. And he goes, <laughs> you know, "It's incredible." Yeah, it's, incredible. it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's just a cool thing of evil. I don't know. Evil kind of comes within, sort of consume you from within, and burst out your eyeballs. It's incredible. It's yeah, pretty good. So uncivilized. There's the blaster aside. Yeah, which of course call back to a New Hope. Which I, that line always kind of is a little too cute for me. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Okay. Obi Wan in general, is, he acts a little too cute in this movie. Let's be honest. Yeah. Anyway. So th- this next scene is another walk, walk and talk. Yeah. But it's cool because it's in a hangar. It, it, it's, it is cool. You, you get to see, so that scene with Admiral Cody, sorry, Commander Cody, with Obi-Wan, you're seeing the hangar for Star Destroyer. Yeah. You know, huh? 
It's cool to see. Yeah. Um, you see it sort of in Return of the Jedi, but it's different. So you get to see it. And then here you get to see the Jedi hangar. The, the Jedi. It's darker. Yeah. It's, just, it's, cool. it's interesting. All these cool There are any pads to come out. I'm pretty sure they come out of the. Usually they like the, the pads extend out of the building. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, Mace right. Windu. Hey, we're going to uh, inform the Chancellor that the Gabriel is dead. War's over. Give us the power back. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, it's a little extra, right? You can give, give him a day to figure out what he wants to do, <laughs> sure. make some announcements, have some parties. We're going to bring our lightsabers, of course. Like, of course, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> and he says, hey, uh, I learned terrible truth. Turns out he said, uh, he's a Sith Lord. <laughs> no, he said, what he says is so stupid. He says, I think Senator Palpatine's a Sith Lord. <laughs> Mace is like, Mostly because he told me. Mace was like, huh? He says, a Sith Lord? A Sith Lord? Yeah. I'm sorry, that was so yeah. bad. You need to stop code switching. It's so good, sir. though. His voice is so good. A Sith Lord? Yeah. Dude, that was too far. I'm sorry. It's bad. <laughs> I like to apologize. He says, the one we've been looking for. Yeah. So why is Mace right here to not bring Anakin? I sense a great deal of confusion in you, Skywalker. He's, that is definitely right. He says, if this is right, you have earned my trust. Look what happens. But... If he had brought him, he would have seen Palpatine. Here's the thing. Think about how it works out. Palpatine. He would have seen Palpatine. Interesting. Palpatine brutally slaughters three Jedi. Anakin doesn't see that. If Anakin is there in the room, does does Palpatine do that? Does Palpatine go full? Full Sith. Yeah, yeah. right. I don't think he does. That's interesting. He should have done it. Honestly, it was stupid. mm, It was stupid. mm, He does... He does change. The moment Anakin enters the room, he, he goes back and sort of the pleading sweet Palpatine. Oh, so you believe he's he's putting out a performance there? He definitely is. Good. Which part? Oh, oh, duh. oh yeah, because he changes on a dime. Yeah. As soon as... <laughs> Don't help me. We turn, well, he go, he's, on a dime, he's the gleeful, wicked, cackling, yeah. I love being evil yeah. chief. We'll get there. We'll get there already. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Anakin probably should come with him. That would have been good. It would have work. changed things. It would have changed things. But you, but but we, you understand Mace. You understand. We, his, we understand why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then probably, my, probably one of my favorite uh, scenes is this scene where Padme and Anakin. It's sunset. Anakin's been instructed to wait at the council. He's chambers. just sitting in the room. He's the sitting room. there. He's conflicted. He's looking at the window. He sees basically again. It's these wide shots you were talking about. Connect. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. moving through space, connecting the connecting the apartment, connecting the, the council chambers, and then eventually connecting to the senate chambers. Just like the, he's. You just can sense their moods, and you just everybody is just so conflicted. Anakin's crying at one point. It's, the so music. Pa- well, uh, just to be clear. Padme and Anakin are basically looking at the same sunset, but they're weirdly sort of looking at each other. It's incredible. There's a wordless connection between them. Yeah, and it's not explained at all. The music I mean, is so ethereal here; it's just incredible. Yeah, the music the music's amazing. John Williams, Big Flex, Episode Three. I have a theory about this. Uh, I do remember thinking before watching this, you know, this is a callback in a way to kind of Luke and, Luke Leia, and Leia in Empire. Mm-hmm. Also a sunset. Uh, how is Padme connecting? What, what's going on there? She's not a force user. What's, what are the rules of this? Padme has two very force sensitive children. The children of the chosen one. Oh my gosh, you're talking about... <laughs> She, but look preg- there, it's on screen. When she's pregnant, she becomes powerful with the Force. 
She constantly. I wouldn't say powerful, but she's able to kind of connect with Anakin in the psychic way. She is constantly getting pregnant, so she can maintain her powers. But it just okay. But break down what is happening in this scene. They're looking at each other. Yes, there's a connection. Yes, but what's going through Anakin's mind? What something? Pyme will die. This is a well. Hold on. This is a wordless scene that's happening. It's open to interpretation. But at some point, Anakin decides, and the scene is called Anakin's Fatal Decision. He decides, I am going to confront Mace and and the Chancellor. What is it that sets him off? It's all emotions. Yeah. But what is it? He he needs Alpatine. He's thinking of his wife. He's thinking of the children. It's incredible. This scene's incredible. Here's my theory. He is sensing the child. He's able to have a connection with them. And that's what triggers. That's what sets him off. Oh my gosh, they're right. so cute. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Interesting, that'd be cool. Anyway, it's a great scene. It's a lot, like you said, there's, it's super open. Music swells, <clears throat> crescendos with these Jedi bursting through this door. I wouldn't, say they, burst. I wouldn't say they burst. There's yeah. this weird shot of Mace and Sasai Ten and who's the other? Kit Fisto. Aging Kowar. Yeah, him too. Um, <laughs> You love him. He's just never really stood out to me. But uh, there's a shot of them just walking Mm -hmm. towards camera. It's it's kind of lame. I don't know. It's incredible. I'm sorry. No, (laughs) wrong. All right, whatever. And then uh, Mace Windu. Sorry, Palpatine's looking at some 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 spooky designs. Turns around. There's Master Windu. Is he looking at the Death Star? What is he looking at? He's looking at a planet. I don't know. Okay. All right. You're here sooner than I expected. Or it is. Take a general grievance has been destroyed. There, he's making he's making small talk. Yeah. He's just like, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Mason is like, the other guys are Republic. You're under arrest. Well, so cool. well, hold on, hold on. There's a little more going on. Maybe yeah. A little bit. Yes, Mace Windu says, "I am here to to take you back to the Senate chamber. The Senate will take away your emergency powers." That is not how government should work. Uh, no, <laughs> we're 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 beyond that point. We're beyond that point. <laughs> These, general grievance is not even cold. He's not even cold. But but basically, she's playing a little poker here, and he basically says, "I'm not going." And then uh, Mace Windu ignites his lightsaber, and yeah. he says, "Okay, well, we're going to use force." Which he shouldn't do. But but I mean, he has to. He's been put in this position where he must do it. And then she... Uh, Are you threatening me, Master? You shouldn't call him Sheev. That's stupid. That's Disney stupid. canon's dumb. Palpatine says, it's treason then. It's treason So Palpatine then. is using... Just, <sighs> Palpatine, again, is using the structure of the Republic against itself. And so... Gosh, I'm terrible. Pat, <laughs> Palpatine, <laughs> that character, he jumps and he does this incredible move. It happens so fast. Well, hold on. When he... We, you have to mention when he when his lightsaber shoots out of his wrist. It's, just a, it's, it's, like, it's literally it's he, he had something up his sleeve. He had a trick up at all his times. sleeve. How did I not fall out earlier? <laughs> hey Mace, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe no. when when they're when Palpatine is on the the separatist ship and he's flailing he's around, flailing, he's falling down the elevator shaft. Is that Captain Glover? What's that? Oh. <laughs> lightsaber rolls Incredible. out. Incredible. Yeah, um, his robes. Anyway. Palpatine engages in a spin attack. It's a corkscrew move, really. Corkscrew. Well, which just... I hadn't... Well, hold on. He is holding his lightsaber forward, kind of above his head. Uh-huh. Um, and then he leaps and does a corkscrew attack. So there's a, a spiraling lightsaber of death. I don't think he actually hits anyone with that Mace attack. Mace Windu... Does he? 
definitely rears back. Yeah. So as a kid, I remember he he did. I remember him spinning into somebody and being horrified by it. Watching it back did not happen. It does not happen. He lands. The Jedi are like, huh? The Jedi, <laughs> first of all, these are the, apparently the best duists. Kit Fisto, Satis, Sate. Yeah, Sate Tin, he's killing Miyui. Then Agent Koar, I'm pretty sure, and then Kit Fisto. Mm-hmm. And just, then it's just Mace. This fight's pretty good. There's some good parts to it, some bad parts to well, it. Well, it's similar to the Grievous fight, where awesome setup. Incredible setup, that's a good point. And then it's just it's fast, it's too, it's too quick. And also, the head replacement here isn't good. No. It's just, you, he's is honestly, head replacement ever good? This is not Ian McDermott, honestly. You should keep your head. Heads are important. <laughs> Magna guards are the ones who should have heads. You know, it works out. Anyway, incredible fight. They get to the window, and I think Mace Windu just flourishes his lightsaber and destroys the glass. Again, just destroying the illusion. Just, again, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really love this part. Basically, Mace Windu just kicks him, and Pelvis goes, ah! you know, drops his lightsaber. Uh-huh. Um, and at this point, Anakin has arrived. He has a little speed walk. I, I always like the speed walk. You don't like the speed walk. It's okay. It's not. Dun, 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 dun. He's like he's like he's like I should be running. I gotta be, I gotta be composed. What I, the way I always interpreted that always ever since I saw this film, just the way I was thinking he was running out of blue screen. Oh, <laughs> he was running out. Oh, there's oh, a blue oh, there's oh. a blue mat or something. Oh, I'm too fast. Well, no, it's just maybe out of frame. There's a giant blue wall, and he just if he kept running, he would run into the wall. Yeah. So he comes. <laughs> it looks it looks weird. So at this point, Mace says you were under arrest. I think. And it's an incredible shot. Incredible shot. It's, um... He says you are. You are under arrest. There's just a wide-angle shot, kind of from Palpatine's perspective. It's lower. And the blade of the lightsaber is, like, pointing yeah. at the camera. It just yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. And he comes in. Imagine, you're seeing this as Anakin. You see Mason Windu, lightsaber into Palpatine's neck, window destroyed. Palpatine's unarmed. Yep. What's he done? Yep. Oh, but there's some dead bodies over there. Don't look at those. Anyway, uh... <laughs> don't look at those. <laughs> then... Basically, hey, they attacked him, and then no, no, you will never return. You have lost. No, 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 you will die. Yeah, this is something where I kind of die on a hill here. He yeah. is the traitor. Oh, they basically they're like, don't well, hold hold on, kill you me. Skip, no, you skipped. You skipped a big thing. No, um, not I. Mace. He's like, oh, you should. Mace wants to arrest him. Yeah. But then when Anakin comes in, something changes in Mace Windu. He hmm. suddenly Mace Windu says, "It's Mace Windu who's saying." Do you think Mace Windu was gonna put him under arrest? Like, what the, he says, "You under arrest." That's what he says. What does that mean? How would he have done that? Would he have allowed that? I don't know. Force, don't know. force uh, handcuffs. And, Lightsaber handcuffs. Is it cool? That's a good idea. Chop for hands. But basically, Mace Windu says, you're under arrest. Anakin walks in. Mace Windu looks over at Anakin, and he kind of... He goes, uh, it's, uh, Yeah, it's weird. There's a hand. It's, hand there's a hand thing. It's, maybe just a hey. Okay. Hey. <laughs> but the important thing is, when Anakin gets there, Mace Windu says, he's too dangerous to be left alive. We hear that again. Where we heard that before? We heard that, uh, yep. So now we have, you know all the proof Anakin needs that the Jedi are compromising on their values. Mm-hmm. And Anakin is, you know, he's, he's thinking selfishly. He's thinking about, I need, he's, it literally says, I need him, but not he's yet, saying, you got that part yet. Huh? That hasn't happened yet. Lightning happens first. Yeah, but okay, whatever. It's an important part. This is an important part. I can't write people about that part, but you say your thing first. <laughs> Basically, 
Anakin is saying, Anakin is saying he must stand trial. Yeah. And big deal. Big deal. It's important. He has control of the Senate and the courts. Too dangerous. Too dangerous to be left alive. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you you want to talk about the Sith lightning? Now? Very quick. <laughs> Darth Vader is, is incredible. He's so cool. <laughs> I, I don't like like to see him. Is he like, the best part of this film? He's a, he, in a lot of ways. He's a little too. He's a little goofy in this film. He has some kind of boo boo moments. I, don't I really love like. it. it. This is hard because of course, you said, you said this very well. When we watched it recently. The dark side, they're cowards. They're wrong. They should be fleeing. Mm-hmm. But no, for me, Darth Vader was always this cool person. He's he's the master manipulator. He is. So I yeah. I always see him that way, and so I don't like this part. So for me, him being defeated by Mace Windu again, he he orchestrates all of this. He puts himself in a position to be saved. Him being zapped with lightning. And his his face changing like that. Yeah. To me, I've never read that as always oh, being hurt by that. Yeah. Which watch the film again does appear like that's what's happening. I think everywhere. But I always like the idea that it's revealing a true form. Because you know, sure. Luke he gets zapped. It doesn't happen to him. Mm-hmm. You know, Anakin gets zapped. You know, Mace Mace See, Windu gets zapped. It's the lightsaber being that's balanced back. It's being, yeah. I don't think that. Anyway, I, I like the idea that this let's is, be real. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make I sense. Like the visual of Sidious being this. This persona here so he's like hide. I love. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. It's just Some alchemy thing. Which one makes less sense, honestly? Definitely that it one. It's definitely that one. But anyway, I like my, my thing there. So that's why I die on a hill for that. Okay. Anyway, seeing seeing Sidious whimper, I'm like, he could kill Mace Windu at any moment here if he wanted to. Could he though? I like to think he could. But he lost the duel. But probably he, not. He, he lost the duel. The question: Did he purposely lose the duel? Oh man. That that's kind of where my I've kind of warped it i don't think it's not really it's not really there in the film i read it that way it's not there though so you think what is happening is sidious did lose the duel but anakin anakin was this kind of ace in the hole that he's set up for 10 years yeah he but he did this on purpose so he lost the battle on purpose to to set up this this trap for anakin okay anyway probably not fair incredible scene this great moment where See, he just pulls back. He looks hideous. He's like, oh, oh. He's just like, ah. Oh. I don't know. He's just making all these noises. Unlimited power. Ah, not yet. Not I'm, yet? No, it's coming up. It's coming up. Okay. Anyway, he says, he, he's too dangerous to be left alive. Where is it? We're, we're back at where you said now. Yeah. So then Mason was like, all right, well, I'm doing it. And Puppy's like, please, no. Please, don't. Please, don't. And Anakin <laughs> says, he must live. I need him. Yeah. Right. And Mason was like, whatever. Swings his lightsaber. Here's interesting. Anakin does not parry the blow. He chops off his hand. Mm-hmm. It's a little extra, don't you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, much. And then Sidious is like, oh, it worked! Power! And at this I'm point, Sidious goes, I do not need to hide anymore. I'm I am, good. I am Sidious unleashed. I'm Sidious just says, I'm gonna have fun. Seeing Mace Windu getting zapped, you see his skull. The yeah. lightning is like... You see his whole skeleton. His whole skeleton. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And, Which uh, is a reference to uh, Darth Vader. Episode six, also episode 6. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a ring theory for episode 6. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> so again, I think we both kind of felt that this this turn for Anakin was always fast. But yeah. here he says, what have I done? Yeah. 
He's just breathing heavy. He, he definitely immediately. He's repressed. like, oh my gosh! And Palpatine the whole time is kind of like getting his robes back. I was like, <laughs> his voice. He's like, oh. the voice here is so good. It's a low kind of echo. Yeah. So it sounds demonic. To you, frankly. is that him revealing his true voice, or is that him? His vocal cords have been damaged. Definitely. Oh no, definitely not. It's that. definitely his true voice, right? It's something. Well, something real. I, I something real is happening. Something real is happening. However, I mean, in episode six, I'm not going to say that's not that. his true voice. Yeah. It's just this is. I don't know. The, this is a reveal scene. Need to be more. The, the answer is yeah. The scene needed something a little more. If I would like to rationalize it with a lore meaning, I don't know, the dark side of the force is just flowing through him. <laughs> and yeah. This was Bell just 10. let's be honest, this was the this was the apex of Sidious's career. Oh and he's yeah. just it came out. <laughs> he, force is strong with it's, you. It's so good. He's having so much fun. <laughs> and then the best scene happens, he says, I, I pledge myself to your teachings. I will do whatever you ask. Whatever you ask. And then henceforth you shall be known. Stop. And there's a uh, let, me think, let me think. Let me think. What's uh, <laughs> Just get let's see? Maul was taken. Tyrannus oh, was good. Dooku. I like that one. Oh, Tyrannus. Oh, uh, Vader. Vader. Yeah, he pulls out a little Rolodex. <laughs> uh, Vader, German father. I like it. Fa Vader. <laughs> sure. It's kind of dumb, but it's still it's still cool. I'm sorry, it's still cool. <laughs> right. Um, and he says, "Lord Lord Vader, rise." Rise. Which is, I mean, let's be real. Rise. We kind of been waiting to see this moment, <gasps> and it's pretty good. And then. Palpatine starts uh, talking a little crazy here. <laughs> Basically, since you were the only one not there, you're the only Jedi who doesn't know about this plot. Therefore, <laughs> all the other Jedi betrayed the Republic except for you. Therefore, they should all die. Including your friend Master Kenobi, who's also off-world and not there. Exactly. <laughs> he says something else, too. He says... Uh, I must have written down. He says, the Jedi will kill us and all the senators. Uh, <laughs> they will not do that. <laughs> they will not do that. Sorry. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Oh, man. If they're not all destroyed, it will be civil war without end. Again, these two lines, both bold-faced lies. But again, they sound good. So Palpatine is a liar. He's the ultimate liar. Turns out he's lying. Um, just a cool... Uh, you pointed this out in two. Just really simple color... Color scheming, I guess. Red. Red office. Yeah. yeah uh, Padme blue. Palpatine red. He has yeah. donned the red robes in yes. this scene. I've been waiting to put these on, yep. baby. Ooh, I, mean, I feel so dead. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. The scene ends with an incredible performance from Ian McDermott. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. And we shall Little smile, little <laughs> smile. That's so good. Um, once in that one line, just the Star Wars universe explodes. Yeah, it came. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, once more. Once more. What? Yeah, what? Yeah. Uh. Which kind of informs the Jedi. Jedi know the history of the Sith. They know this was a bad time. This already happened. We, I, I would again. really prefer if the Sith aren't <laughs> back again. Yeah. Oh, they're back. Uh. I mean, it just kind of makes sense of how they're blinded by that. They're blinded by their own desires. <laughs> Palpatine really quickly is just kind of like, so you're going to have to go to the Jedi Council, do what must be done. Do what must be done. <laughs> it's like, uh. Also, you also should, after that, go ahead and wipe out the Separatists. Just, he's given a lot, a lot of to-dos here, you know. It's quite the list. Quite the, quite the laundry list. Yeah. I think it's like, what about the other Jedi spread out across the galaxy? Ah, the clones. What does he say there? I forget. I don't know. I don't remember, I don't remember that he, part. He has, a, he has an answer. I forget. By the way, kill kids. By the way, go ahead and kill them. That's coming up, though. Um, 
first of all, we have Cody. He gets a message. Uh, first of all, Cody and Obi-Wan, they have a nice little banter. His, yeah. He says, uh, what would I do without you? I don't know, something like that. I don't know. He, he takes off. He gets a little message, though. A little message. Oh, it's a good old sheave. Oh, oh. He's fallen. He's had an accident. Order 66? That's the, uh, it's the burger. That's the, which one is that? 60, 65 was... 66! Oh, yeah, that's... Oh. Oh, that one. one. Yeah. So the Clone Wars here... One clone shows up to Palpatine with a, with a, uh, a McRib. He said, this is the 65. This is Order 65. Darkness has fallen. (laughs) Anyway, um... So the Clone Wars has a bit of trouble here because, obviously, in that show, it's all about humans and clones. The clones are real people. Yeah. Uh oh, the clones are actually. Well, hold on, but they have to kill Jedi. But you gotta. Uh, first of all, you make a great point that Cody seems to unrealistically turn. Yeah. Uh, out of nowhere, just because he got a, an email. <laughs> but oh, hey, he puts his helmet on for that. Yeah. It's a you still see his face. It's Dehumanizing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. People shouldn't wear helmets. <laughs> true. Honestly, evil people wear helmets. Yeah, it's Star true. Wars is if Star Wars taught us anything, it was that. Yeah. Mandalorian failure of a show. <laughs> Can't remove your helmet. Um. It establishes. I mean, the the contradiction is within this film itself. The contradiction is. Oh sure, you see That's what a good I mean. Point. So Clone Wars is but, just kind of. So but the Clone Wars does what it wants to do, and ha- but it has to answer this. So it makes this idea there's a chip in their brain. Right. But then why do you have to send a message to activate it? Why can't it just be like yeah, that, you press? that part's weird. Anyway, who cares? It's an incredible scene, incredible montage of just Jedi dying, which is it's sad. You, you enjoy that? It's I enjoy seeing it because it just you see a. Again, here's the thing. No, it's, it's a good scene. Here's the thing. George Lucas, constantly creating things. He's made these entire worlds. Oh, yeah, Felucia. Probably won't be able to use that. Oh, yeah. Let's just have a giant die there. Mm-hmm. You see this incredible landscape, incredible battle scenes. Oh, yeah, uh, Magito. That's a cool planet. Oh, yeah, let's have a uh, Moody die there. Incredible. Oh, right, right. Plo Koon. My favorite Plo Koon on Cape Town the Moidia. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing this, uh, this planet where cities are in these kind of giant hammocks just hanging. Works out. It's well, so it cool. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I think we got a little ahead. I think March on the Jedi Temple is before this. I don't think so. That's oh. I'm telling you. I'm looking at the chapter list right now. No, I'm sorry. I do have it before. Okay. I say here. That's okay. I have a note here saying Order 66 has more imagination than the entire sequel trilogy. Just in one moment, these plans, these people, these yeah. characters. I think I said that, and you took it from me. Oh, well, get it back. It's yours now. It's okay. It's a free idea. It's, I said it's for everybody. It so, is true, though. Thankfully, we don't see a lot of Jedi being massacred in the temple. It's just, that's just, that would be, just be so it dark. Is, it is tasteful. There's something interesting about that later that we'll, we'll talk about. Um, but So Anakin, you see a quick wide shot of the temple, Jedi being gunned down. Anakin's go to the Jedi Council, and hey, there's some, some little younglings there. Oh, come on. you got to talk about the shot of him marching up the steps. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forget. Him marching up the steps is incredible. Mm-hmm. Just... It's a, there's a shot above, shot you know from the ground looking up. He just looks awesome with this whole army of clones behind mm-hmm. him. It just looks so cool. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, younglings are high. Master Squawker, there are too many of them. What do we do? Whatever. But <laughs> they can deserve to die. Why Anakin? Why does Anakin kill him? Why does Anakin kill him? What do you mean? Why did he do it? Because he was told to. No. Okay. What does Young say? What master Skywalker. He calls him master. He's not a master. We know Anakin wants to be master. That says something off in him, I think. Interesting. Master master kid, I hate you. Okay. Rub it in. You're you're doing a bit. It was a bit. Okay. All right. You you fell through. I just want to say, Order 66, seeing that in the theater. What was that like? I mean, I remember being just (gasps) in awe 
sometimes in a movie theater, you get chills. You ever experience that? You see Duh. Usually it's a combination of uh, music and visuals that does it, sets it off. This did it. <laughs> what was the reaction of people around you? Did you remember? It was gas. It was... It was one of I, love the... <laughs> I love Mundi. I love him! Yeah, someone, it's a someone in the audience screamed Kiati. <laughs> um, it was one of those moments where you, no one's talking, no one's joking. No cell phones. Everyone right. is no glued. cell phones. Everyone is glued to the screen, hanging on in their last breath, just <clears throat> waiting to see what happens. It was great. It's incredible. And you see this great part with Yoda, where Yoda feels <laughs> he feels this great disturbance in the Force. He drops his cane. He is wounded. This is really sad, but this is Yoda's beliefs being put to the test. More than do not miss them, do not master Yoda. He doesn't miss them, I think. He does hurt. He... he I'm just saying, it's just brilliant to say Anakin went to help. He sought Yoda's advice, sought his help. Yoda gave him just, you know, Jedi Manual, page six. Yeah. And he's, he has to live by his beliefs. It doesn't work out, though. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, and again, so that's sad. that's another callback to A New Hope, The Great Disturbance, the Alderaan exploding, Jedi dying. You can feel that. That is not good. People dying like that. It's not a good thing. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Murder. Okay, obviously. Come murder. On, murder. Yeah, okay. It's okay to feel bad about that, you know. Just, well, just to draw a distinction, Yoda, I think, was talking about someone... You care someone, about, you love. One, a person passing on. You've lived your life... Shh, that's different. That's a good point. You've good lived point. your life. You've used the force, the energy of the force. It's time for you to give back. Give back. This is not You're that. You're back to the You were world. cut short. Good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Literally cut short. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Yoda beheads two clones here. <laughs> Well, uh, oh, on Kashyyyk. Yeah. Cool, yeah, cool yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, incredible. Cor- also, one quick note here. Seeing uh, Coruscant at night is really cool. Well, we saw it in episode two. We, we've seen it a bunch of times, but like when the, the temple's on fire in the background, just awesome. Oh, yeah, there's a shot of Padme looking out in the distance, and she sees the temple on fire. She's like, and she, yeah. I, mean, I would cry too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Bear Organa you, you flies left, there. You left some stuff there. You left your hard drive over there. I need that. I need that. <laughs> Bear Organa goes back probably to get his hard drive. Like, oh, what's going on here? This is where Bale becomes a hero. Yeah. He's a cool guy. It's time to leave Bale. No, it is. Well, he's he's going to... He didn't have to do this. He's just a good good man. Check it out. Check it out. I, I want to help. A, he's a guy where if you had your hazards on the highway, on the side, totally. he'd stop behind you. Totally. But then he'd be like, can't help, goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. He says, I want to help what's going on. The clone says, there's been a rebellion. And I like that he used that word. Yeah, rebellion. The the lie of He's the... He's like, you haven't seen the rebellion yet, yeah, yeah, sir. Just, just wait, dude. <laughs> wait. The lie of the Jedi rebellion created the real rebellion. 100%. It's Lies cool. will always do that. Cool. Will they? Maybe not. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's cool. And then we see George Lucas's son die. You made a good point we'll, we'll here. That... Is obvious there was not a rebellion. It is very obvious. I mean, the clones, the clones just—it's a kid who's just trying to escape, right? Yeah. The clones just gun him down. What's so cool is Bale. He's so horrified. He jumps in his ship. They're not even attacking him, but he's like, he feels so dirty by it. He screams, "No, no!" And the, the clones. 
The clone trooper says, let him go. Let him go. I don't know why he says that. Don't worry about him. Don't let him go. Hmm. I don't know. Murdering Sider is not good either. That, that's a bit of plot armor there, but that's okay. They've got a lot of armor. Clones. <laughs> uh, so then, I guess in the story, Anakin goes to Mustafar. Uh-huh. Really quick here. This is jumping ahead, but I have it right in my notes here. I don't know why. Why did, So R2 is Anakin's droid, right? Yes. R2 abandons Anakin in this movie. He goes with Padme. R2 does not stay with Anakin. He's like, oh, I should probably do that. Uh, <laughs> so there's some self there's some self awareness there, isn't there? Some some destiny. R2 is a good dog. Yeah. He abandons his master. It's cute. I am pretty sure. When does he abandon Anakin? He doesn't abandon him. It's just like now he's with Obi Wan and Padme. Yeah. He doesn't stay with the ship. Yeah. Do stay with you? Anyway. Mm. Um. What you talk about Mustafar? It looks so good. Like, it looks so incredible. There's a richness to it. The, the darks yeah. are so dark. There's this bloom on all the, the orange sure. lava. Just incredible. And you're getting little hints of this world. You get, you see the Mustafarians. Just mining. And they're they're wearing these these hazard suits because, you know, they're around molten lava <laughs> day and night. Maybe Anakin should have worn that. Could have helped. <laughs> Could have helped. Uh, you just start to get... Oh, this isn't just the lava planet. This is... There's a mining operation. They're mining lava. There's this yeah. whole industrial thing going that. on. Which is again, that's probably why the separatists were sent there. Is it's in, it is, in the CIS. Mm. Wouldn't you think? Mm-hmm. All the industries coming together, the so banking cool. clan, the George Lucas has a, a, a strong distaste for unions, the unions, techno union, techno union. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. The lava union. Um, right, the, so the lava coalition. Lava coalition. Of <laughs> the union for lava workers' rights. I don't know. <laughs> too, it's too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> There's a really ah. funny part where this might be getting ahead, but where Anakin lands on Mustafar and he's kind of walking in angrily to kill the separatists these two guys go like, and there's these two Mustafarians just standing behind him just kind of huh? like huh. should we tell we should should we tell somebody nah we're good <laughs> real quick we forgot this so Obi-Wan fell into some water deep water yeah, he's hiding from the clones the clones he gets off he gets his ship meets with Bail Organa gets some help oh, no, he, he sends a uh, so, so Bail Organa we don't I'm not quite sure why everybody knows well Bail Organa Here's what happens. Here's what happens. It's, it's, it's parallel stories coming together. So Obi-Wan fights. Uh, he's attacked by the clones. We see Bail Organa. We see Yoda fight the clones. Yoda leaves Kashyyyk. Says goodbye to Chewbacca. He says goodbye Chewbacca. Goodbye. I, I will miss you. Goodbye. Miss you, I will. Sorry. But then there's a scene where Obi-Wan contacts... He's in General Grievous' ship. He contacts... Uh, Emergency frequency. No, he receives a transmission. Because or- Bail Organa and Yoda have regrouped at this point. Organa says something like, we've saved Master Yoda. Something like that. We got him. He says, we rescued Master Yoda. And I'm thinking, you did not. Yoda took care of that himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But uh, anyway. He's a politician. But the point is, Bail, Organa, Yoda, and Obi-Wan connect. Yeah. And they, they learn. Obi-Wan says something like, my, my clones turned on me. And Bail says, got the same problem. <laughs> Yoda's like, me too. <laughs> to me. I don't know. Too long. <laughs> anyway, so that's bad. Uh... And then there's a separate. Oh gosh, this is so dumb. This gets weird. Obi Wan basically. Uh, what's his name? What's yes. his name? What's his name? What's his name? Blue guy. I said every podcast episode. Masamita. Masamita, yes. Calls for uh, Bale to come back, say a special meeting of Congress. Mm-hmm. Of course, he can't. Hope it's not a Skype call. He can't see Obi Wan and Yoda just sitting He's there. He's kind of right there. You're right there. You know, Obi Wan says, in order for the Emperor to maintain his hold on the Republic, he must keep the Senate intact. Of course, episode four, 
says it's banned almost immediately. Don't need that anymore. It's anyway. not. It's not. Well, it's nineteen years later. Okay, sure. It's, it's the a last cool, remnants. It's a cool little prediction of what's going yeah. to come. I like yeah, that. I like that. As your ring but, three, I'll give you that. There's but your... but Obi Wan calls him emperor. There is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty That's sure. Before he's been, I'm pretty sure. crowned emperor. And he knows at this point. Hmm. Um. Anyway, I guess at this point, Anakin has been murdering some people. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Vader has been sent there to take care of them. Well, he is going to kill him. Don't forget the scene where... Okay, yeah, so Anakin kills all the Separatists. And Newt Gunray, you, you feel for him. The war Lord is Sidious, over! Lord Sidious, he promised, promised peace. he promised us peace. We're only one of oh, oh, there's going to be peace. You're just not a part of it. You're going to be in pieces. <laughs> there will be a piece of you. Just Newt Gunray. I mean, Newt Gunray was, you know, a greedy a greedy guy. He tried to kill Padme. I want to head on my desk. Yeah, but, I mean, he's just... You feel bad for him. Yeah. He was just a cog in the machine. He was a pawn. He was the first pawn out. Yeah. And that's all he was. This incredible scene. Probably one of the best shots of the movie where Anakin looks to the camera and his eyes are turning yellow. Yeah, he's got the Darth Maul eyes. He's like, <gasps> mm-hmm. it looks awesome. Of course, you don't keep this forever. It's like almost like when you're in tune. What's so cool yeah. here is this scene is actually intercut. Again, this is where I'm, I'm starting to lose, lose my place a little bit. Try to tell you. This is intercut with the Senate meeting. I've been scarred and deformed. He's telling him basically... The whole scene where Padme is like, "Is how liberty dies without our applause." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People, are, people like that. At the same, at the same time, Obi Wan and Yoda have gone back to reconfigure the Jedi beacon to keep Jedi away. Send out distress signal, yeah. which is a great backdoor yeah. to. I mean, you could do so many movies off of that, yeah. and it will not be done. Not be done. It would be cool though. Well, we got a video game. Good video game, so far. Anyway, oh yeah, because in that in the video game you see some... the dude get the transmission. Is that right? Mm-hmm. No, you, no, you don't you see him. Clone. You get the clone transmission. Right. Okay. I guess I don't know. All right. Anyway, this is all happening. There's a quick scene where they're in the, the temple, and everyone's like, "Huh?" He was like, "Killed by lightsaber." Some of these Jedi Padawans, or whatever. Not even the younglings survive. And then I've never liked the word younglings. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad. It's all dumb. Just call them kids, children. I'm trying to sugarcoat that. I don't know. Anyway, Obi-Wan says, who could have done this? And the music swells. It's the, the track is called Anakin's Dark Deeds. Mm-hmm. And he's just murdering the Federation people, the Federation mm-hmm. people. Which, it's really cool here because you think about it probably more fittingly and more impactfully, him murdering Jedi would have been a better scene here. But again, he, he kind of remaps the intensity of that scene now onto the onto the, the Trade Federation people. You get that yeah. you get that Swire scene, but now it's yeah. with people you, you like less. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's true. it works because you, you, you need to see him do that. Uh-huh. You know, sure, uh, it's cool. And then, of course, Obi Wan goes to the archives and uh, learns some things. He learns the security secure hologram, holocron. I don't know. This there's a camera recording Anakin pledge himself to Palpatine. Well, it's really dumb because again, how's the camera working? He gets one shot. I think I, it's very quick. Anakin is parrying some bullets with a Jedi, and on the other hand, he's holding one by his neck. By his neck. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't want to see that. Ooh, fast forward. And Palpatine's just like, You've done well, Lord mm-hmm. It's just, why are they doing that there? You should have done that City there. City doesn't even care about the security holocron. Exposition. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exposition. Anyway, really cool scene here where Yoda's like, We're going to take these people out. Well, Obi-Wan says, I can't watch anymore. Yeah. It's really sad. It is sad. And you start to see a little, you know, little emotion come out of there. Uh, Basically, the, both the guys gotta go down. But who's gonna take who? Who's gonna take who? And Yoda send me. Obi Wan's like send me to kill the Emperor. I can't. I can't kill Anakin. Basically, yes. I don't yes. know where to look. I don't know what to do. 
he's like give all his excuses Search your feet. yeah exactly he was like uh you can't do that now why, why does yoda select obi-wan to kill anakin though he i think he does say the emperor's too powerful for obi-wan okay he does just say that so he's he was probably right probably would have worked out could you imagine yoda and mustafar <laughs> a weird scene yoda just would have force pushed anakin into the lava it would have been dumb <laughs> both battles would have gone poorly <laughs> frankly um anyway best movie um Anyway, this is a quick shot. Is, Wait, I, what? You know, they didn't have to split up. Anakin and Obi- there was, there was not a time crunch here. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> anyway, uh, no time crunch. Anyway, great shot. Probably one of the best parts of the Star Wars, honestly, is uh, Anakin at the balcony in this lava planet. He's just crying. His yeah. eyes are back to normal. Pure humanity there. And you're just like, dang, dude, you've... You made some choices. You went too far, but... Uh, Palpatine says... Uh, oh, excuse me a lot here, sorry. Obi-Wan, of course, using his feelings, goes to Padme. Mm-hmm. Great little scene. Of course, Padme's like, oh, Jaya. I think she's a little hesitant because she, she knows something went on, went down. Can't believe that Anakin. Basically, you either you believe that Anakin lied to you and Jedi are evil, or you believe that Anakin's evil. It's just like you believe one or the other. I think at first she believes Anakin's story. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Obi-Wan's like, no, lady. She says, the transfer is behind everything, even the war, which is this connection that's obviously a huge connection. It doesn't really land very well in that moment, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure Padme says you're gonna kill him, aren't you? He's yep. like, well, he's become a very good, very big threat. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, Which, and then later Padme says Obi Wan just wants to help you. That's not true. He wants to kill you. <laughs> you know, it's huh. of course the last moment Obi Wan says, "Well, she, she, yeah, she lies to him. That's right, but yeah. she does not tell Obi Wan where he is. No, and Obi Wan mm-hmm. says." He's the you're he's the father, isn't he? I'm so sorry. This is, this tender one. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. Of course, Padme, you know, obviously being <laughs> who she is and being a rational person, wants to go off and make sure this is all make sure Anakin's okay. Goes to Mustafar. How does she know about Mustafar? I guess he told. There's, her a, quick, there's a quick scene we, we didn't we didn't say. It's the, the night where Anakin comes and comforts her after the Jedi are all killed. <laughs> Anakin, I smell uh, I smell some burnt Jedi right. on your robes. There's some blood on oh, your. Oh, he robes. says there's been a rebellion or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right, all right. Anakin's like. Uh, yeah, don't worry about that. That's Jedi blood. Don't worry about that. It's from someone mm. else. Right. Anyway, uh, so she gets in her chrome ship and she brings <laughs> C three PO. Dude, I'm trying to get a hang of this flying thing. Oh, we, so have, to, we have to know that. The saddest part of, of all of Star Wars. C three PO. Why would you take your chrome ship to Mustafar? I feel like it, it would get buffed real quick. Like, it, like mm. that, that chrome finish would not last long. That's all there. she had. That's all she had. It just it just indicates how pressing this was. I mentioned this to you in the text, but. The whole scene of Padme boarding the ship and Typho and all that, it's this crazy wide shot. And only recently have I noticed Obi-Wan just kind of sneaks aboard that. It's weird. It's so wide that you don't even know it's Typho, really. I mean, you hear, you his, hear his voice. voice. But, but it's, he's a little speck. Yeah. It's a weird choice. It's mm-hmm. cool, though. Uh, Obi-Wan, of course, is stowing, stowing aboard. Padme's conflicted, goes there. It's really cool. Basically, Palpatine's like, turn off all the droids. And he's like, very good, my lord. Sees Padme's ship coming. He runs to her. It's really sweet. It's actually a really cool shot. You see it from afar. From afar yeah, just runs. yeah, yeah. They hug. Uh, I don't have a lot of this conversation. This is the, you're breaking my heart. Yeah, it's it's really good. He says, "I'm doing this for you to protect you." Mm-hmm. And you, you just kind of see Padme start to break down and be like, "Obi Wan was right. You've changed. You know, you, I don't know who you are anymore. You're on a path I can't follow." Of course, Anakin's like, "You know, we could rule the galaxy together. I can overthrow the Chancellor. I can do whatever you want. What do you want me to do?" He's like. Don't you know that even saying that makes you beyond help? At a point. <laughs> um, of course, there's a really cool shot where, and you see Anakin get a little upset. And it's just amazing shot. What we want just 
hands on the hips, just like, I'm here. I'm the moral authority. I'm moral authority. (laughs) You're with him. You brought him here to kill me. And then (laughs) force choke. The first, the, for, the first force choke in Star Wars, yeah. in the chronology, I guess. Very tragic, very sad. So the force choke is a a uh, Vader original. Vader original. Maybe. Vader special. Vader special. Creative guy. It definitely, yeah. so the choking definitely happens elsewhere, like in the Clone Wars, but yeah, I guess in movies it's the first time. It's cool. Um, I do like that being his thing. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Because he has a breathing problem. Oh, okay, like, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, Anakin has this really interesting line to Obi-Wan, who is Padme's unconscious now. They're, they're circling each other. Anakin's looking away from Obi-Wan, which I think is actually something Hayden came up with. Really, really, really good decision. Mm-hmm. Anakin says, I do not fear the dark side as you do. Mm-hmm. Basically, he thinks the Jedi fear the dark side. They don't, though. They do not. Yeah. That is not true. Mm-hmm. But this is the manipulation. Well, all, of the that, all that stuff about the Jedi hiding... Uh, things about the force and not telling Anakin it's just not true not true at all there's nothing about that maybe they, maybe they didn't tell him about their diminished force but other than that he would have known sorry that's like, that's like a memo that probably went out yeah. not that important I don't know he thinks there's a well the, the one thing that gives truth to that statement is that there are dark powers that the Jedi don't use yeah. that's a fact there's truth we don't do those yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anakin throws down an ultimatum. Incredible. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. You will try. Obi-Wan is... Only Sith deals in absolute. Awesome part where Obi-Wan calls back to Qui-Gon. He says, I will do what I, I must. must. You will try. And it's just really, it's really cool where, you know, in this film, in this trilogy, really about everything's about kind of masks and corruption and what is the truth. Everything's hidden. Things are suddenly crystal clear. Yeah. It's, this is Obi-Wan movie. says, I remember what a Jedi's supposed to do. It's I'm supposed to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> of course, here, Anakin strikes first, obviously, which yeah. is good. Yep. Then, yep. Just this inc- Their fight is so interesting because, like, usually in a fight, there's some moments of tiredness. of, But this fight just continues intensely just for, like, minutes. It's just like... It's incredible. Anyway, we'll talk about it. Uh, what are we talk about now? Oh, what, it cuts away or something? Cuts away to... Oh, it cuts to, away to, to a Yoda. fight that I like even more, honestly. Yoda walks in. <laughs> he just... <laughs> destroys the Royal Guards. Incredible. And it's... Yes, Yoda, you survived. <laughs> the, the... The hatred in that. Uh, he hates Yoda. My little... And we don't... My little green friend. Yes. It's so good. Sidious. Master Yoda. You survived. Surprised? Your arrogance blinds you, Master Yoda. Now you will experience the full power of the dark side. (laughs) I have waited a long time for this moment. My little green friend. 
Why does he hate Yoda? Why? He calls Yoda arrogant. He's, you're bl- you're blinded by your arrogance. Yeah. And Yoda doesn't really disagree. He, he doesn't offer. Like, well, shoot. Yeah, a I rebuttal. guess I was. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Yoda's a rebuttaler. A rebuttaler? Yeah, I don't know. It would be tough with his speech impediment. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Uh, anyway, he zaps him. Yoda's cough guard. Yeah, it's it's kind of this this cheat. In, it's kind of cheating in the. It's kind of cheating in the edit where you see Yoda, kind of faint. And then you return to the scene later, but he's fine. Anyway, uh, very cool line. So Perry Sidious tries to weave, which I never understood that. Just run away. Oh, one thing. So Yoda walks in and Masamita is there. There's a shot of Masamita just leaving. I should probably get out out. of here. He's walking slowly. He's very calm. I'm good. I got something to do. It's like Anakin speed walking. Gotta slow down. (laughs) I I gotta look in front of the boss, you know? Um, So. That was he tries to leave. It, you know, Yoda says, "You're so powerful. You are. Why? Why leave?" And then Darth. Uh, and it's a good point. Pal- it's good. Palpatine says, "Darth Vader will become more powerful than either of us." That's an interesting line. Very weird. That is a line. I don't think a Sith would say that, but that's okay. It's cool. We talked about this a briefly. Sith did say that, so. Now, the rule of two, as we understand it, is kind of, and you understand it more than me, largely from the Darth Plagueis novel, correct? This is from uh, the Darth Bane novel. Sorry, Darth Bane. But um, basically. With, with the rule of two, first of all, the rule of two exists because otherwise the Sith kill each other. Sith kill each other, and the, frankly, there's only enough dark side to go around. The pa- dark side mm-hmm. is very temperamental about who it chooses. Like, it's very possessive. You have to crave it, you have to take it. Interesting. And basically, okay. you, I think it's the idea of you can spread that, you can spread that too thin, you know. Okay. I, I kind of like that. It's this primal thing you're always peddling with, currying favor with, you know. Sure. But basically, even with the Master and the Apprentice... They're basically both trying to kill each other the whole time. Yeah. So not, it's, not a healthy relationship. No. no. But, I mean, okay, we talked about this in Star Wars Clone Wars a little bit, where, I don't know, did, did Dooku know? So Dooku knew that Asajj's Ventress was a tool. Yeah. Does Dooku... A disciple. Is Dooku self-aware enough to realize he's just a tool for a greater purpose? Definitely not, no. Okay, so Dooku like all Sith apprentices probably, are just waiting for the moment to overthrow their master. But weirdly, the master, you know, is going to fight the apprentice. He wants to live. But the master sort of weirdly wants him to do that too because that just it's, means... It's the way they do, yeah. It's, it's just... It's, it's, saying, it's the way they... It's him the way saying he'll become more powerful than either of us, almost, I think it, it's less about the rule of two and more about, look at this person I've, I've molded. You know, okay. look at this this accomplishment. I've turned the best of your order against you. You know, okay. I've willed this being into existence. Just It's cool. It's kind of a brag moment. Uh, no, it's definitely about succession. He will surpass me. He will surpass you. But he's saying that in a way of like, but I did that. You know, I made this, I made him into this. It's, it's both. It's both. It's both. Both is true. I'm just saying. I do in absolutes. I'm just, all I'm saying is all the Star Wars canon, the rule of two, we think we understand it. This is as canon as it gets. Yeah. This is Star Wars Episode Three. Darth Sidious is the one saying this. He would be an expert. He would know more than me. He expects to be surpassed by Lord Vader at some point. Yeah. It's very interesting. The family business, you know. Gotta keep <laughs> it going. Anyway, this fight's cool. The subtext of fighting in the Senate chamber is just the throwing around pods. You're throwing around democracy. You're throwing around lies, deception. It's just well, incredible. Well, the, well, yeah. I mean, the the, the, the clearest the clearest awesome. metaphor to me is the Senate is in his hands. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm the Senate. I'm the Senate. I am the Senate. I love this fight. Just it so, works way better to me than the, the Dooku Yoda fight. I'll say that it certainly works better. 
Um, the jumping makes a lot more sense. There's a lot of height differences. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Yoda-Dooku fight is not great on its own. It's just the explosiveness of, oh my god, look at Yoda fight. It's great. But just the scene, you've got these two crippled old guys. One's a little green thing. <sighs> well, and it's, the frog. It's, it's an epic, I mean, this is Gandalf versus the Balrog. It's this epic battle of good and evil. And it's these, I would not have expected that. Yeah. To look at these two men. Gosh, it's so cool because Yoda catches one of the pods and starts spinning it. And Yoda oh, and then is just cackling. He's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, he, he jumps out of the way. He's cackling. <laughs> He's cackling, and then he looks at Yoda, and there's this kind of expression of, oh, this, <laughs> yeah, okay, good move, Yoda. And then he, he jumps out of the way. He jumps out of the way and starts the Sith lightning. And then Yoda catches it. And we saw him catch it and diffuse it. When this time it's more of a he just can't he's trying to keep up with it there's too much coming at him sort right. of sort of he is able to 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 condense it and, and harness it into a ball to the piece of and there's this great shot it's an extreme close-up of yoda's face and just the grimace on his face it's a lot of work and probably it's cool too, well, no, no, he's it's, bearing it's, four he's it's, like it's, <laughs> that's not how i read it. i don't read it as a lot of work i read it as i mean it is effort but he's resolved th- he's resolved he's that's true he honestly yoda's more powerful that's what I get out of this. Maybe. Yoda's um, able to, to redirect the Sith lightning into the, a sonic a boom. A sonic boom. Which pushed the Moho or Porto Yoda's push more. But there's this amazing part where it, it's a close-up on Yoda, and he's intense, and he's resolved, and all that stuff. And then there's a close-up on Sidious, and Sidious goes from cackling to... Oh! He's so scared, he leans oh! back. It's one of the best. I mean, Ian McDermott in this movie is the real MVP. He ties it all together just because... I mean, he's doing stuff that in any other movie, you're the worst actor of all time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so good, though. It's incredible. It's, so good. it's It's a great, great performance. It truly is. But for some reason, even though Yoda does defeat Sidious, I mean, Yoda wins that little exchange. At least, at least a draw, at least. Sure. But because Yoda is small... He falls. He falls. And he can't hold... fingernails... I, ne- I never quite this never quite set right with me yeah because the, the fight to me the fight wasn't quite over bigger question is why not just try again tomorrow <laughs> sure failed I have well sure. okay buddy just try again tomorrow <laughs> poisonous soup or something I don't know Yoda is sure. always haunting you always trying to kill Sidious <laughs> he fight, I mean he, was, he did a great job crawling through the air vents yeah. just crawling wait for him to go to the bathroom they, to be fair Yoda at one point loses his lightsaber I think it's gone he does lose his lightsaber yeah maybe that's it I do love the shot of Yoda's cloak kind of floating. Yeah. It's just, it, it's a great image of defeat. Defeat. Yeah. It's this thing that he was no longer. So then Yoda crawls through. He has um, another one though later though. Isn't in, in later scenes he just has a cloak again? At the end. Yeah. yeah. No. So he's crawling through the, the air vent and it's just kind of weird to see Yoda do that. Yeah. It's a great episode five connection, right? Is it? Yoda does not do that. Yoda, he gets, he gets out of a little tube. And gives him the little, the little ship underneath. It's a great episode five connection. It's a great, you know, episode three and five are clearly linked, you know. <laughs> Ring theory. It is like Cloud City when he when he when Luke falls out of the tube. It is like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Those are little things though. Really quick, uh Anakin Obi Wan. It's a good fight. It's a really good fight. Apparently Steven Spielberg was involved heavily in the animatic sequence of this, basically helping direct it. Guest director. Guest director. Because George had other things to do. He was making this whole movie. He's this fight has to be good, make it good. It's so cool because you can t- just tell that they know each other's fighting so intimately. Yeah. There's this part where they obviously, they both try to the force push at the same time. 
You can just tell everyone's like, oh gosh. Like, you can just tell they know each other so well. And there's that really cool part when they both are, they're going through kind of lightsaber forms, I guess. And yeah, they both are, they get, they get caught in this kind of loop where they're both just, I don't know what it is exactly. Really happens, they're both yeah. going for a parry or something, and the light the lightsabers just start kind of floating around each other. It's really cool. I <sighs> and after the force pushes, that I think it's after this, that really sweet part where Anakin it's the wide shot overhead where Anakin leaps across the table yeah. <laughs> and then slams down, which uh oh turned off the the force field. I guess protecting the 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 base from not falling. Or it was the stasis. Anyway, they're fighting. Again, the lava starts to come in. Again, probably the best shot of the movie, honestly. They have this huge clash of the lightsabers against the that. Yeah, against the this one, huge the lava. The one on the DVD. Okay, anyway. It's incredible. It's iconic. Before that, though, they're also fighting on these pipes. Like, the fight, if there's any critique of the fight, it's just that. It's just so intense for so long. It doesn't really have the emotional intensity other than just, I hate you, you hate me. You know, or I want to kill you, you want to kill me. But it's awesome. But it's awesome. Again, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I really like it. And... You know, they get on this thing. It falls down. They get some lava on their clothes. They, uh, apparently, in the earlier editions of this fight, they were force pushing lava at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a little but, silly. But that would have been happened. silly. Anyway, Was that a Spielberg edition? I mean, I think it might have been. Anyway, who knows? <laughs> anyway, Obi-Wan gets a little platform. Anakin gets kind of in some trouble. He's yeah. on this huge platform. It's falling off. Like, literally... He's on the farthest point, and it's rotating over a waterfall. He runs over... A uh, lava sh- fall. Lava fall. Excuse me. Well, yeah, thank you. Jumps <laughs> on to a droid, controls it, they fight. This poor little droid. This little droid is just doing his job, you know, harvesting the molten lava from the from the river of lava. And when Anakin jumps on him... I was like, oh, oh. The droid... I don't know how Anakin's controlling it, but that droid's life is no longer its own. It's, there's, he's I part know, of, master of this thing. He's, he's part of, of a bigger thing, which he does not understand. Yeah. With some really good lines here, isn't there? It's, uh, this is the end for you, my master. He says, I have failed you, Anakin. I, I failed you. Yeah. I right. should have known the Jedi were planning to take over. A- Anakin, Chancellor Palpatine is evil. My plan to be the Jedi, but then you are lost. Then you were lost. I mean, he's, he did say, I feel lost. He, he said that. Hey, hey man. I love lost. that, though, because, you know, we, we, we brought up the kind of, you know, good and evil's a point of view, the postmodern world, all that stuff. I have my truth. You have your truth. What do you say to that, Obi Wan? You can't say, you can't speak with this person anymore. Yeah, you're lost. He's lost. You are lost. We have to fight. Yeah. It's it's great. Moral clarity. Question: So the high ground moment. How do you feel about that? Do you like that? I don't dislike it. Again, my only problem with it. Again, I love it. Okay. My only problem with it is the fight is just so high intensity. No one really is winning or losing. And it's, oh, yeah, I have the high ground. You're done. It comes down to this. It's just like, yeah. but again, of course, morally, it's like, I have the high ground. Yeah. It's a cool thing. The ground's not that high. Just hop to the left, hop to the right. You don't have to do this. Don't try it. He was right. Don't try it. What if Anakin was like, okay, bye. I'll come back later. Come back later. I'll rebound an attack. Yeah. that That is a criticism that Plinkett brings up, that the the fight is elaborate and as exhausting as it is, it comes down to this. Yeah. That's but it is. it's cool. It's, it's, it's an opera, a space opera. It's... It's cool. Let's be real. It works. It works. He jumps over him and... And there's just something about... I don't know. This was a move that Obi-Wan did in episode one. It should work. And it worked out. Yeah. It doesn't work so well here. I don't know. Maybe Anakin heard the tale. How oh, he defeated Darth Maul. I'll get him. It doesn't work out. Obi-Wan sweeps over him with lightsaber. I, I just... You're, I, not, you're not quite sure what happens in, in a quick flash. And Oh, gosh. I'll just say this. I do kind of wish that... 
So the, the real purpose of that scene is the metaphor. I have the moral high ground. Yeah. The the logistics of the fight are kind of weird. Yeah. I think the staging definitely could have been better huh. because it Agreed. comes down to I'm on a hill. I'm on a hill. Yeah. What else? You could it could have been anything else, right? Yeah. But anyway, so it happens. This is horrifying thing. This, I mean, the thing you were not allowed to see. This was it's 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 honestly I enjoy this part every time. It's just. I actually enjoy watching it now. It's like because they're, they're it's like watching a car crash. You can't look away. You're like, well, oh there are my stages God. to it too. So yeah. Anakin flips, and Obi Wan cuts off Anakin's left arm. Yep, and both of his legs. Yep, Anakin keeps his robot arm, which is cool. So he loses his limbs, and at that point, the fight's over. I mean, Obi Wan has won. He could remount an attack. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, Anakin is rolling down the gravel hill. But and then it, it goes next level where he gets he doesn't go into the lava but he gets close to it. Yeah. Well, he's first, li- oh, it's awesome. He's a little too hot. A little too hot. Uh, he was cold before and I was hot. Anyway, <laughs> Obi Wan for one second you you don't catch this unless you watch it a thousand times like I have been watching it. Mm-hmm. He moves forward to help him and says, "Oh, I shouldn't do that." Not un- not not until he burns though. No, it happens immediately. Before he it happens burns, immediately. Yeah. Okay. He he walks up higher after he burns. Okay. Yeah. Creasy. He's got higher higher ground then. Yeah. It's just a really sad moment, and he says, "It's just like." Uh, oh, this is when he says, "I hate you," and then he burns. He says, "I hate you." Before this is probably the Ewan's best performance in these movies. Yeah. Let me ask. You were the chosen one. It was said that you would destroy this and not join them. Bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. Is talking about Anakin in past tense. You were, you were my brother. I loved you. It's just so sad. Didn't you just, say that was an Ewan choice? I think so. I'm sad that they discovered that together. Anyway, you were my brother, Anakin. Attachment. I loved you. Jay can't love. Huh. Obi Wan expelled from that order. It's true. It is. It is true. How can you not love a person? It's ridiculous. Uh, Anakin catches fire. It's horrifying. You can, Hayden, Hayden's performance in this scene is very compelling. Mm-hmm. This is, where, this is where Obi-Wan's just kind of like, uh, The CGI okay, performance was compelling, too. Well, it's, it's both. Anyway, Obi-Wan... <laughs> Obi-Wan uh, is like, I probably should go now. Takes lightsaber. Pick up the lightsaber. He'll need that in the next, the next film. Was this, was this right? Should he have just killed him? Like, what was the right decision here? I have, I have mixed feelings about this. They're, he's, he's suffering. He could be put out of misery. So much pain. He could be put out of, out of his misery, but honestly, it just comes down to... Obi Wan, he could not go through with that. He's still uh, you don't you don't blame him for that, do you? No, definitely not. No. Definitely not. But I mean, the fact is, he just leaves him there and leaves him there to suffer, which you don't blame him. And it's Sidious, the one who Sidious, Darth Sidious saves Anakin's life. I sense Lord Vader is in danger. He, Darth Sidious, saves Anakin's life. That is a, he touches him, he caresses him. That sounded weird. But yeah, it's true. Okay, it's you cute. just get the medical capsule, yeah, transport, or whatever. Yeah. 
There's just something about that. I don't know. The the ending of this film is so brilliant because it's not all resolved. It's not. It's all not clear. all resolved, and there are just weird little instances like that where oh, I thought Sidious was pure evil. Nope. There's a. It's just a speck of humanity in there. Yeah. And but it. it I'll, well, I'll save this. Sidious could be redeemed. Huh? Sidious could be redeemed. Ring theory. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's just. They're they're invisible movers. They're forces We're beyond so our comprehension. Yeah. Every everything's a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And I love that. And we begin to see those puzzles coming together. So they You begin you begin to realize there's a puzzle. Parallel here <laughs> we have Anakin on this operating table. He's taken back to this really cool it's raining on Coruscant and his body is being wheeled into this thing. He's in extreme pain. All these droids are you know, building him. It's just incredible scene. Which is paralleled with paralleled with Padme on the on the table giving birth. Mm-hmm. And of course there's this droid. Uba, Uba, it's caressing. Yeah. Is that uh, for the babies or for her? For her, of course. Okay. Uh, uh, the droid's like, you know, she's medically fine. We're losing her. And he's like, huh? Can't be explained. Can't be explained. Yeah. And then, what's really cool here? So Luke comes first, then Leia comes first. It's really sweet. Padme's dying. Obi Wan's there, and Padme says, "Obi Wan was there for the birth." Yeah. That's that's cool. Padme says, there's still good in him, you know, there's still good in him, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan does not believe her, I don't he, think. No. He does not. As we see in episodes five and six. He does not believe that. No, he doesn't. The Vader being redeemed is a surprise to Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yeah. A welcome surprise. <laughs> it's so sad, but it's, I mean, it's brilliant, too, that her, I don't know, her dying, Luke growing up without a mother... Him wanting to know his father. That's the thing that redeems Vader. It's just this piece of the puzzle. It's insane. It's insane. What the heck? It's brilliant. Uh, Anyway. uh, The Vader helmeting scene. Which actually may have come before this, but anyway, it's incredible. This is peak Star Wars. Honestly. It's coming from above. It's it's coming towards you. Like, oh my gosh. There's like, you can see things in the visor. You see the heads up display. Yeah. It is not pretty. He's got a hood. It's red. Do you know what a virtual boy is? No. A virtual boy was a virtual reality version of the Game Boy made in the 90s, so the technology sucked. You wear it on your head, and it looks like that. It's all red. You should not see the world like that. Exactly. It was This was a failure of a product, <laughs> and this is how Darth Vader has to live. Oh, my God. He has to wear you the You can virtu- see his fear, and it's so cool. It comes over his face, closes him in, and you, it pressurizes. Well, you, basically, you, just the shot of him looking up through it, I kind of read Anakin's going, I may have gone too far. I should not do this. <laughs> I regret a few things, <laughs> frankly. He is... But the way... Yeah, okay, so the part where the helmet slides on... It's it's a close-up of... of Vader's... of the helmet lying, and you see in episode five that this thing is two pieces. So it's the... It's the call back to that, I guess. But anyway, you see the the sort of samurai helmet section. You see that slide on, and you hear this. There's this great sound effect. This this pressure. Yeah. And then after a moment, you start to hear the breathing, and he holds on that for just a little bit, just to know this is. We, we talked about this a little bit before. Um, that shot in particular is where the high definition choice mm. really shines. You don't want grain in that shot. You want the, the, that polish. Yeah, that the crisp, perfect. Yes, exactly. It's incredible. It's it is one of the best moments in all of Star Wars. It definitely is. He comes up on the table, Lord Vader, 
Can you hear me? Yes, my master. Yeah, yeah. Hearing Vader say Padme is a little silly, but it's okay. Yeah. I don't care, though. <laughs> I don't care. Where's Padme? I is could she feel it. Right? She was alive. I felt it. Yeah. It appears in your anger. You kill her. Is that true? So how did, so did Anakin kill Padme? I don't believe so. I think I think Palpatine is you know is twisted is is, sti- is stabbed Anakin and he's twisting the knife a little bit there. So you think it's another it's another lie. We I have no think. idea. First of all, how does he know? Did the Emperor did Palpatine kill Padme? Hmm. I don't like that as much. I don't believe that. I'll tell you what I believe. Uh, I think a cosmic a cosmic pact was formed. Uh, I think something that we don't understand happened there. We cannot I, understand it, honestly. Padme died, and yet there was this unexpected gift of twins. Yeah. There was another life there. Her essence was split. Yeah, I, I don't know. The force went out. Mm-hmm. But there's, there was a cosmic balancing of the scales. Yeah. No balancing? One, yes. No one understood it. Hmm. I think Palpatine is lying or, in his own hubris and arrogance, believes he understands it. Oh, I like that a lot. That's mm-hmm. cool. Of course, Vader's agony there. Him saying no is kind of dumb, but you feel it. It's cool. No. Yeah, I like it. I do hate that that was inserted in episode six, though. I I cannot stand that. Yeah. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. It's gone now, though, isn't it? I don't know. We'll have to check I Disney bo- Plus. Oh, if we'll have to see. I don't want to. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Anyway, great film. Couple pickup scenes here. We learned that Yoda has communicated. I guess Qui Gon has finally come online in the Force. Yeah, this world. is just basically explaining Force ghosts. Hey, by the way, you can talk to him now. The Nether World of the Force. Cool. What is that? I would like to learn more about that, sir. You can't. Sorry. That's all we got. Episode 9. There's, there's no primary sources there. Episode, episode 9. There's there's hope. Episode 9, Rise of the Netherworld. Takes place in the what Netherworld. What the title? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there are some dreamy looking stuff there. Yeah. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so. This is my favorite part of the film. They, I mean, yeah, there are these, there's these little kind of spring cleaning scenes just tidying up. Okay, yeah, we got to set up. Spring cleaning. Yeah, we got to set up Obi-Wan. Uh, taking Luke, we got to set up Yoda and Qui Gon, all that stuff set up. We're just basically filling in the blanks between this and A New Hope. All that stuff's okay. That's just you know. There's I, I do like the part where C3PO is getting his mind wiped and he just goes, "Oh no, he says, oh goodness." He says, "He says, oh no," which is the last line of Episode Three. <laughs> Incredible. But then, just my favorite part ever. It, all you need to watch is the final moments of episode three to see that George Lucas is a great filmmaker, yeah. truly. Yeah. And he's totally in his element. It's purely visual, wordless, driven by music and images alone. You're cutting... Uh, is the funeral, which I think we've... There's, there's, that was earlier, though. That was earlier. No, that's here. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's here. You go from C-3PO to the funeral. And from the funeral, you go to... And the funeral is really sweet and tragic. You see Padme's parents and probably her little sister. Boss Nass is there and Jar Jar is there. Looking sad. Uh, Padme is still clutching the Jepore snippet. Which they do, they show earlier in the film. We didn't bring that up, but they, they bring back the Jepore snippet just for a little bit. He says, I remember when I gave you this. It's sad. It, it goes from that to Vader on the bridge of a Star Destroyer. And it's just to, just to see that. To just, see that, you're yeah. like, oh my gosh. Again, yeah. the design of it, everything... Feels a little off, like it feels a little in between, which is cool. A little transition. I guess so. Yeah. But a lot of it is feels just like how it feels, and and you're seeing the construction of the Death Star. Yeah. Of course, Tarkin's there, and like Tarkin's I should, there. Right. I'm, ah, uh, some guys. There's some. They need I, to talk for I a little bit. I left the oven on. Okay. <laughs> I should go back and fix that. 
Uh, and then from there, it cuts to Alderaan. We get to see Alderaan, so which cool. is a big deal. I, I can't even explain it, really. It's we just kind of like Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Just thing you've heard about for so long, and you finally get to see it. In the BTS, he was obsessed with uh, getting Alderaan right. Really? He said the Alps, you know, future, future Alps. Why did he want that? He's, he just knew he had an image of, in his head, and he was searching for it the whole time. The, what I get out of that is you have the, the, the fantasy archetype of a castle in the mountains, and he said, I want to do that, but the Star Wars version of that. Cool. And yeah. it's really sweet seeing Bail Organa and his wife with, with baby Leia. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know, just to see, just to end on a positive, a positive note like that after such horror. Some and, stuff went down. Horror and death and dismemberment and burning alive and man, oh, man being welded with machine. Some dark things. <gasps> Yeah, dude, I have some to... wipeouts in this movie. It's, just... <laughs> it's Star Wars movie. <laughs> and ending on, and then of course it goes to Tatooine, and you see Obi Wan riding the the animal that poops in Episode One. Oh gosh, <laughs> which is not a thing you really want to be thinking about in this scene. Uh, it's playing Luke Skywalker's theme. This is just this is just brilliant. This is some of the best filmmaking of all time. Obi Wan hands off baby Luke, and. Uh, Baru takes it and hands it to Owen. Or, sorry, he doesn't hand it to Owen. He walks over to Owen. Yeah. Here you and, go. But he's standing... This came for you. He's standing watching the binary sunset like Luke will do. And just that... I don't know. To to imagine Owen Lars, you know... The grumpy The man. ultimate grumpy... He uh, was, yeah. Yeah, he, he was a dreamer too at one time. Hmm. And to... That last, so the last shot is so cool. Again, uh-huh. it's just it's just like a new hope. Um, it it is literally a new hope. What's really cool about it is so this this DVD I have right here. This is full screen. Yeah. Which is really embarrassing. I didn't know that for a long time. But the aspect ratio would always change in the last shot. It would always go to widescreen there. It was just it made it way epic. Really? It just, it just I don't know why. Just that last shot went, went widescreen. George said, "I'm not compromising on yeah, this." Yeah. It, it was, was no pan and scan. Incredible. It was just like, oh wow, this looks so cool. It's great. It uh, the circle's now complete. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. And then the movie's done. The movie's done. Lord Vader, can you hear me? Our last two character analyses have really covered Anakin. We talked about, we, we covered him pretty well yeah. in the plot. He's the main character. You know, just watching the film, you get him. Wow, well, first Star Wars prequel of main character. Uh, it's been done. <laughs> Yay. But it's it's the best done here. But Chancellor Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, what is his goal? Let's let's do a little character analysis on him. What He definitely wants power. But he does have this other goal of revenge. For revenge. Of, of he's waited for this for a long time. He's been biding his time. Why? Why? Why would a Sith want this? Why would a Sith want to restore the Sith Empire? With the ultimate form of power, being control. Yeah, but absolute power. There is for sure, for sure. But there is this. He says, "Peace. We shall have peace." Now, obviously, that's the hubris of things will be perfect the way they need to be when I'm in control, yeah. of course. But why? There's something else motivating that, right? It's not... Hmm. Maybe it's just power. I mean, he is a cackling, maniacal, crazy villain, but... What do you think? There's this interesting line. 
Um, Do you remember what it is? Oh, gosh. It's, this is from the Knights of the Republic, and I, I cannot get it right. Where it's Darth Malak, this, again, he's, a, he's another deformed Sith. He says, the strong must rule if we are to survive. There is a sense is that the Sith are more powerful, and so therefore it is only natural that they should rule. Oh, interesting. I think they have some, they have an entitlement of like, we are most powerful. This world belongs to us. It's not just power. It's the sense of belonging. The galaxy is ours. You know, we we can control the galaxy. You we like, can rule the galaxy. You like that? I do. It's this. It's not just power. It's like this is ours. This yeah, is ours. I think he. The force gives us our to, power. To go that. back to Qui Gon a little bit, you know, Qui Gon is someone who is not too concerned with rules, like we've been saying. Mm-hmm. But he is in service to the force, and he. He's serving this other mysterious thing. It's not rules. It's something It's something more real and something you can intuit. I would say Palpatine is doing that, but he's not doing it. He's not doing it the right way, basically. Are you saying, are there two parts to the Force or is there one Force? Like, so is the dark side does it have a, it has a, definitely has a will of its own. I'm not saying that. And mm-hmm. when you were saying that the dark side kind of chooses two people, I actually wasn't really on board with that. It doesn't, it doesn't choose them. I'm saying that... Basically, that it's a passion, it's lust. It's not a stable thing. Okay. Basically, if you have 80 people, they will not all be able to, I think, equally have that power. Okay. Only I, a few people can focus that power. I was not trying to say that, that Palpatine is in service to the Force like Qui-Gon. Sure, okay. I was just saying that Palpatine, similar to Qui-Gon as a character, is driven by some kind of purpose. Yeah. It's not just, what are the, what are the rules of the Sith? You know, what am I doing? There is a purpose there, but it's a dark purpose. And ultimately, it comes down to... Uh, people will serve me. The or force will bend to me. my will. To my will. I can, yeah, this is mine mm-hmm. to control. Uh, I definitely, cool. yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. Now, big, big question. Did he create Anakin? 100%. I think so. Okay. Or I think Plagueis probably did. I don't know if he did. My reading always was that Palpatine did it. Why is that? Until you actually, I mean, I've read a little bit of Darth Plagueis. I've not read the whole thing. But really until you told me that yeah in this novel it's very very clear Plagueis creates Anakin yeah that was always my reading um I don't know I I'm really I don't know it just seemed like I couldn't take anything he was saying at his word Hmm. and just trying to dig into the greater themes of Star Wars what do you you know was he trying to say and this is similar to the I'm your father scene and but that was always my reading of it Interesting. Yeah. Again, I, at this point, I can't unsee my thing. But it, it so. would make more sense if Sidious did it, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, thematically. It would. It definitely would. But it and deepens the myth if it's Plagueis a little bit more. Honestly, it, it does. There, It is so vague. It's very vague. Which is crazy, because you think that's, 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 just like Seifo Diaz, you think that's, that's a core question of Star Wars. Nope, doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's like... Or it doesn't matter. Just, it it you matters. Can't know. You can't know. It's unknowable. Which is so cool, because I think... Again, Plagueis, he unbounces, or Sidious, unbounces the scales. He creates life, you know, basically a tool for them to use. Uh, he gets a lot of good out of that. He gets some bad out of that, too. He gets killed by that, you know? It's like there's yeah. a cosmic balance there as well, I think, too. I certainly like the idea that this weird science experiment, this unholy thing, you it's know, you were not a creator. You you were a man. You, it, this is not your power. Yeah. It's what he wanted. He got what he wanted, but it just created this... That unbalancing of the scales is what led to his destruction. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. Palpatine's victory, I don't think, would have come without Anakin. So it's yeah difficult. It's all you twisted. know, it's, it's all the tragedy. It's just, these events are all bound together by fate. 
in some ways. Mm-hmm. They don't quite work. On well, not own. anymore. I mean, Palpatine's coming back in nine. So what does that mean? <laughs> it's one of those things that it's a cool idea. I just oh, gosh, anyway. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. So Palpatine, he's cool. He's a great villain. I mean, do you, could you would could you want a better villain? He's pretty awesome. And this movie is yeah. where he shines. He's great in six. He's he's lost in the background of in two. As he barely yeah. appears in one. Yeah. You know? I kinda resent that a little bit. Like it feels like this movie has to do a lot to get him where he needs to be. Which is cool. I enjoy watching it. But it's great. It's great. I just kinda wish maybe I got a little bit more of that in one two. Yeah, but then but then it can't be obvious. Here's the thing. It can't I be think obvious. I was films. surprised. It's possible I was surprised. Because you're dumb. I was eight. Okay, well, the film worked on you. That's Thank good. You. But you'd seen episode six. I think it was in the trailers. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, come on. <laughs> there's no way. I, I, mean, I don't know. I'm making up my mind at this point. He's awesome. I love him. Um, you love Darth Sidious. I, I love You have an attachment to him. <laughs> okay. What was his attachment to? What's the deal with... Uh... He lies standing, doesn't he? What do you mean? We never did talk about your whole bit about um. Well, to cheat death is a power only one is achieved. But if we work together, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So basically, the point is, Palpatine's a liar. Almost everything he says is a lie, tinged with truth. You cut. You just you have to make up your own mind. What? How do you how do you interpret this this film? And it kind of sucks in a way, but it's also what makes it so rich. Any interpretation you go through. Sorry, any interpretation you think of and you say, okay, this is what I believe, it causes problems. It It is not a... Because there are contradictions kind of to anything you want to believe. Mm-hmm. But basically, what you just brought up... So Sidious says, okay, there's this man who cheated death. And Anakin must believe that Sidious was the man at that point? Or he just believes that Palpatine knows? During, during the opera. He definitely does not think that's... He doesn't know it's Palpatine there. But he believes that Palpatine knows the secret at the opera. At the opera? You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, maybe not then. I don't think so. Hmm. But at some point... Next scene for sure. The next scene for sure. When he, when he draws a lightsaber. But when Sidious says to cheat death is the power only one has achieved... Either that's a lie or what he previously said was a lie. They can't both be true. And why do you think Anakin continues to go along with it at that point? Just the promise of it. He's just dangling yeah, the dangling the same. Yeah. Interesting because that's obviously something they never achieve, right? And they're not invincible. Yeah, yeah. Is, so, that, is that even possible? Can you do that? Maybe it was maybe it is just a legend. Can you cheat death? I mean, the Jedi, the Jedi Palpatine did not cheat death. The Jedi do in a weird way. Not cheat though; it's a different thing. Different it state. is, yeah. See, I like that. I like the. There's a there's a good way to do that. I got, you know. Yeah, you the the way you become a Force Ghost is you die with um, compassion mm. and with peace. Mm. It's perfect. It's a meditative state, which is why Obi Wan, you know, it, you could not die in battle. Qui Gon, yeah, <laughs> he goes down pretty hot. In that battle. He gets stabbed. No, Qui-Gon gets stabbed. I'm saying he goes down pretty hot. He doesn't qualify for what you're saying. Qui-Gon? Yeah. No, he does. Qui-Gon does become a Force ghost. He's not. Yes, he does. He, I thought we said he was something other. I didn't say that. I did, You did say that. When did I say that? Recently. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. 
Do you think he appears just like Obi-Wan does? Look, Qui-Gon's the one who tells Yoda how to become a Force ghost. <laughs> no, look, here's how Qui-Gon dies. Qui-Gon... It's just weird that you never see him on screen, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have been nice. But could work. Qui-Gon is stabbed in the belly. He, he's... But I'm just saying, you just said he, they have the die a piece. He does not die a piece. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, he has a piece of Obi-Wan, you mean? He dies in Obi-Wan's arms. He oh. says, Obi-Wan, train the boy. He is the chosen one. He will bring balance. Obi-Wan says, yes, master, I will do it. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's when Qui-Gon dies. So anyway, that's the trick. Is, is a Sith can never achieve that because they're you know they're selfish and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's almost like you can't just watch those scenes and have them be enough. You have to go in with all, all this other Star Wars knowledge and beliefs. Yeah, because I, I do love the idea that the Sith are chasing eternal life in this world, so to speak. You know, they they don't understand that passing on to the the nether world of the Force yeah. is a good thing. They don't, they don't rejoice for those around but them. But there's no way they could achieve that. If they actually achieved that, then... They'd win. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. I mean, Sidious says he could save others, but not himself. It's a weird thing, right? Then where did Anakin come from? I just want to say... his power's not real. <laughs> I just want to say I love that this is left unexplained. Yeah. It makes the prequels way more rich. Yeah. If Palpatine, and, and I think you told me that originally in the script, there was a scene where Palpatine says, yeah, it was me. I did it. How weird would that have been? That would have sucked. I mean, we scene. wouldn't be here talking about it. Yeah. I don't think. Well, even, I mean, how would Anakin take that knowledge? Kill him. <laughs> <Yeah>, come on. <laughs> come on. Like, come on. It's terrible. <laughs> I was wondering why I didn't have a dad. <laughs> oh, wait. It was you the whole time? Since slavery? Did he? So are you, are you willing to come down on did he or didn't he create Anakin? I'd be open to it, but I, I, I just love the Plague story so much. So, it's cool. Hmm. It's rich. So, so you, you're okay with a Sith influencing the midichlorians, midichlorians to create life, but not to cheat death? Because if they're cheating death... I don't know what that means. Yeah, I... To live forever. I guess that'd be problematic, wouldn't it? It would, be, it would, it would yeah. Truly problematic. It would be like a baby Yoda. Could be causing problems. Oh gosh! Don't worry. Twenty Django Fets <laughs> flying towards you. That actually is a problem. What? If you see twenty Django Fets flying towards you, you've you got some problems. You got some problems. You got about twenty of them. Twenty problems. <laughs> uh, who else did you want to talk about? Wasn't there another character? Not really. Oh, he's the biggest one here. He's the biggest. It's just we've covered all the other characters in the other films. He's he's kind of the star of this one. Yeah. Uh. I do want to talk about some themes. Sure. Oh, well, just to wrap up Palpatine, the unresolved nature of that, the finer details of, okay, what was the, what happened, the details of the Sith legend, and I, it's better that we don't know. Yeah. It really is. Major themes. Um, I, I talked about this some. Truth is a big theme, I think, to me. Mm-hmm. The ability to discern what is true, what is a lie. So that's a big problem. Anakin cannot see that Palpatine's lying the whole time. But then in another way, you have this other aspect of truth. What is a Jedi? What is the Republic? Yeah. What is the true form of this thing? Where the, where the, where is, where's the way this should be? Yeah, you know, right. Where's the way it ought, it ought to be? Right, right, right. It's not, you know, Jedi's not the lightsaber, really. It's not, you know, all the rules of the Jedi Code. The Republic isn't the mushrooms and the pods and all that. There's, there's something else. There's this other thing. And that has been occluded. And it is all occluded until, you know, like we said, at the very end 
Obi-Wan suddenly has this moral clarity that's been missing for you know, his entire Long life. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> um, any thoughts on that? No, I love it. It's cool. You love that? No, it's the best. I mean, it's, it's the payoff of the promise of the prequels of like, you watch the first, you know, I guess the four, five, and six, you try these awesome people. They're great. I mean, they're great. They're awesome. You know, how could they ever be wrong and to see that there's more to it? And that Luke's Luke's ability to do what he did it truly was life changing. It was not not life changing, but it was something spe- it was something special and something different. That I don't know if a Jedi could have done what he did from that era. You know? For sure, yeah. and it makes it special in a lot of ways. It does. Um, that's not quite about truth, but sure, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't the, know. the true form, anyway, like you mentioned. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true, and that that plays into you know Yoda and Obi Wan. They Obi Wan in particular. I mean, he saw what Anakin did, saw what Anakin became. It he was not capable of forgiving him. We got this little kid who has, doesn't know any of that, and he's able to see. Uh, if he's able to see Darth Vader, he's able to see Anakin Skywalker. If Luke saw the security recordings, yeah, irredeemable. Yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be tough. Too far. I think uh, the other big theme of this film for me is balance. Hmm. Like yeah. you, we, you talked about is these these things we can't understand. Well, there, there are some basic, there are some more simpler terms, uh, more simple terms. This is the final film of the the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's the missing piece. Mm-hmm. Story's over. Oh, all, yeah. all the threads are tied up. Everything's connected. So there's that. Oh, every thread is tied up. No. Seven ideas, huh? The, the, the important ones. <laughs> <laughs> the ones we care about. The, one, uh, the ones George Lucas cared about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's certainly a balance there. You got three films here, you got three films here. Okay. That's... Let's get balance. There are no remain. Yeah. Oh, there's two more coming now. Oh, there's oh. a third coming. Whoops. But uh, anyway, so there's a balance. But then, you know, like, like we were saying earlier, there's, there's all this unresolved stuff. In, in the last moments of this film, you're introduced to... Padme's perfectly healthy. And if she dies, huh? What? 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 What's going on there? I need. I need. More I need grace, please. Another hour to process this. Yeah. Uh. And honestly, this is kind of colored by what I've learned about what, what George has talked about. The wills, just as kind of. Mm. There's a higher plane. There's, there's, yeah. You know. Definitely. Of force users. Right. Something that's not quite as codified as the Jedi, something more primal, something more ancient. Yeah, definitely. You think Palpatine's the chess player, the there's something else going on. Three D chess. Five D chess. Five D chess. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth eyes. <laughs> and honestly, just watching it this time, uh some of the notes I wrote down, why why did Padme why did Padme die? Was there a cosmic trade? Why did Sidious save Anakin? Just these weird little moments of grace that are incomprehensible. Uh, then I wrote down, why did George sell Star Wars? I know, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> unknowable things, Unknowable things. What will it lead to? Maybe it all comes together in episode nine. I don't it know. It has to. Uh, it's a very... It, this episode in particular reminds me of Lord of the Rings, big time. Because Lord of the Rings, Gandalf is this character who, who becomes this... Uh, He's this kindly old man as Gandalf the Grey, and he becomes a general, a leader of men as Gandalf the White. Mm. And he understands, I'm just a chess piece. And my, my job is to inspire men. There are forces moving... Moving me around. Yeah. It's awesome. It becomes this epic battle for good and evil. And just the idea of within these babies, you have the sliver of hope. Mm. It's very similar to 
the idea in Lord of the Rings where this little seemingly meaningless person, little hobbit. Has the ability. Yeah, has the ability, right. right. It's, it's just great. It's great storytelling. Watching, there's something about Padme and Palpatine, about, you know, you have this one role model, and then there's one influence on him. It's this healing thing that's able to help him process, but then there's this other presence that kind of gives you what you want. It feeds the part of you, the worst parts of you. I think it, there's a lot in this movie I think you can apply to your own life. Sure. You know, the ability. Oh, for sure. I mean, think about. Think about when you're going through something like your job or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you have a boss and he's he's been riding you. You're not doing so well. He thinks you, he, he's being definitely being unfair. And you know, you has this happened to you? You, <laughs> you have one friend who just will gossip with you. Say, yeah, it's happened to me. You know, this is, this is terrible. You should you should be looking for this. But then you have someone else's life who's wider and say, hey, yeah, here's these other things you haven't thought about. Here's these. Uh-huh. I've always cherished that wisdom way more. Of like, hey. They're just doing their job. They don't mean that. Like, don't look. You you stop looking. You have to stop looking inward at yourself. Basically, if you're trying to, if you're if you surround yourself with people like that, first example, you will be evil. Mm-hmm. You know. And again, the most uplifting thing about these prequels is that never quite it articulated super well, but you you can control your feelings. You can control sure. your life. Yeah. You you have that ability, and it's easy to work yourself into these circles of friends, circles of influences that feel like you can't who will offer you easy ways out, the dark side. Mm-hmm. But there's always a way, I think, to, to bring your life into balance and to think that you need any external ex, any external force to do that. I think you have the powers within, you know, sure. to, to change. And that I, is the most inspiring thing ever, I think. So, the, Episode three, I think what, kind of what you're saying is, I mean, what you're describing is just a great film. It's a story that, you know, moves you and, you know, shows you a little, shows you something about your life, shows you something about yourself maybe you didn't realize or articulates it. We have a few prequels, you know, we love them, but they don't quite do that. They <laughs> don't quite get there. You have to, to dig in the dirt a little this bit. This movie does that. It's yeah. it's a really good movie. Uh, whenever I come out of this, like I said at the beginning, I left the theater and I felt that was a great film. I went through an experience. I my life has been enriched. You know, a great film will spiritually edify you. Mm. Is the term I've been using lately, but it does. It enriches your life, and I feel that coming out of episode three. It's so true. You know, these Marvel films, good movies. We're talking about those. A lot of fun. People look to them. They're inspired by them. And I, I don't think I've ever gotten that. There are definitely some cool characters who do some really cool things that really can be inspiring. But they don't. Sure. They don't have a spiritual dimension to them like these films do. Films have lost yeah, that build. Yeah. They're not doing that anymore. It's definitely not the same. I mean, I Iron like Man, that. Tony Stark's sacrifice in Endgame is pretty good. It's pretty close Hero's to Hero's death is, it's good, but there's not a, yeah, there's not a spiritual component. There's not a... That's, that's the important storytelling there. It, it is. We've lost yeah. that. It's definitely not in these new films. It's the old trilogy, you know. Yeah, I don't know what the spiritual component is in those. I Maybe it's there and I can't see it, but I, I don't see it. Yeah. I really don't. So what did... Uh, what did this contribute to Star Wars? Uh, a lot of things. A lot of things. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It did. Um, He's a new character. He'll be getting his own Disney Plus show. Oh my god! I didn't watch that show. <laughs> I mean, that would actually be really good. <laughs> They'd find a way to ruin it. Actually, there are twenty Darth Plaguses. Yeah. No jetpacks. <laughs> I guess it's hard for me to separate what this film specifically does, rather than it lands all the other things as well. Like that's true. Here's this young idealistic boy 
similar like Luke in a lot of ways, but almost pure. And even he, even he was able to fall. Even he went evil. This is the one that, I mean, it threads the needle. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it's, it, it just makes sense of everything. Yeah. I think Anakin's a good character in this film. Like for a long time, he's, he's, a, he's a good person. Hayden's really good. He's a good person. He's a great actor too. Yeah, seeing the mighty fall is just that's something. Yeah, cool. sure. You get to see the. You really, I mean, honestly, this film bridges the gap in so many ways just to see the and some of it is all a little forced i mean you literally see palpatine you literally see him become the emperor yeah. before your eyes and it's okay it's a little little simple it's a little yeah. a little convenient but you know like we were saying see the seeing the star destroyers i mean you literally see there's a deleted scene where you see yoda land on dagobah they cut that for good reason yeah so it's a little neat at times oh, yeah swamp this will be my home yeah <laughs> mud hole <Sorry. laughs> My home this is. But... She would have never planned it. More sunny. <laughs> I read a theory one time. Why isn't he protect all why isn't he protecting Leia and Alderaan? Okay. I don't know why I know this, just years of Star Wars knowledge, but the twins are split up to hide them from the Emperor. Obi Wan says that. The reason there is he would he would be able to detect them otherwise. Because together they are force A force an, nexus. Antenna, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is, cool. exactly. Um, and Yoda hides on Dagobah because that is a planet that's full of life. Dark side. No civil... Dark side. Well, he's got the dark side power, too. It has the Clouds cave. Him. It has the cave. It does have that. So, sure. But it's a place that's kind of rich in the force. He can hide there. The Emperor will not sense him there. Yeah. Cool. And Obi-Wan just lives in a cave. Because he's, he's, he's not that powerful. He lives in a hut. He's not that powerful. <laughs> Coming to a new show near you. Obi-Wan in his hut. I wonder... You know... An idea I liked in The Last Jedi was Luke has shut himself off from the Force. That is in Fallen Order as well. Is it really? Mm -hmm. It's an interesting idea. Maybe Obi-Wan did that. No, he should not have done that. Obi-Wan is... But maybe he did. I think once you've done it, you can't undo it. It's like circumcision. Uh, Luke, We see Luke undo it in, in Episode Eight. Oh, that sucks. I don't like that anymore. It's a really cool scene. I mean, we will talk about that one day. But it's when he 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 opens a psychic connection with Leia. How can you? It's the first time he's used the Force in a while. How can you reconnect? Um... I mean, yeah, Ryan Johnson, you got some problems, but it's, it's, like, it's like getting your tubes tied. You can untie the tubes. I don't. Agree, I don't agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. Hmm. That's a different film. But uh, if nothing else, Episode Three contributes. It almost. I mean, just by being a quality film and tying all the... It legitimizes... It legitimizes the prequel, the prequels. The prequel it, effort. It really does. It, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't know how we would look at this film if episode three was bad. All, be, all these films, honestly. It yeah. You know, one, two wouldn't even get the benefit of the doubt. Now, here's a question. After all this, do you still rate episode one above this one? Uh, just wondering. Personal ranking. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I do... Just, I don't know. the The imagination of that movie is on another sure, level because sure. with this episode three, the storytelling and as a film, it's better. But you're starting to see designs that look familiar. It's true. You're starting to see. It's true. You know, and, and like I was saying, it gets a little it gets a little too well, cute, cute with tying everything together. Episode one is just a bizarre, bold <laughs> thing that just it never existed before or yeah. since. We are General Grievous. And uh, George Lucas was Obi-Wan. A bold one. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Episode one is just one of the weirdest films I've ever seen. Thank <laughs> <And laughs> you. Something about that I, I really, really like. Hmm. What about you? I This is definitely the best prequel. It's it definitely is, the best it's one. It's so rich. And so your, your favorite? I really enjoy it. 
Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed returning to it. I'm going to probably watch scenes of it again. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Um, it is awesome. So the prequel project will continue. Even though we've covered these three prequel films, I am excited. I have not rewatched Riddle of Children in a long time. I'm excited to move forward, watch the next three, see what ideas they were grappling with, and we can see how they inform each other. I think episode three maybe does the most to inform the other films. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I want to see how that works. I want to see some of those lines, episode five, like Yoda's training that I've forgotten, mm-hmm. see how they mesh with Yoda in these movies. Sure. I think it's going to be rich. It's going to be fun. It's going to be worth... It's going to be worth... I mean, these movies are awesome. It's going to be worth talking about them in general. But then mm-hmm. tying them in and legitimizing the prequels pre- even more. What about the Clone Wars? Yeah, at some point, I think the Clone Wars... I mean, they're... They are an incredible piece of the prequels. It's kind of its own endeavor. Yeah. I think we might get to that afterwards. But I think... Look forward to 4, 5, and 6 coming soon. To a galaxy near you. Galaxy near you. That was a poster somewhere. That was terrible. I didn't like that. I loved it. Farewell. Goodbye, my old friend. 